to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. Oh, I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. The Pump of X Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. 6.02 p.m. Pacific time. Monday, April 16th. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Looking forward to having you guys around for the whole ride tonight. Lots to talk about uh, when it comes to tonight's show. This is Pulp Show number 335. And I must say, it's been a real fun for 332 of them. I'll let you figure out the three that sucked. Uh, Thank you for listening. Christian Craig will be on from Geico Honda. Christian Craig has recently announced he is going to ride 450 motocross series all year. So we'll talk to him about that. We will talk to him about how his Minneapolis Supercross went. And much more. Alex Ray from the Cycle Trader Yamaha team will be on. A Ray, friend of the show, will be joining us to talk about uh, his comeback to racing, how that's going. He's had a bit of a frustrating time, but it, you know, hey, it, it you know, he's been doing all right. Um, and uh, David Coombs will be on also. David Coombs will come on mostly to talk about the Alta and uh, MX Sports' decision to uh, not allow the Alta this year at uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, in, in the vet classes or in the 250 classes or anything. And uh, so we'll have Davey on a little bit in an interview that we already did this afternoon because he had some things going on tonight. But uh, Coombs will be on to, to, to talk Alta and what's going on with that. And, uh, of course, also on the show is you guys. 702-586-7857, 702-586-PULP. Please give us a call. We're going to give away some stuff, some real cool th- things from a lot of our sponsors, and uh, we're going to uh, award a Fly Racing F2 helmet this week on the show. And, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to uh, having you people along for the ride. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Official graphics of Alex Ray, by the way. Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5. Big news with the folks at Michelin. Looks like the day after Las Vegas Supercross, Sunday, a Pulpamex ride day at Western Raceway. Pulpamex ride day at Western Raceway. If you have Michelins on your bike, you will be able to ride for free. And I think on a special Pulpamex only track. So we'll have more details about that going forward, but it looks like that's going to happen. So we thank the folks at Michelin and Western Raceway also. FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brakes, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight. And uh, we'll do the uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. We'll do the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We will do the Race Tech Rant of the Night. And the Gear Alloy Cold Call as well is all on board with us uh, tonight. And uh, yeah, man, like I said, been fun time. Let's keep it going. Uh, with me in studio all show long. We'll talk about Minneapolis race, the Triple Crown, this Brock Tickle deal, Jason Anderson penalization. Is Jamar good at Supercross? Uh, and much more. Uh, with me in studio from Vital MX. Uh, he's been a former co-host here a couple times. Michael Lindsay, what's up? ML five twelve. What's up, Steve? Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Got a question about that Michelin ride day. So yeah. the track. Put, uh, put your mic up a little bit. Is there a nice little uh, area? Is there a sign for that section you crashed in? Do we? I mean, are you designing the track for this ride day? This is not the same track. Oh, I, I've not gone back to that track that claimed me the ten foot double. I have no intention to. 
I'm not going to ride on any sort of death tracks. I'm not going to ride on death tracks like Mesquite that have huge 10-foot doubles that claim people. So tabletops only? Tabletops only. Hey, you and Jody Weisel have something in common now. Uh, no. Love this guy right There here. is a big double out there, and I clear it with ease, uh, Michael. So, um, yeah, come along. Bring your bike. I will. I have some Michelin tires at home. Oh, wow. Then you can get in for free. Um, you can uh, store it in my garage for Vegas weekend if you want. But, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Well, what is going on with you? What's new with Michael Lindsay? You're test riding things. You're riding uh, product testing, going to the races uh, sometimes. So you're always have something different going on. Oh, last couple of weeks when uh, Daytona week, when hung down with some of the guys like the Nas Baker's factory, went in, hung out with Kiefer this morning, the gale force winds of competitive edge for a YZ 65 intro. Oh, and so that was today, the YZ 65. That was yeah. this morning. We got um, an embargo till Friday, but we can talk about it a little bit. True or false, Will Hahn was test riding. I mean, I, I, I saw 69 go by in the morning, yeah. so I was pretty sure that was him, yeah. but no, I didn't have enough facial hair. Uh, no, I meant the 65, riding the 65. <laughs> Probably. I think Butler, Steve Butler mentioned something about a lot of the adult guys testing it. Yeah. Um, bike looks cool, though. It, it looks like they did a good job, right? No, it looks legit. You look at it in person. I think of some of the old 65s, like the clutch covers would be one piece hard move. Like yeah. there's certain things about you, like this is cheap. That yeah. thing looks like a, uh, a shrunken down version of their 250. A one side removable subframe, I think. Or is it a whole thing? It's a full removal yeah, full subframe. Removal. And, uh, and uh, no, no linkage, though. They yeah. embraced the PDS system. It was interesting. We talked a little bit about that because yeah. that was one thing I questioned. And Butler made a really good point is uh, they felt like they were able to get the, the ratio they need on the linkless. Uh, yep. You're able to offset the shock a little for the power. But one of the main things they were really focused on, they talked a lot about stability and safety for kids on those bikes. Uh, one of them was ground clearance. You know, they said like 65 kids are riding these full size track and they're always hucking and casing stuff. Yeah, yeah. They worked really hard on the ground clearance of the bike. Okay. Is that BS or do you, do you buy into that? No, I do. Okay. Cause you watch kids like I'm watching, uh, uh, the Cal class last week and watching Deegan's kid on 65, trying to hook like 90 foot doubles and tag, you know, they're tagging stuff. They're right. At the yeah. limit of what yeah. the bike's capable of. So can you imagine the joy over in Holland at the WP factory? <laughs> they're like, Yes. We know it works. The <laughs> Japanese are copying us. Long live no linkage. <laughs> now, if only they could get it back. Yeah. Stop <laughs> shitting on us, everybody. WP is going to write all the media uh, a, a letter to, to us for an official apology uh, talking about how their suspension, linkless, linkless suspension doesn't work. Look, Yamaha has done it. I thought that was really funny because, because I mean, you know, we were all critical. Oh, of that it, stuff. it was eye catching. That was so, uh, you know, you look at bike like, oh, it looks so cool. Wait, it doesn't have a linkage. <laughs> yeah, that's immediately what I'm like. What? But hey, good job. You know what? Uh, Yamaha looked like they did a good job on that thing. I'm for any OEM investing money into a new model. That's for sure. Especially youth yeah. model. They're they're trying to, you know, they have this whole marketing thing they're doing now, whether it be street dirt or everything, they're just kind of showing that progression that somebody can take with the yeah. brand that yeah. really only KTM and Husqvarna yeah. have had the last few years. Like, you know, yeah. now they have the opportunity. I mean, look at Supercross. How many of those guys have started on a PW50 at Loretta Lynn's? Their first major yeah. race was yeah. on a oh, Yamaha, yeah. and everybody. they lose them after yeah. that. Yeah. Now they have that opportunity to continue somebody with the brand. Yeah, no, it's good, 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 good deal. So looking forward to that. That'll be on Vital MX this week, you said? Yeah, pretty much. Everybody check out Friday morning. The embargo's up. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, some suspension issues in the 250 Supercross class. 
I want to talk to you about 2019 Cowie that we saw photos of. I saw them on Vital MX. Yep. Uh, no, you know what? Yeah, I think I saw no, Trans well, we saw we actually got a Japanese photographer sent us some like three weeks before Don went, so okay. we had some of the fir- we had the Maybe first that's ones I up. First saw them, yeah. And then uh, Don went for the national. And they had a little more of a cleaned up version right, at that right. race. Um, so yeah, I want to talk to you about that. Uh, lots to talk about when it comes to Minneapolis Supercross, of course. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Christian Craig. Alex Ray, Davey Coombs, we may call, we may cold call Wilbur. We'll see what he's doing. He wasn't at the race this weekend. No, he was he racing. Was racing, which I think is complete bullshit. And I'd like to call him out on that. Can a team manager um, go racing on the weekend that is over in the corner racing? producing the show, coming in very late. The Wait, he's Travis, here. The <laughs> Travis Marks. Oh, 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 oh. Mark's dog. I'd like to clarify what we consider late these days. I just are the tweets up for the sponsors and st- you know yeah. like are they up? Yeah, camera's not on. Sure camera's not working. Yeah, it is. I see a red light. Yeah, it's on. I think green means go. No, red means recording. Welcome to welcome to, uh, welcome to the media world. industry. Welcome industry. to Racer X, Racer X Facebook people. That's Michael Lindsay from Vital MX. So professional. That hair is fantastic. Okay, so is it bad? Uh, right I'm, no, I'm I'm jealous. Luxurious. <laughs> Can we? So Michael, <laughs> I lost my hat to the mud today. <laughs> Not looks good. Hey, we're in we're in the blowing desert wind. I found the only mud puddle in the entire facility for my hat to land in. That yeah, sounds about of right. Of course, right? And, and he remember, goes he goes to Japan and finds another. Uh, no, that was, no, uh, that, JGR. was JGR. that was JGR. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm great at finding yeah. it. I should have been at Seattle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did you do in Pulp Mex Fantasy, Marks? We everyone should have eight, I hope, but uh, maybe not. Uh, there were a few that didn't. I got a tweet that said someone said I, I only picked seven of the eight who made it. But uh, how'd you do? Uh, I got two eighty eight, which you know not great, but yeah, it mm. is what it is. Most highest score was three fifty something. Three forty two. Three forty two. And I mean, so basically, any everybody kind of scored between well, probably two sixty and the thing. Yeah. The thing is, uh, a lot of people. You know, on these triple crowns, pick the first lap leader. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually put up on the results page. You can see how many, the percentage of people that entered the round uh, that picked a first lap leader. Yep. And almost half of the people that played picked one in both classes, and eighty uh, percent of them got it right in the two fifties, and seventy percent of them got it right in the four fifties. Oh, so there was some. So that's a lot of bonus yeah. points. See, I, I, I saw it off. I had Jmart in two fifties. I just he looked good. I thought he was his hometown. Uh, he did win the race, so I wasn't you know I was wasn't far off for thinking he would do really well. But I had him delete a lap, which never happened. And then I also picked um, uh, Eli Tomac, which did happen. So I I, I saw it off. Green yeah. and green is the way to go. It seems. I know. I know. I should have I should have picked Forkner. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, all right. So um, that's not bad. I, I got two what. 270 something 270 something yeah. yeah jt's close that's... jt's he's right on your heels it's okay so. no problem i'm not worried at all one more round like that and he's ahead of you not gonna happen right. not gonna happen right. um Place so fantasy.com we're giving away we gave away a jmart jersey for minneapolis right sign jmart or a jmart jersey what are we doing this weekend no it was a it was a what i thought it was a christian craig jersey oh it might have been and a then this week's jmart J- maybe we got it back yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's yeah that sounds okay. right jmart for uh foxborough yep. christian craig jersey for um um uh, last week and we're giving away michelin starcross five set uh x brown goggles uh race tech set of suspension revalved at the end of the deal and um lots of stuff on pulpmexfantasy.com so please sign up you can sign up for the outdoors it's coming up Sign up for the outdoors, and you'll still be eligible to win prizes. Uh, not the grand prize, but uh, p- but some serious prizes. Um, all right, so lots to talk about when it comes to Minneapolis. Uh, we got a whole hour before our, our guest comes on. 
702-586-7857. Uh, we may as well get this guy out of the way right away. Raining yellow, please, what's on your mind? We have to know. I've been busy dipping my dog. Yeah, bro, you got a kid on the way. Mini dad status. Yeah. Ooh. Well, that YZ 65 might be... Uh, <laughs> Why is he 65 well, you know, for I you? might be raining yellow, but you know I bleed blue. I got that YZ250. Oh, I know. I mean, and by the way, your other guy, Cooper Webb, broke his lower oh, leg. The train. Dude. the train is, everyone on board is dead. <laughs> um, it's not good. You know, I don't know. The black box, if they have one on a train, that might not be found. Yeah. Not looking good. Um, but Cooper Webb wears Thor gear. I got a good friend at Thor. Good people. But... The cat gear. Yeah. It's, fu- it's fucking terrible. Michael Lindsay, what's your take on the cat gear? It's I, – the ad keeps popping up on the website. I can't get away fast enough. Okay, like one thing that JT brought up, and it makes a point, is it's not even limited edition. Like they're all in on this. No, they it's, made a, it's a full order. A full order of cat well, gear. Well, you know what they should have done? Now – Nothing. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. Basset hounds. Uh, now that I can get behind. Some Basset Hound gear would be fantastic. I feel like that'd be a very limited edition order. <laughs> Honestly. You know, or in, instead of the cat's actual, I mean, it's a pussy cat, just have vagina gear. I think careful, Kiefer would never get out of it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kiefer's always wanted right. to get in that. Uh, um, I feel like, I don't know what they're thinking, man. Look, different strokes for different folks. I get that. Um, you know, there's lots of things. I don't know how anyone would buy that gear, Michael Lindsay. Who's going to buy that gear? I know one person. Really? Yeah. Paid money for it. Yep. Who? My, my, my wife loves cats. Your girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Okay, chicks I get. Yeah. Chicks love cats, but no, my wife saw it and even said, I would, that's, that's not good. Well. And she loves cats. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then, you remember remember back, a ways back, there was the gay rider story or yeah. theory. Gay Suzuki rider. Yeah, big rumor for a long time. <laughs> it's not a Suzuki rider. I know who it is. All right, who is it? I saw a rider at An- I went to Anaheim one, and I've been holding it in. This rider was wearing capris with was it Seth Rarick? No socks. What's that? Was it Seth Rarick? <laughs> close, close. All right, Renio. Uh, Colt Nichols. Oh, Colt Nichols at A one. Yes, was also rocking it. Yeah, I, I, I very the the Nichols the Nichols Hartraft Rarick. Uh, quasi models, quasi weirdo clothing thing. I don't get, but then also don't Sounds get. Gay. I don't get Bogle and Colt Nichols going back and forth on Twitter with words I don't understand and can't pronounce. So I'm I'm just lost, oh. old, and, old and dumb. I guess so. Thanks. I don't I don't know if that's cool. I don't want anything to do with it. Thanks, so. Rainy Yellow. Thanks, buddy. Thank uh, Rainy Yellow, everybody weighing in once again with insightful, hard hitting facts. Um, True journalism. You want to start with the race? You want to start with Tickle? Let's just dive into Tickle. So, Sorry. Um, yeah, no. Hey, You're fucking see. kidding me. Um, Are we still allowed to use that drop? Is it banned for now? For so, a fucking Tickle? Red Bull KTM's Brock Tickle, of course, uh, provisionally suspended by the FIM for testing positive for a stimulant uh, that Michael Lindsay can pronounce and I can't. And, oh, no, I can't pronounce oh, it. Oh, you can't pronounce it? I thought you said it earlier. but uh, Methabuxamine. In five? Anyways, 
So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a real bad deal. Uh, of course, we saw uh, James Stewart get caught uh, with um, Adderall that he didn't have a TUE. Kay Clayson is still not racing. Uh, his TUE wasn't filled out properly. Now, this is a this is a third guy that's been struck, not including the Moss brothers down under. That uh, basically, this is not an ADD thing. This is a this is a stimulant that is manufactured. And I talked to Alden Baker and this weekend, and Alden's his trainer. And Alden has no idea where this came from. He has no idea. Now, keep in mind, he he could have an idea and just not telling me. Uh, generally speaking, Alden Baker's been pretty straight up. I haven't talked to Brock himself. It is going to be a long time, Michael Lindsay, until we see Brock Tickle on the track. And that's unfortunate. Look, we need drug testing. I 100% firmly believe that. But do we need FIM and WADA involved? No, we do not. And uh, But you know what? Brock Tickle will not be on racing for a long time. It's going to be well, because no matter how you swing it, I know a, a lot of people want to point the blame at FIM, and they're definitely being slow to get involved, like how their responses are. But, I mean, both ends, WADA and FIM, it, it's going to be a slow trail. If I, I'm a personally really big fan of professional cycling, and the largest guy in the sport over there is dealing with a WADA case that's been dragging out nine, ten months, and we have no answer. And that's like their key sport they follow, and yeah. we're still waiting for an answer there. Yep. As we all know, But Moto, he's allowed Moto, to race, you said, right? Yeah, his is a little yeah. different because, uh, for instance, Chris Froome, he had a TUE, a therapeutic use exemption, for an inhaler-type substance for, uh, for asthma. So he's allowed to have the substance in his body, but there's a maximum allowed. He was over it. So it's a weird thing where he has the TUE for the substance. It's a little bit over, so he's in limbo where he's allowed to race during it, but yeah. he ultimately still could be found legal and they'll pull all of his results. Yeah. Now, now, Tickle, though, had no TUE that for That substance is one, it's like I said, it's a synthetic. It's not supposed to appear in your body at all unless it's taken, so that's why it's an instant out. It's not, that that substance isn't in the body naturally. It's a synthetic. It was originally, from what I saw, it was developed in like the 1930s for inhalers, for people with like bronchial issues, yeah. asthma, uh, used up until the 80s. It sounds like if you overuse it, it can cause cardiac problems, so they kind of got rid of it in uh, medical use. Uh, looks like it took a few years, and it kind of got rebadged and used in sports supplements. I know a lot of people are instantly freaking out this week because they saw, if you just wiki the the that methyl yeah. blah 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 <laughs> which it has another name of the uh, nda a, nda or ndaa is what they yeah. called in a sports element so a lot of people see oh it's in um like in protein bars or pre-workout now if you do a little more digging you'll quickly find though that the substance that we're now talking about yes it was marketed through that i would say like late 90s through the 2000s but since then it's been banned in a ton of countries and from my rough understanding just real quick research you know, a lot of people saying, "Oh, you can get a GNC." Well, yeah, that's it sounds what I read. like yeah. the FDA actually pulled it in the last like nine months or twelve months. Or like, I just called a GNC real quick and named off the deals, and they're like, "No, we we can't sell that anymore. It's been pulled." So, so where would he get this from? That's I don't know if it's backdated or if it's the biggest thing is like I said. Now in in the sports supplement side, they call it NDA. Like it could be under another name, maybe some other manufacturer of it had it under a different label, and it's still in something. Um, yeah. but then it's funny, you know, some people are like, oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's such a small supplement. But the biggest thing we also don't see with the test results is we haven't been told how much of it was in your system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's really minor, it might've been accidentally in some kind of a pre-workout thing, but I'm um, talking to a couple friends of mine, they're in cycling and then talking to somebody else that knows somebody in bodybuilding. When you name off that supplement, mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, that's been banned for a while. And if you take really concentrated versions of it, it's a 
pretty big help. It's supposed to be because uh, it like dilates oxygen and blood vessels stuff. So they said if you if you really just did a concentrated version of that it's yeah. a it can be considered it, it, it's like an enhancer. It's an yeah. enhancer. Yeah. So they're like yeah, in a concentrated level, that's a big no no, and that's why it's been banned for all sports. And even in in cycling, there were some guys doing it for a while. And if back to why it got banned from inhalers. If you take too much of it, it can cause like straight up cardiac arrest. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some advantage and some danger when it gets in there too uh, high. Ultimately, Brock Tickle is very responsible for this. He put it in his system somehow, yeah, uh, either by accident or on purpose, and he's responsible and he deserves to pay a price of some sort. But based on James Stewart, based on Kate Clayson, based on other athletes that we've seen, I mean, this is going to be basically. I feel like killing a fly with a shotgun he's not gonna brock's gonna be out for a year at least at least at least like i said everybody's been throwing around the four year i was one of the first to be at, like on our forum while i was covering that because uh, uh right after james's deal about the time james was in trouble it was around a two-year average and then wada shortly after before the next olympics brought up that they were going to raise the average penalty to around four years because ultimately they govern olympic sport and mm-hmm. that's how they view drug testing is yeah if you get caught the olympics you shouldn't be able to compete in the next one yeah. But then the sad part from that is they don't have a, a difference in penalty systems for other sports. They're really bad at it. They just use that base. And then it gets a little more muddled is they're the group testing it. They have a suggested penalty, but ultimately the sanctioning body, FIM, would FIM. have to hand out a penalty. So by the sound of that, okay, FIM should be able to give them less of a penalty. The FIM tried that, and I think it I'd have to go back and look. I think it was World Superbike a few years ago. There was an Aussie race that got in trouble for something. It was something semi-minor, so they tried to give him like a six- or an eight-month penalty, which was below WADA standard. Yeah. WADA took them to CAS, which is Court of Arbitrary Sports, where James has gone through. Anybody deals with this situation? Yeah. And WADA got them to uphold, made the FIM basically uphold their minimum And keep in penalty. mind, the FIM writes checks to WADA to do their drug testing. FIM yeah. is paying WADA. Yeah. And water is saying, yeah, no, 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 you can't do this. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's an all-in-one, like even talking to Davey previ- a little bit about how the USADA, USADA thing works. Right? It, it's yeah. kind of an all-in-thing. I mean, when you commit to them, it's like, hey, you, you take on our program as is or isn't. Yeah. Like, we do the testing, we decide yeah. the penalties, you either get all or nothing from us. Well, this is, uh, look, again, I did a podcast uh, yes, yesterday from, from Minneapolis, and talk about that later, uh, getting out of Minneapolis, but... I don't believe, I don't know, uh, and neither do you, and neither does really anybody but Brock Tickle and Alden Baker. I don't believe that Alden got caught, you know, with something, and I don't believe that Brock cheated on purpose. I think this was an accidental uh, use in a powder or a workout thing or what, and I don't know for sure, but this is what I believe. But if i am got a Brock Tickle blame pie, Michael Lindsay, I'll go 90% that this was not on purpose to cheat and 10 that it was, what would you do? Pretty similar. I think we talked about this earlier. Like, no matter how you look at it, whether it was, let's say, every case, let's say it's complete accident, or Brock knowingly, or Alden knowingly, no matter where it comes into, even if it's an accident, I look at professional athletes saying they got to know everything that's going in them. Ultimately, yes. I think there should be a penalty, period, but definitely where we're, like, we've talked about the four year thing's insane, or is a minimum of two or one. There needs to be way more of like a a buildup, like your first offense, a three or a six month to a 12. So no matter what, even if Brock's 100% accident, it's it's ultimately up to the athlete as a professional to do that. So I say he he does deserve some blame for not knowingly doing what he's doing. But I I go with you, especially from, we haven't really been able to confirm this, but it sounds like this substance has a short 
shelf life in your yeah. system. That's what yeah. Alden said. So, But it, I couldn't confirm that, but I, it sounds like it. I yeah. haven't looked at too much, but if it does, the short thing he said was like 12 or 18 hours. Son, that means he would have had to basically ingest it Saturday right before the race. If in San it, Diego, San Diego, was that makes it sound a little more accidental because they wouldn't, if they were doing something, they wouldn't do it that close to the race situation. So it gets real muddled. And then the next part is, you know, everybody wants to point the Alden thing. Well, he's had athletes like Dungey and Villapoto and now Anderson this year who are on whereabouts, which is way gnarlier. They can test you yep. at any time they want. None of the guys have ever failed for that. Um, I think it's San Diego when Brock got tested. Zach, somebody else on Alden's program got yeah, Marv, tested. Marv. Marv. And yeah. he is clean. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and the, uh, to throw a further wrinkle into this, uh, Jason Wygant interviewed uh, Jason Anderson afterwards on video at the press conference and asked Anderson about Tickle's suspension and everything, and Anderson starts talking about how Brock goes to GNC and buys stuff. It's like, what? Like, I don't know if that's true, and I don't know how Anderson knows and yeah. whatever, but it's like, you know, you can't do that if you're Brock Tick if you're any athlete. And you're in this gnarly drug testing. You can't yeah. do that. You have to clear everything. That was even back when USADA. I remember that exactly getting brought up when when USADA first came into outdoors. They had that big meeting at Glen Helen. Yeah. I was sitting up front, and next to me was um, Mike Antonio Alessi. And Mike was one of the first one brought. They were kind of looking over the short list. And, and Mike brought it up as a concern. He's like, "Man, a lot of this stuff is at like a GN. I know I've looked at some of. It. I yeah. think a lot of stuff. And he voice has a concern. And that's when the USA guys were like, "Yeah, that's why we're. You know, that yeah. was their first day, time there. They're like, we're educating you because we understand for a lot of you athletes, like, yeah. you've gone to a GNCC and bought like just bought GNC, stuff, GNC, GNC, sorry, GNC, and purchased stuff. Yeah. And there is a lot of things because I, I know a lot of people look like, why are they so hard on little substances? Well, like what we're talking about right now, in a small amount, yeah. it doesn't do much." concentrated it can be a big deal well the problem is they ran in water ran into this with cycling if you look at stuff and give minimum amounts of what can be in your system for synthetics guys with really good doctors and a lot of money are going to run everything at the minimum so it gets a lot easier at a synthetic that shouldn't be in your body to just go it shouldn't be in there i don't have a problem with anything that water or usada is saying helps you in a physical endurance sport I, i believe they've tested it and they've they've done that I have a problem with penalties. All the penalties are, are too much for our sport. Yeah, it's it's and, overkill and, for what and, we and, do. And now we're so we lost James, and and we're gonna lose. We've lost Clayson, and Brock Tickle will be out yeah. people for a long time, and he can't ride outdoors. Yes, it's not FIM, and yes, it's not uh, yeah. uh, WADA, but it's USADA, and they yeah. fall underneath yeah. that that testing. I was gonna say one other thing. It's interesting to clear. So of course, the first two situations with with James and Clayson, those were substances the RTUE. So both of them, it sounds like Clayson may got knocked back. Stewart got a little bit off of his. Yeah. Because they later got the paperwork or whatever, because it is a TUE. Now, Brock substance is not allowed to be in yeah, the body yeah, as a TUE. It's, it's a little different. And yep. then the Moss brothers got caught by USADA, which is Australian Sports yep. uh, Doping Association, blah, blah, blah. Those two got caught for a subtype of a serial. Like, they got caught for something a little more gnarly. One of the brothers caught for it, walked away from the sport. The other tried to fight it and yep. got uh control so there are situations a little different down there they yeah so we're running into like a fifth unique situation here. yeah yeah so yeah. two two on tues the two brothers down there were straight up caught for some worse one copped and just walked yeah. and then yeah. tickles the first one for the u.s side that got caught for some that got in trouble for something that's not yeah. allowed to be in the system yeah, at all. A big deal man and uh and alden told us that in their ktm contracts uh if any rider gets caught using a uh a substance and gets banned like this they have to pay back a year's salary. Yeah. I know to in, KTM. That's crazy. I know in cycling, I think there's some kind of a penalty because I think the team or somebody has to pay back what when you when you test positive. My understanding is 
you have to pay a penalty to like well, for testing fees and all the paperwork that's going to come with it. So I think that's a part of, I heard it's like 30 grand or some number. Yeah, yeah. That's just a rough comment I heard from somebody. Um, so wow, I think that's poor, associated with it. Poor Brock Tickle, man. And like I, not poor. Cause again, he's responsible for things that yeah. put us in his body, but this is going to be, this could be the end of his career. It is. And, or it could it, it be because he's 28 be. years old. Be. Yeah. Um, and then it gets into so much legality. It's like, if it's all his fault, like say it's a payback KTM. If, for some weird reason, it is something announcing that's been mislabeled. Okay, at what point does it become a legal issue of, yeah. of the trainers all have to sign out on yep. this? So, in, yep. in, like as a trainer in Althwada, you have to sign yourself in. So he's liable, and then KTM hire, has him contracted. Yeah, KTM, KTM says, hey, you got to use Alden Baker. And, and, and Tickle says, well, you made me use Alden Baker, and I tested positive. My career's over. I'm a dude. You could you could theoretically <laughs> sit like it, it could get really <laughs> this messy. Thing could, could, yeah, this thing could keep going. Yeah, and like I say, even earlier for the trainers, like it, it was a joke with cycling stuff. You'd see guys if a rider got in trouble, everybody in the team would point fingers because like all the trainers and doctors could all get in trouble too. And right, right. yeah, it's it's. Um, it's all right, dirty. let's take some phone calls on this. We got some uh, some people want to talk about this. Uh, they may have expertise on it. Brian, what's up, man? How are you? Oh hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, hey, I'm, I have a lot of time on my hands, and I've, I've done a lot of googling. Um, I'm not an expert in the subject at all, but what they listed in the press release, they listed as like five methyl whatever yeah. to ami, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at that substance, it's actually a naturally occurring substance that is found in walnut extract. Oh, I didn't and see that. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not synthetic. Now they do make a there is a synthetic substance that's listed at six methyl whatever to ME, and that is synthetic. But they listed his as the non-synthetic, which is found, like I said, in walnut extract. It said non-synthetic also, in the press release. It said non-synthetic. Well, no, it's oh, not in the numbers. press release. Oh, the it's numbers, the, the numbers. Name, yeah, yeah. The, the exact name of the drug. It's like 5-methylhexylene-2-amine. Or amine. I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know right. what it is. But anyway, but if you look at that, it's actually walnut extract. It was never... Um, and what people are getting confused with is is the... And it's actually it, like WADA lists or bans for methyl... Uh, whatever yep. to me and that four is dmaa and that's that's been banned for a lot of different reasons right right Which you know one, yeah. one of the re- yeah one of the reasons is because of elevated blood pressure well the 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 uh, walnut extract is actually considered a lot safer because it doesn't have the same yeah. uh, effects yeah. of of higher blood pressure. Well, I gotta say, uh, Brian, I I worked the Google on Friday. And I, I didn't find any of this, so good job for you for finding it. Uh, that's uh, good because that's yeah, everything yeah, I led because, led me to the NDAA stuff, the synthetics. Yeah, I, I honestly yeah. couldn't find the difference between the numbers. I was looking for because it says five yeah. in the press release, and I was looking for the numbers, and I. I honestly couldn't really find anything much difference about the numbers, but but yeah, maybe so. Tickle took some walnuts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well, it, it is list. It is listed in. Um, am I still on the line? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, it is listed as J Regina extract in some pre-workout um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, supplements. J Regina extract, and that's the tree it comes from, which is a walnut tree. 
okay. basically. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it, it very well might be banned by by WADA. I yeah. don't know. I mean, they're both very similar. They kind of do similar things. Yep. But the uh, but the the one that he took is definitely a lot safer than the one that was banned. I I can tell you that for certain. Right. Right. Okay. Well, good stuff, man. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Yep. I hope he gets back on the bike. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Danny, what's going on? You have some experience with this substance. Yeah. Um, so actually, like a few years ago, like probably like 2014, 2013-ish, when I first start, like started working out, um, there was a couple supplements that were around that were like real, real popular that had that uh, ingredient in it. Yep. And back then is when they started taking that off the market. So like Michael Lindsay said like nine months ago, but that was like a couple of years ago, right, like right. any like stuff at GNC right. or like any kind of like he couldn't have. That's like stuff. I don't think he would so you're, he can't just walk in a store yeah, and end up with. You're saying he didn't accidentally end up with it at GNC. It wasn't in a powder. It wasn't anything. It's been gone for a long time. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, good stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Uh, AJ, what's up, man? How are you? AJ, you there? Yeah. What's up? So my uh, question is, like, um, obviously Brock took that thing, but isn't like that, like, you know how you get arm pump and you can have that surgery to kind of clear that up? Yep. Shouldn't that be like a kind of a performance-enhancing type of thing? Because that's giving you some type of advantage so you won't get arm pump? Uh, well, it doesn't always work for everybody. There's... Still, people who say you know it doesn't really work, and if some doctors have screwed had it, it up, like and, four times, and they, he said it was a hard time forcing retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's scar tissue that builds. Like it's not, it's not for sure an end all cure all for arm pump. Okay, yeah. So, I was just wondering. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, well, we got some callers with some information. That's good. Yeah, I mean, there. Like I said, it was the the substance was a dash five. And I couldn't find much on the And the hard part, like, I just re the number thing. And it's funny is where the numbers can end up because you have, in the version they did, is methyl exon and then a number and a mean. And then there's version where it's methyl, the two, and then hexamine. It's, like, depends on where the numbers are is how the compound how the, is broke yeah, down how, chemically. How it's made, right, right. So it's, oh. like, if you just reverse the number. And then you could also have the two before and the five. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so many versions of it. And I think where it gets muddled is the methyl X, like, just the compound itself and no number whatsoever is just Banwa. So I'm sure it's more like we're seeing yep. that listening yep. now is there's breakdown versions of each one just off the chemical makeup. Well, this is, uh, yeah, it's whatever it is. I just, I, I don't. This this is how the KTM guys felt on on Friday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why don't we just do the drug testing ourselves? Why don't we just Feld and MX Sports get together? Now, that could be an issue because they're not exactly buddies necessarily. Yep. But why don't they get together and be like, hey, we're going to test for cocaine and, and all the recreational drugs, and we're going to test for performance-enhancing drugs. There has to be a lab in America that will test for you for a price. NASCAR has a, its own yep. testing. And then you say, all right, we're going to get all the team managers together. All right, it's two two races for this, four races for this. Yep. First, the first time is this, second time offender. Why don't we do that? I think is it well, just money? I think ultimate one with with FIM, it's tied to WADA since they started. That's just how they they operate. That's how they tie it in. It's part of being the sanctioning with that. Why are we FIM? Because we had to have the name World Supercross Championship. Why did we have to? I know what we why we had to do it in two thousands. Well, yeah, but, well, but the contract has come up. Oh yeah, and we they keep renewing with FIM. What do we need them for? Why why do we need them? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't like the series ran great. The, the only thing that strikes me right off the top of my head is of 
ditching it is if then somebody turns around and makes a deal. If we end up with another promoter war, basically, if Fell did decide to ditch him, and then if somebody in Europe attaches to him, or what if there starts becoming Well, there was issue. World Supercross Championships, yeah, for a number of years. Yeah. You know, Damon Huffman won it, Fro won it. There's yeah. a four-race series or whatever. Who cares? Let them have it. We all know which one is the number one Supercross Championship in the world. I, I Surely the money they pay to FIM and all these issues they have with FIM can't be worth it. To just avoid some promoter having a four race World Supercross championship, or if or if Giuseppe got in, tried to go farther with it and try to muddle with USA. It, like I, mean, I said, I guess. the worst case scenario, I could see why they would just simply, if let's say we don't know what the amount is, if it's not that much, if they're just simply renewing to to just not deal with a future headache issue. Yeah, but we don't we don't need them. I don't feel like I don't know. In talking to Cade uh, and the issues that he's had with FIM and yep. dealing with them, and I don't and Alden briefly. Alden was trying to get yeah. answers on Friday at the track and was getting yeah. nowhere. Like, what is like? And, what do we need these guys for? And it's funny, even on my end, like when I heard about on Friday, I sent uh, both Wada and Usada have media contact, just email. So I sent both of them an email and I just said, hey, I want to get a list of athletes in both and each sport I named off that they sanction um, or that they test for. You know, who's been tested, who's been on whereabouts, how many times can I get lists? Yeah. Uh, both of them got back to me actually pretty quick. Wada's answer was extremely vague. Uh, that's not up to us to disclose. You need to go to the FIM, which I already sent. Now I've sent an email to FIM, and it might get turned around. I wouldn't be surprised if I get the loop. Yeah, good luck. Now, you saw this. It was way more simple. Here's PDF. By the way, it's all on our website. And I did. Look, you can look at all the outdoor motocross testing so far, how many yep. times they've been tested. Right. Um, it's it's not super precise monthly. It's broken down quarterly. They do these quarterly reports. Yep. So you can look at the the years from outdoors and which quarters. Yep. You can see how many right, times right. somebody's been tested. And Well, uh, for me, uh, I ditch the FIM, and I do yeah. my own drug testing. We need yeah. drug testing, so I would. Yeah. we need it. And I would, I would get on board with that and pay that and have yeah. your own penalties well, and everything. Like I said, we talked to um, – because, like, the difference talking to guys on dealing with WADA to USADA is how much easier – they both have the same penalty. Like, if you yeah. did cut – you know, yeah. a couple guys are like, this should be AMA. Well, if they picked up USADA just as a default, it would be the same penalty. But on the side of it, like, it seems like so far, if you try to reach, reach out through FIM WADA, you get really blank responses. If you were an athlete trying to figure out what you can and can't take – you're yeah. kind of hose. Yeah. USADA has a hotline. They're quick to answer me. Like I've told a few riders that have asked me related questions. If I knew, I'm just like, here's what I know. If you want the proper answer, they have, they're really easy to go. Like you yeah. saw actually answer like how those guys show up the first round outdoor, yeah. outdoors. You yeah. can, I watched in that very first out. Like people are just walking up hand. Like, can I take this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, maybe so. Yeah. So they're a lot more, a lot more helpful. And they're also quicker response. Like we've waited right. two months for this. That's why Davey explained to me. They, when they decided to do it, um, they went with the USA side is, is the quicker turnaround, the people actually willing to show up for the series, having a full-time guy to talk to about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then their reason for it, and I understand is naturally you have people for years that have said, oh, I bet Villo tested and Feld hit it because he's a monster athlete or something. That's why Dave said ultimately when they, when they started, they decided to start with, with USA just because it's like Instead third, of having independent. Yeah, independent. Yeah. Cause oh, we did ourselves. Oh, what if the sponsor of this is the tile sponsor series or people hiring stuff they wanted uh, to try to I be is, I guess, but, and like with USA and WADA, like nobody knows, like even the promoter, like basically Dave told me there's only one person on staff that gets like a 12 hour heads up when they're showing up. Like yeah. nobody really gets yeah. an idea of it. Um, I, I just it's poor, you know. Again, yeah. Brock Tickle's going to pay a price that isn't yeah. commensurate to what he did. Yeah, but ult- yeah. where we get back to is ultimately down the road. The best case scenario for our sport is I did, you know, I'm 100 percent for needing testing, but we need our own internal so we can decide our penalty system. Maple Leafs just scored to give him a two goal cushion with three minutes left. Thank God.
Um, okay, so uh, really okay. so relieved. Let's go into. We'll talk more about that later. We'll talk to JT about it a little bit. Let's get into the Triple Crown uh, race in Minneapolis. So, Tomac won. Uh, Anderson was penalized. Would have won if he hadn't been penalized. He got, got collided with Brayton, went off the track, went alongside of it. Um, what did you think of the penalty that Anderson got? He got one one spot docked off of that. Okay, so the reasoning was going fast alongside the track. I okay, so my my knee jerk reaction of why he got penalized. Well, is, what they said. Well, for, what they said was ahead. you would have lost. He lost some spots. They said if you turned around, you would have lost more spots, and so and you went too fast alongside the track. They they thought that uh, he would have lost more spots than what he already did. Had he turned around and gone back where he came up. So that I completely disagree with because we've seen guys go much faster alongside the track this year, including crashing and being a much bigger danger and trying to hit flaggers and stuff. So clearly other people have taken it much quicker going along the side. I disagree a little bit. He went was pretty he did, quick. He went pretty quick to me. Bar- or he like went, Marvin's where he went around the sand the two times pretty yeah, quick. No, that like, was there's a, been that, some yeah, quick yeah, ones. Yeah. My, my knee-jerk reaction is Ando's definitely been really aggressive with a lot of people this year. Push around. I don't know if that was just like... The only, basically, it's like, oh, he's pump bunch field. We need to, I don't know if somebody felt like they needed to teach him sort of a lesson. They used it as a knee-jerk comment to try to penalize him. Yeah. That's kind of the only thing I can think of, because I thought what he did, as many spots as he lost, right, and right. what I've seen other people do this year, didn't yeah. seem that out of the ordinary. I, I will say that I heard uh, either the, earlier this year or last year that they were putting more emphasis on that, because they were seeing guys haul ass. Yeah. And they were worried about hitting flaggers or track workers. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we need to kind of calm these guys down, like, Slow yeah. down. How about the two dudes this year that have literally crashed when they've gone off? Yeah, Lane hauled. Shaw did. And, and then, uh, who else did it? Was like Lane was Lane's the one where he came off and instantly crashed, but who was it that was hauling butt and then tried to turn on and crash? I think it was Lane. Was that Lane? I think it was Lane. And yeah. that was much, that's like bike sliding at photographers and yeah. stuff like yeah. that's a little more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I'm okay with the one position penalty. I know they've been something they've been trying to talk about it and emphasize. Yeah. And, and it's so. Just, it's just one of those things, if they do it now, they yeah. just need to be consistent. If, yeah. if you're going to do it now, yeah. start right. laying into the guys well, for doing it or don't. You know, they changed the rule after Dungey took out that wind taken away, uh, jumping on the on the cross flags. They took that rule away, and they now take points away. They changed the rule, now they can just take points like J-Mark got, you know? So yeah. just stay consistent. I'm with you, Michael. Like that. Yeah. Let's pick one. Yeah, do something, and that's cool, but do it all Let's the time. Let's quit change your mind. It's, instead, we got a black flag for, Canar- for Chad years ago, and we got some guys get dock penalties, some guys get dock time. Get rid of all of that and be consistent, and that's all we can. We'll all be for. happy right. if it, if it's the same thing keeps happening. We'll right. all be we won't right. we won't be having this conversation. Uh, Marks, you have some feelings on this Jason Anderson penalty? Oh, I do. Yes, you do. Mark's dog opinion via texts and social media arguments and no, everything else. I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help. Well, so it started because somebody on the Supercross Live uh, Instagram page after they posted Eli Tomac Tomac is your Triple Crown winner. Someone said, "You mean Anderson?" So I, I started reading, and they're saying, "Oh, Anderson got a stupid penalty. If it wasn't for the penalty, he wouldn't have. He, he uh, Eli wouldn't have won it, and they only want Eli to win because he's a monster athlete." Blah blah blah. My position was, "Okay, that's all fine. You can have whatever uh, argument or opinion about the penalty you want, but had Anderson not made the mistake in the first place, which was nobody's fault but his own, he would have never been in that position in the first place." Yeah, yeah. he cost himself one positions. Two, uh, to put himself in a in a place to be involved with any kind of... Uh, Track worker, flagger guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually occurring, uh, occurring a penalty. But had he not made the mistake in the first place, none of this would have been relevant. Okay, so <clears throat> my point was you can't say, oh, Tomac only won because Anderson got the penalty. Okay? 
it wasn't just the one race. There were plenty of races. There, there was there were nine motos for this triple crown, but because of this penalty, they want to say that he lost because of this penalty. Now there are plenty of other opportunities for him to. to Why are you getting sucked into this? I can't help it. Arguing? I can't help it. Sometimes. It's like Vital MX. Like that's. It's Vital MX. Uh, we have a place for you. No, I freaked it. I I, um, I try to avoid it, but sometimes I just cannot I, I, help myself. You know, I just yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm all I'm all the way. Like yeah, you you know you like. Does it suck for him? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Does he have every right to be upset? Uh, I, I I mean, I guess, but you yeah. know that you can't just point at the penalty and say he only lost because of the penalty. Yeah, that it just well, doesn't work that way. No, I'm with you, and uh, and. You know, hey, yeah, it is what it is. By the way, Eli Tomac seemed to surprise anyone that there was a Triple Crown Championship. You, you know what's funny is that, <laughs> that got brought up here. Like, where did that – I actually do remember them back when they announced it last year that there was like a triple – like an actual internal yeah. But then they didn't – nobody really made it clear, mentioned it the first two times. And then all of a sudden they started talking about third night. And it took me something like, I remember that from the press conference, but I totally forgot about it because nobody's brought it up uh, since. I'd like to see some proof of that. I don't remember anything, neither did Wygan or anybody. Hey, it's a monster athlete. Yeah. Right. for the title. <laughs> you know, it's more like, hey, man, we got – Anderson's got this thing on lockdown. Let's get let's get the guy a title. Um, no, whatever. Who cares? It's cool. Hey, Give him a trophy. How about his know, reaction, so. though, when they um, gave him the trophy? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Hey, Mark, so you – I asked – or Osborne asked you to figure out the Triple Crown Championship if they counted the real points. So nine motos, 26, 23, the whole deal. Correct. What would you come up with? Uh, so as they run – Osborne is at 154. Smith is in second at 142. Okay, so he has a 12-point lead on him. This is just for the Triple Crowns, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. that's the double. That's crown? the season oh, so far. Point series. Yeah, Got yeah, it. yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. If you gave points for every yeah, main photo. event, right? Um, Osborne, every, every crown. Correct. Every crown. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Osborne would have 241 points. Mm-hmm. And Smith would have 224. Yeah, so Osborne so has a 12-point lead now. He would have a 17. 17. Yeah, yeah, so he would yeah. extend his lead by by yeah, five. Right. Um, and then uh, J-Mart would be six behind Smith. And right now he's four behind yeah. Smith. Okay. So, you know, yeah. not a huge difference there because there's not quite as many uh, motos. But for 450s, it makes a bigger change. Um, Anderson extent would would be 64 points ahead of of marvin yeah if they were counting points yeah. for every moto yep wow or yeah, big, big crown deal. whatever you want to call it yeah. yeah yeah but uh eli would only be six behind marvin so while they would bunch up a little bit and that would give eli a chance a mm-hmm. better chance a second anderson yeah. would be gone way gone yeah, yeah. gone so, so i missed if you guys previously discussed this did you guys have a yes or no if we should be paying points for the mains it was something that episode? zach osborne said that he'd like to see no no zach osborne said he'd like to see Okay, well, a couple things. One, yes, we were. One would like if they if they paid points. Yeah. That's a separate thing. Osborne was saying that for the triple crown race, they should have a gap in between. Instead of Olympic style scoring, they should have a gap between first, second, and third, like they do now, so that a win is worth three more points in second, quite a yeah. bit more. Osborne and Osborne was saying, I'd like to see instead of just being a one and a two, I'd like to see. Yeah, you know, and, and I get that. So wins are worth that. something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can I can understand Zach's point to that because right now, like, you know, you you win the first two races and the guy gets second, you are up two points on him going in the last one. The third one, uh, you know, he gets second, you get fourth, you lose. Yeah, you know, like ah, I don't know about that. Like you yeah. just took you just took two wins out of the three, you yeah. know. But instead, because of a fourth, now you lose the whole thing. Yeah. Overall, I'll just put I'm I'm was even from the first one I watched. I'm all 
in favor of points well, per main? Uh, I'm not. I'm not because if a guy tweaks an ankle and you lose 70 or 75 points, well, yeah. not, not 70, 78 now, you lose 78 points. That's, I guess you know just tweaking an ankle. Yeah, like, I uh, guess there's I, I thought is when I remember originally thinking I was thinking if we had if the triple crown like let's say that became the future format overall. Uh huh. I would love it if it was every make every main count that much more. Uh, uh, it, where so, where are you at on how many triple crowns we should have next season? Well, let me ask you this. So Wilson came out on Twitter and said triple crowns are dumb. Eli said I don't think there should be any more. Anderson said he doesn't really like them. Uh, why? Why is that? Because they're it's more stressful. It's more pressure on them. I was surprised the one time Tomac was on the podium after one. Of the, I don't know if they're you know so aggressive holding breath, but actually Tomac was more winded. I thought after a triple crown main than he has after a normal main. Yeah, he was about, yeah. like by Tanga. He was still you know. Yeah. And I was like, God, yeah. wasn't that long of a race? Usually it's a little bit harder. But I don't know if it's just that much more definitely stressful for guys. I'm sure they don't. You know, everybody talks about the start, the start. I'm sure they don't like having their entire championship run depending on three different starts that night probably doesn't uh, make some of the guys feel so warm and hat fuzzy. yeah yeah um yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do what do you think of the never mind more or less well no i guess it kind of ties in what would you like to see what do you think of these things i quite enjoy them. the only thing i don't like so in person i quite like them watching them on tv the worst thing is having after a main commercial break that's pretty long quick little interview with the guy and then every time knowing okay we're gonna go back to another big commercial break they feel so spread out in the terms if they were like the real monster cup where they do the amateur everything back to back if Mm -hmm. it was more like race interview commercial come straight back into a race i feel like the the flow of the night and just getting back into the action because i definitely love watching the guys line up the top guys at main time so I've okay, said this yeah, a few times. Yeah. I know a lot of guys are like, oh, the history. This is how we do it. Supercross, to me, is so much of a show. I want it to be the best opportunity for guys in our sport to make money, to be yeah. more popular, to do what they are. I, don't touch outdoors. Don't screw with my outdoor national yeah. motor link. But Supercross, I don't mind them mixing it up. It's Yes, it's racing, but it's also so much of a show. I don't want it to get stale. I think the guys should experiment. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I almost think, like, I get it, Dino and Eli and Jason – I get what you're saying. I understand that. But you know what? It's uh, We're here to entertain us. We're here to sell the sport. And the guys want to see you guys on the track more and more racing. Yeah. Ultimately, something I was really stoked to see is uh, Feld announced some TV numbers again recently this year. And I've watched us float in the three, four hundred thousand range, like a Fox Sports Network be about 500,000 viewers. Um, I think they showed the last time we were on Fox Sports, which was like two weeks ago, or on Fox, when we were on Fox Prime Network, we had the biggest we've ever had at like 860,000 viewers. Now, by example, I think an average NASCAR race is around 3 million, but Formula One in the U.S. just reset their U.S. record for most viewed on uh, an ESPN cast like we could go, mm-hmm. and they were five, seven, 570,000 for okay. U.S. Yeah. So Supercross actually beat Formula One. Formula One worldwide is like 19 yeah, yeah, million yeah, per yeah, round. Yeah. But U.S., Supercross did better than Formula One. That, to me, is a big... Yeah. That's that's a good number to hear. Yeah. Uh, that 800 is like a 300,000, 400,000 jump, like almost a double jump of what our average rounds have been. That's that's good to hear. I uh, I got a guy, uh, a listener of ours, whose uh, job is this to monitor TV ratings um, for an organization, and he's forget it in there. I forget what it was, but he wrote me an article maybe two weeks ago on Pulpomex, uh and and looked at numbers and everything else. And 
It sounds like ratings, TV ratings, are basically like accounting. You can make them show whatever you want them to show. Um, so he was, on his, on his measurement, with what he looks at for advertisers, everything was pretty flat. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not down, but just yeah. flat. So I find it interesting, this TV number yeah. stuff. I'm with you. I find it pretty interesting as far as... Yeah, you know what what it is and what it is. I think the interesting um, one too is whether his was because like I definitely have seen like the Fox Sports numbers are I think like I just kind of feel like I'm seeing a lot of the same numbers. The one I was talking about was the one where we went to Fox yeah. Live Network and it was yeah. a big jump. Yeah, no, on and this, those always are those numbers are yeah. way more up and down because we're on Fox on a Saturday. Yeah, night. no, on this article whether it's NBC for outdoors or Fox yeah. for um, uh, Supercost, numbers are big, and then yeah. people just because there's more homes that have them. Amazingly yeah. enough, there's more homes that actually have those channels a lot more. Yep, I wouldn't think so because I've never not had ESPN and Fox Sports and all that yeah, myself. Else, but yeah, but apparently millions and millions of people do. Um, Mark, do you want me to start it up again? No, okay, we're we're working on the stream, everybody. So just uh, not not that if you listen to this on archive, you really care, and you can't even hear me right now because we're not connected. So what does it even matter? Why did I even bring it up? Well, Facebook can hear you. Oh yeah, Facebook. but theirs is fine. But, but theirs so. is fine. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Good um, stuff. Hey, Facebook's having trouble on on Capitol Hill, but they're keeping the Pulp MX keep, show yeah, running. Absolutely. So, uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX here. So, you like the Triple Crown. I like the Triple Crown. Some riders don't. Never mind any of that. What do you think we see for 19 in, as far as shootouts and Triple Crowns? What's your What's your gut feeling? I kind of weird a shootout. I don't know if they'll go to too many more because it just gets like we've seen the shootout turnouts are bad for the two fifties because a lot of guys just don't show up because they know they don't have a chance outside of the teams. I don't know if we see any more shootouts. I could see more triple crown events, but I, I don't think the shootout's going to grow for some reason. I feel like they're going to stay at two, but I could see five triple crown. I could see an increase on triple crown a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think they. Uh... And I could see him playing with the format a little more than it, whether it's the time or if they change how they score it that night. I feel like it's still such an experimental area that I don't feel like if they increase it, like they would exactly stick to what they did I, this time I said around. this in our review podcast. I'd like to see them all the same length. I don't know how that fits into a overall length of program, you know, for, yeah. for I don't know how that works, but I'd like to see them all. too much because we have a lot of, a lot of commercial time. Let's right see now. the same length, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. 10 minutes for the, uh, the first uh, 450 main event. That's not enough. The only other one I could say is I wonder how reverse order would work. Send the guys out for longer when they're all fresher. Make it shorter, more of a sprint as the night goes on. I've seen a few people suggest that if it was reversed, they got shorter each one. Right. Which I think would be interesting because I thought just, or like you said, the full length. It's kind of weird. I don't like shorter to longer because I still feel like, I don't know, just by the long one, I think it turns into just like the top three running away a well, little bit. Well, this weekend, Tomac admitted that he didn't chase Marv cause, uh, near the end because he saw he had it wrapped up, the overall. Yeah. Oh, t- Eli's like, I got the overall. I don't need to really chase after him. And so that's yeah. a that's a drawback, you know? So uh, let's go to Trey. He's been a hole for a while. Trey, what's up? You want to talk about Triple Crown? Uh, yes. Actually, I want to talk about Fox Sports 1. Um, I just don't get – I just really understand how we can't get every Supercross – live and um i just it just frustrates me that we always have to have a show cut right into supercross at the beginning it happened at anaheim one and then now minnesota's not live baseball bro that. baseball yeah like yeah, yeah dude we're not winning yeah um you know there's other sports man like i know you love supercross but you're one of the few people that really love it over over baseball or mma or anything else stuff that's had longer tv contracts for us have probably a lot more stipulations yeah like i mean Look, we're on Fox, so, you know. That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Every Supercross is basically live, except for, like, two? 
think we've had two tape delays this year. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I I, I know what you're saying. It's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good for for a viewer. One more question. Stay away from your cell phone. That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Trey. All right, so um, I just noticed something. How come no one's given any respect to Brandon Hartrask? Or, or I'm not sure if I correct his, uh, said his name last last name right, but that guy is on rails. Fourth and a fifth in Moto Two and Moto Three. I mean, Dude, this guy's going to win Rookie of the Year. He's been fast all year. Uh, he was very good this weekend. He had he had a crash early in the first main, first crown, and uh, was way way back. Uh, he has been very fast. But look, full props to him, a cycle trader, Roost MX rider. Full props to him. Have you seen the depth of the two for the East right now, though, Trey? We've got some guys. Yeah, we got some guys missing, but hey, never mind. Full, full props to him. He's he's killed it. He's shown a lot of speed in qualifying and everything, even when the field was full, you know. But um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy's been good, man. He is going for Rookie of the Year versus Cantrell right now. He is aware of this and he is trying to beat Cantrell. It's, he said it's quite a, quite a race right now. So definitely, thanks, guys. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome back to, or welcome back if you're listening live, just refreshed and we're back on the server. Mark's, uh, screwed it up the first time, but luckily I just fixed it, everybody. I just went back in and fixed it. So you're all welcome for me. Uh, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Michael Lindsay is here from Vital MX. YZ65 intro today. Was Kiefer there? Gale Force wins with Kiefer in the high des. It was, was an Kiefer experience. There? Yes, he was. He brought out, uh, I think Ty Davis's kid was uh, out with him. Oh, okay. With the 65-inch yeah, his Ryan. kid's a little too big for that. So, well, that and Aiden, then uh, yeah. had Craig Craig Monty's uh, kid was Ryan. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Good to see for that. Um, all right, we're going to take a commercial break here. Christian Craig's going to come back. Then uh, A Ray and uh, maybe Kay Clayson. Even JT will be on a little bit. We got much more talking. I want to. I want to talk to uh, Michael Lindsay about this 250 Supercross suspension rule because it's been a. It's been a, stuck in my craw for a while. I'm not happy about this. Uh, we're going to give some stuff away. We got um, uh, a Rockstar Energy Kinetic Mesh set of gear from Fly Racing to give away. X-Brand goggles. Maxima USA, a Vertex Piston. Maybe some Starcross 5s. Are you coming to the Michelin Ride Day? I'm there. You're there? Yeah. I'm there. Sunday after Vegas. Already committed. What about your bike? We'll have to talk about that. Oh, boy. Yeah. I All got right. bikes. Michael <laughs> Lindsay's got bikes. We'll See? put them on the Alta. Yeah. Ooh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, I might I, have to drop a few lbs before. No, before riding no, because oh, no, I, you need him to keep. The- <laughs> no, because I wrote it. You're fine. Trust right, me. Right. Yeah, map number it's four. Math is tested. Map oh, four is cool. is fine. I'm in. Um, like Flint. All right, everybody. We are going to be right back after this commercial break. Uh, thanks for listening. See you in a little bit. I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to the Pulp Show. And Steve Mathis is an idiot. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need. Because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. 
It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, MIPS. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. what Think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Living 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. A whole Pulp Nation section on their website. Pulp Nation code saves you 20% on there. They can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A Ray 91 is the code to save. 
and we thank those guys. And again, check them out for the whole custom line. And uh, Alex Ray, you got one more thing to say? A Ray ninety one is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then fuck you. I'm lost in- Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so fun. I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You're bringing the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus, as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chanceability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. 
please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. 
Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, amateurs, and everyday riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 2018 at worksconnection.com. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Like a mountaineer Exploring beauty through the syllables and cheers And there was something different in the air Something magical, the crowd was unprepared He was long and lean, he held that stage And Jenny looked at me with reverence on her Shook our souls and saved our lives Everybody, Pop Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Michael Lindsay, 
Vital MX is here. If you don't, if you don't like Vital MX form, it's him. It's his fault. One hundred percent. In charge of everything. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Christian Craig coming right up. Davey Coombs later on talking about the Alta. Alex Ray. We should call Will Haunt. Gotta call Wilbur. Wilbur raced this weekend. I Got know. Fuck Will Haunt. I want. I want to talk to Will about the, uh, abandoning. 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 Still not saying it right. Abandoning. Abandoning. I think I might have said Thomas Ramet. Uh, Crap. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Uh, Michael Lindsay's show uh, on appearance on the show. Brought to you by Vortex Racing, the official sprockets of Justin Barsha and Cooper Webb, who came back. Uh, Barsha came back. Webb exited. Uh, they run Vortex Racing sprockets, as do uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce and many other riders out there. The V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. If you want to get a deal on anything Vortex has... Email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Mention Pulp MX Show, whether it's uh, uh, Sprockets, whether it's a chain, MV3 chain, whether it's a uh, V3 bar, uh, whatever it is, Vortex Racing has got you covered. We thank those guys. Uh, killer deals. Uh, sprockets, chains, whatever. Utah boys. That's where my yeah. whole family's from. Yeah, absolutely. Been up there, seen the place. Uh, great guys have been part of our show. I think this is year six or seven for them. And so we really appreciate that. Um, so please check out check out VortexRacing.com. All right, let's get into our first guest of the night. Uh, announced last week or the week before that this guy is going to do all the 450 motocross series uh, for Factory Honda Racing. He got moved up to Factory Honda 450s as well. Uh, he's a friend of the show. Christian Craig, what's up? Craig, how are you, man? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? We're good. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks. Um, I mean, I know I know I'm a 450 fill-in, but am I a fill-in on the Pulp Max show too since you couldn't get anybody else? No, you were not. <laughs> uh, nope. You were Did I not text you yesterday? I don't know. I got a text that somebody else was supposed to be on this show. Uh And I saw a tweet. So No, no, no. I think but I'm just a fill-in. Hold, hold on. All right. Hold on. <laughs> the text to you was yesterday, was it not? I think I was on the plane when I was texting you about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was you were on the list the whole time, but I needed a third. We normally have a third guest, and uh, uh, we had some. Sh- we got shot down by a lot of guys. The word must be out that, that I'm a I'm a loser. Does that make you feel any better, Christian? Hearing a lot of guys first. A second. lot of guys turned us down for tonight. I'll t- I'll be honest, but not you, and not Avery. Yeah, yeah. So I don't pass it up. No, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. So let's uh. Let's talk Triple Crowns first. Uh, Mike, Michael Lindsay and myself were talking about it beforehand. Uh, D- Dean Wilson posted that he doesn't like them. Eli Tomac said, hey, three's enough. Uh, Jason Anderson said, ah, I'm not a huge fan. Um, what's your thoughts, Christian? You've done two of them now. Um, well, three of them. Yeah, three of them um, because you did Anaheim too, right? Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts on these things? More of them? Less of them? I liked them. Um I like the format change and it, and it shakes stuff up. Um, like just the whole day seems a little bit different. You don't have to worry about like making, you know, the main out of the heat or worry about like LCQ. Um, I mean, obviously some people do, but just coming out of practice and then you have three mains. Um, I like the idea. Um, I I did good at Anaheim with the podium and then Atlanta went well for me with the fifth overall. But Mm -hmm. I mean, other than that, you know, it was good. So, other than this weekend, I mean, I mean, I couldn't really put it together. So, yeah. um, but you're okay man, with I mean, it. I like you're, the format, though. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I see. If you're a big 450 guy, I, I I can see what they're saying. And Michael, you were saying it earlier. Like, it's more starts. It's more time on the track than what you're used to. You're not getting paid any extra money. 
You know, I, I get it. I get that. But on the end of the day, Christian, we got to we got to be entertaining, and, and these things have certainly been that. Six different winners at two of the um, uh, uh, Triple Crowns and five different winners in six races in the first one. So this is that part is great. Yeah, I think it makes the racing more interesting, and it's like the riders change, the intensity changes, you know, compared to a 20-minute main. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some riders, like, change their, their mentality coming in, and they're like, I'm going to sprint and Whatever happens, happens. You see a lot of more crashes and and all that. So um, mm-hmm. it just it's interesting for sure for the fans. Well, I was mentioning that earlier. It was kind of funny seeing Eli, who's known to be in really good shape, on after one of the shorter mains beyond the podium and visibly still breathing a little harder than I think I've seen him after some longer mains. That's how I was going to ask you is if if you notice the intensity difference as much as even though you guys train for stuff longer, just if. You feel like you're pushing a little harder, holding the breath a little more. If, if you come off actually feeling a little more wore out than you'd expect for such a short run. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> a lot of riders said that. Yeah. Um, like the ten, the first ten minute main for us, I think a lot of guys were like, "Wow, that was that was a long ten minutes." Right. Um, you don't realize it, but you hold your breath so much, and especially this weekend, there wasn't a lot of room to breathe, and um, I caught myself just hold my breath way too much, and. Um, that causes you to make so many mistakes. So you just have to remember that, um, you know, you got to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. where's your starts been lately, bro? Dude, I don't know. All I know is that the last practice start that they always do, I whole shot those. So I'm like, I'm pumped going into the main, <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm feeling good. I just felt good on that practice. start. I whole shot it. Why am I not whole shot now? Don't, don't so. do the practice start. Save that for the first. Yeah. Main. Maybe that's it. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but man, it, it's it's frustrating for sure. Um, when you start back there, it's so tough to to get back up with those guys, and um, it shows obviously in my riding. We know when I start up there, I, I usually finish up there, and then uh, when I don't, it, it's it doesn't go well for me. So yeah, um, a couple of crashes and. You know, it's well, not going to play out too well. I so. noticed. I had you in fantasy, in Pulpomex fantasy. So I was keenly watching you. I was very happy uh, in the last main. A couple of guys had incidents, and you were able to, to get by them. So I was very happy about that. But You really care yeah. a lot about Steve's fantasy right now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, no, exactly right. Um, I really don't even know how the fantasy works. So yeah, no, Just stay that way. Yeah, exactly. Ignore yes. ignore every fan that comes up and complains to you about it. Just yeah. ignore oh, okay. every word yeah. fantasy. That's uh, annoying because they're always like, <laughs> Hey, I have you for fantasy tonight. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, I'm like, gonna try my best, dude. Yeah, you're like, like no matter what like, happens, I'm trying my best. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that one still blows me away. When I was in Fort I was talking to you, AC. I've talked to so many guys about that, and they go, you would not believe how many fans either will come up and say do good because you're in fantasy, or complain and bitch at you because you didn't do good for a fantasy. Like, do you think? Do you think the but, guy actually cares? You listen, I, I agree. <laughs> listen, I, I'll say this: it's totally kind of a douchebag move to do that to the rider. But I think overall, the, these riders and teams should be thankful for fantasy stuff because it really does get people to care about everybody, and they're really following it. And uh, if Christian comes through the pack oh, and, yeah. and saves a guy's team or whatever, like no, I think, yeah, I think having people in fantasy cool. But the funny thing I laugh is still we have that, that closer connection motor where you can contact the guys more. Like, yeah. how many football teams do you think the guys from the football team are hearing all the fans <laughs> come yeah. up? No autograph line for them to come up and go. You know what you did to my yeah, fantasy? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, Christian, do you uh, look? You, you lived in Minnesota for a little while. Uh, your wife's Minnesotan. Um, do, do you do you does it is it feel different for you? I mean, you're, I think of you as just a SoCal dude, but uh, you spent certainly a lot of time in Minnesota. So, 
Are these Minneapolis Supercrosses different for you a little bit than, say, uh, Detroit or Toronto or something? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, Paige's family is my family now, so I get to see them all when I go there, and and her whole family was there, you know, at the race. So um, it's cool. Um, you know, we we don't stay at a hotel; we stay at her parents, and mm-hmm. you kind of get that home feeling. And yeah, um, I was there for two years, so it wasn't that long. And then obviously the winter was was tough for me. So when I went back, <laughs> and then it was snowing all day, I was like, "Yep, I'm not coming back." <laughs> yeah. Historic winter hey, storm. I talked to a guy, and I used to race District 23 Minnesota back in the day. And uh, I talked to a guy that's like, "Dude, Christian showed up at Grantsburg, and he was terrible. <laughs> I beat him. I beat him, and he crashed, and he went home early. And he was so mad. Is that a true story? That you couldn't that's ride this true." That's true. Dude. That was my first race after I retired. I went and rode someone's used 450, okay. and I crashed twice. That track is crazy. It's so sandy. Uh, you know, and you got to know what to do. Like, I, I knew I loved it. I oh. knew what to do, Craig. So, you know, I, I, I crashed twice, and I'm like, why? I, I'm not. I'm retired. Like, why am I racing? I don't need to be doing this. And I so, packed up and went home. <laughs> so it is true. Okay. I was thinking this guy was pulling my leg, but. Um, oh, he did. He beat me. Yeah. It's fine. Um, hey, so you're riding outdoors on a 450. And, you know, we know obviously know you abandoned the 250 series to fill in at the factory Honda for Supercross. Is this something, Christian? I'm curious about the process of this. So we saw Cole get hurt, and he's going to be out for a while, and hopefully Kenny's back. Do you go to Honda and say, I want to fill in outdoors? Does Honda come to you and say, do you want to do outdoors? Or does Honda come to you and say, you are doing outdoors? Yeah, where's the like, what's the process of this? It's like, it's kind of a little bit of, all of that. What okay. You said. <laughs> um, so when they learned like how long Cole will be out, mm-hmm. it was like, well, they're going to need a second guy for outdoors. Kenny will be back, and I'm already filling in for Supercross. They're like, it just makes sense for me to keep going. Like, why go back to 250 and and or try to find someone else to test or and ride? So, I mean, I'd even really get asked for outdoors. It was kind of just like I fell into it. Um, okay, man, so, but, yeah. but I liked it. Like, that's what I, I, you know, I want to do. I want to be a 450 rider. So, um, it, it, you know, couldn't have played out better. Unfortunately, it sucks that like I'm yeah. a villain and Cole has to be hurt for it to happen. But, right. um, I'm trying to make this opportunity like the best for me. Now you get your full Geico salary though, right? Like that's all normal. It's not a fill in deal or nothing like that. Is it? Uh, I, no, nothing changes. Yeah. Um, like Literally nothing. All I do is just get on the bike, and I get a different mechanic, and I, I pit out of a different truck. Right, okay. So same um, gear, same salary, will you be, still stays the Will same. you be wearing the same gear as the Geico 250 team outdoors? Yes. Okay, just checking on that. Um, yeah, I'm not changing. Okay, so you're going to be a Geico dude over there. Keeps his yep, logos. Right. Um, so, okay, so you're fine with this. So my next question for you then, are you leaving uh, – 250s behind like is this it for you or you're done or or if nothing comes in 19 for you um as far as this full salaried 450 ride you can go back to 250s and you'll be fine with that where are we at i'm like i mean i'm kind of up in the air like i want to be on a 450 but i still have yet to really do anything on a 250 still yeah but like i'm not i don't have anything against the guy but i don't want to be 30 years old 
in the 250 class, you know. So um, I don't know who you're I'm talking 26. about. I don't know who you could be talking about. I, I'm not 29. Sure. If we add 29 yeah. in the show. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Fine. No, but um, like you're trapped because there's money there for you. So I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't. But on the other hand, like there is that point where you take that leap of faith and you're like, hey, maybe I get a ride with Moto Concepts or maybe I get a ride with uh, uh, Rocky Mountain and I don't quite make what I want, but I can earn it if I, you know, if I if I kick ass. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's you know up in the air too. But um, I there's still a part of me that wants to race a 250 and win. You know, and sure. deliver the championship that that Geico is has been paying paying me for. You know, it's right, like right. it's the second year in a row that they're paying me to ride a Honda 450. Um, yeah. You know they're yeah. they're helping out they're helping out Honda like Honda helps us helps us out so. I mean, it's frustrating for sure that mm-hmm. that I can't put it together on a 250, but I still feel like I can win and, and be in the title chase. So yeah. you know, who whatever happens, it's uh it's gonna be for the best for me. Just just a weird while I was thinking about your career so far. Have you actually raced a 450 more professionally than you raced a 250 because of the TLD always being on the 450 outdoors? <laughs> I, I think that's yeah, I think so. So there's um, the answer. You're a 450 yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're actually a 250 fill-in. They just didn't tell you. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question for Hondas, Christian Craig. Give us a call. What? Um, I know me and you had talked about this uh, prior, but with your with the plans of going to the Honda 450 for outdoors, may still change it. Uh, where are you going to do out your outdoor kind of camp from? Were you still Florida, Minnesota? Have you kind of decide where you want to station yourself? Uh, I made the call a couple weeks ago. I'm going to, I'm going to do Minnesota for the summer. Whoa. Um, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. Hold on Change up. I like it. You and Jamar, Jamar, will Jamar be back? I bet you no, Jamar's he's back. he's it. Yeah, but wouldn't he go back for the summer? Uh, he's I'm not happy. sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I hope so because it gives me someone to ride with, but yeah. so we have a baby due in July and it's, she's due like in on the off week of Redbud and Millville, so hopefully that works out good. Yep. But if not, I want her to be with her family in case I'm stuck at a race. Or yeah, she's not stranded down in Claremont by yeah. herself. Yeah. yeah or in smart. California without her mom and dad and, right. and someone to help with Jagger while she's, you know, yeah. eight months, nine months pregnant. So it just makes sense for me to base myself out of Minnesota. And, and I did that in 2015 when I first came back, and, man, it was it turned out good. So Where can you uh, ride? Where do you ride? So there's like three private tracks. Okay. Um, one of them is actually really good, so that'll be like my my track I'll go to mainly. And then yeah. there's a couple I can go down to like Meadow Valley. Um, if Jmart's there, hopefully go to Millville maybe. Um, but okay. yeah, not yeah. a whole lot. There's not like a lot of public tracks, but mm-hmm. I made it work. And yeah, yeah. so well, you're Christian. Yeah. You're, Christian I mean, you're Christian Craig. People will allow you. They want you to ride that. Yeah, the know. last time you would have done that was Chase there with you most of the time. Is yep. that who you were riding? Okay, and he's uh, he's of course going to do Florida because his whole family moved, right? Yeah, and he was there this weekend. I think he's a little jealous that I'm I'm doing Minnesota again because <laughs> he was asking me all about it. Was he? Yeah, really. Fight him up for a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks. Change his mind. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I think I think it'll work out good. The only thing I'm gonna um, kind of miss that I did last year is riding with like Adam and Cole. Um, I felt like that helped so much. So I thought well, hopefully I could just find someone to ride with. I don't know who you'd have to, who you'd have to ride with down in Florida if you did it again. Adam, Cole, so, Adam, Adam Chase. and Chase. 
Yeah. Okay. Kenny, when he comes back. Yeah, Kenny also. Yeah, and Kenny's been, so, uh, I noticed while I was down there, it was kind of cool, Math, is, is Kenny's been out at the track quite a bit working with both Cole, or sorry, yeah. with, sorry, Cole, her, with Christian and Adam when I was there. Yeah. Kenny was out working cool. with them quite a bit, what he knows about the bike riding-wise and everything. Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, that'll be fun. Yeah, like you said, Christian will change it up a little bit. You did it well. You know, when you first came back on the 50 Outdoors there, you were ripping. And, um, you know, yeah, so maybe maybe that'll all fit in nicely for you, right? Yeah, and I'm excited, and um, it'll be a fun summer, you know, with the baby due, and and I'm on a 450, so I'm happy. Right, right. yeah, and that, uh, that's the main thing for sure for for a guy like you, uh, Christian Craig on the uh, Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We've got a few lines open. Uh, one of them that is taken though is Cody. Uh, Cody, what's going on? How are you? What's your question for Geico Honda's Christian Craig? Hey, am I on? Yeah, you're on. Hey, um, yeah, Christian, uh, I just wanted to, like, I, I read, like, stories about, like, when you work construction and everything. I guess I was just kind of curious, like, what you did. I mean, I know you build houses or something, but yeah, well, just curious, like. Well, first of all, listen, you, like, there's no chance Christian was out at 4 a.m. With a, with a jackhammer, you know, breaking through <laughs> the concrete, okay? Let's just put that straight. But, but anyways. Right, like, I was, yeah. Anyways, Christian. I was curious, like. What'd you do? Oh, sorry. What'd you do, Christian? So I was, like, um, the manager of, like, the house being built. So I, I made sure all the contractors did their job, made sure they had all their supplies. I cleaned the houses in between, you know, before the carpet got put in, after the carpet got put in. And I, I dealt with the homeowners also. So um, that was probably the hardest part was dealing with the homeowners. It's it's hard to please them and when, when someone's buying a brand-new house. So, um Okay. Yeah, it was a. I kind of didn't have a set in stone job. It was like I kind of did it all for the house. Like I watched it being built. I helped kind of build it, and then I dealt with the homeowners. So I don't even know what you would kind of huh. call that. Yeah, that position. project manager. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's kind. That was kind yeah. of it, I guess. That'll work. Yeah, well, there I you think go. that'd be it. And Cody, remember when he was when he was away? He came to the Pulp and Mech Show a couple times, and you know he's just like a normal guy. It was he was better back then? He didn't have so much of an ego and everything. It was, it was, nice, it was nice to have him on. So. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Cody. Cool. Thank is, you. Is uh, Jagger ready for uh, brother life? You think? Hi. Yes. Is Jagger <laughs> home, please? <laughs> I think so. Um, I mean, I hope so. He he's excited. He he talks about her and really? and all that stuff. So um, you know, he has a cousin and a little uh, yeah, a little cousin that was born not that long ago. So. Uh, hopefully it goes well. I'm excited to. I mean, it's going to get crazy at the house, and and it's going to be tough on Paige and me. But you know, that's that's what we want to grow our family. Well, in the good news department, Jagger Craig's got more followers than I do, ten thousand more. So that's <laughs> awesome. That's great. Makes me feel really good. I know you're jealous. It's all right. No, I am. I am absolutely. <laughs> um, that's right. I get called Jagger's dad at the races more than oh, my real name, so yeah. Uh, right. Paige has done Paige has done a really cool job with that account. I don't know if it's if it's all her, but it's really cool. Yeah. It's really neat. Uh, real funny captions and photos, and you know what I mean. I I hate myself for liking it. I really do, but but uh, but I do. But uh, yeah. Um, hey, what's Rich Simmons like now? Rich is a, a Sealy's mechanic, uh, and sometimes I always make jokes about how he he could never choose if Sealy and Brayton were in a burning house. I don't. Th- I think he would throw himself in there instead of rescuing one. He would die with them. He loves. He loves Brayton and Sealy so much. But what's he like as a mechanic? Uh, I, Rich seems like a really good dude. 
yeah, he's a good guy. Um, I've known him since the TLD days with Cole. And then this last year, he actually kind of turned into my coach. Um, he wrote all my riding plans just because I rode with Cole. And then, you know, once he got hurt, I, I told him I wanted him to keep writing my riding plans and, mm-hmm. and help me out on the track. And then, obviously, he turned into my mechanic. So, um me and him get along really well. Um, he's he's tough on me though. He's you know he's not you know he's tough yeah. to like please in a way. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how to say that, but yeah. um, I figured him out pretty well and, and and we gel pretty well. So I'm I'm happy to you know have him as a mechanic. I I wouldn't picture him as the yelling type of guy, but you're saying maybe he is a little bit. Like he's intense a mm. little bit. He's quiet. Yeah, he's yeah, quiet yeah. And, and he could he can turn. You know, if you don't do something right, he can snap and, and make sure that you do it right the next time. So, uh, does, he ever, um, does he ever tell you, like, Brayton would do it, Seeley would do it? Does he ever t- does he get into that? Stu would do it. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then Brayton comes over and, and helps helps with me, too. So um, oh, that's cool. we have a good little group. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Obviously, a big part of our show to start was talking about the Brock Tickle deal. Uh, provisionally suspended by the FIM. He joins a list of James Stewart and Cade Clayson. Uh, Christian, for you know, for all of you guys, this is a big deal. You really got to monitor this stuff. And and if you and you know, Brock could potentially be out for a long time, and uh, that's not cool. But um, although ultimately he's responsible for it, what's your take on the whole situation and and WADA and all that testing in the sport? Um, I mean, I think a lot of this, the riders are going to say the same thing. It's it's good to this for the sport, but to uh, a certain extent. Um, Man, I mean that's tough. Like for a guy like Brock, I mean I don't even know what to say. Like he's he's such a good guy, and that's the last guy you would think yeah. they would do something like that. Um, he's always been the guy that's like he's just fit off the bike. He's the, one of the strongest on the bike, so it's like why would he cheat? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just tough. I mean I don't really like to talk about it or, or give my opinion. You know, it's just. It's a unfortunate deal, and I hope that uh, it works out for him. Well, for you, how much do you pay attention to stuff you're putting in your body? And, and you know, oh, I, you... I mean, a lot. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Um, you see it like every weekend, and you just don't know when you're going to get pulled aside. And yeah, you know, I've I've been told by riders when like what happens and and all that stuff. So, yeah. um, man, it's. It's uh, it's the real deal for sure. So you can't mess around with that. No, no. Um, for you, how do you handle like figuring out basically what to take and not? Do you have you study up on much? Does Blake mostly help you? Uh, have you actually reached out to like the USADA guys or WAGA guys to actually get a confirmation on anything before? Or? Well, like you can just Google the list. Yeah. And what's on the ban list, and you can look at it right there. And so it's like it's pretty easy to find what you can and can't take. So if you're taking some supplements, it's it's easy to be like, all right, right, like yeah. Google these supplements mm-hmm. and it'll pop up if it's banned or not. So, um, man, it's it's easy to do your homework. You know, if you could just pull up Google, it's easy. But yep. um, you can. It is easy to miss some stuff too. It's like you someone gives you this this whatever supplement last minute and you take it and you're like crap you know what was in it mm-hmm. yeah um, i know a few guys and that's compl- what could have happened you yeah. know it's just you never know and so that's that's one thing you always got to be just on top of it and and i try to keep it simple so i don't take a lot of stuff it's just you know at the end of the day you're riding the dirt bike so yeah you know, you're gonna make it happen and and 
um, I don't think yeah, it's, you know, anybody needs to take drugs. Yeah, we're far away from cycling where that is your, your engine is you, your human body. The the one yeah. per yeah. the point one percent of your fitness difference in Cybeck yeah. actually can make a difference. Finish it doesn't really do that. No, no, definitely not. Twist the throttle harder. Um, yeah. Uh, before we let you go on the show, Christian, uh, how's Ridgeline life? It's good, right? Yeah, especially Metro Honda. Well, I don't know go. who you deal with. with Honda World Downey, people 30 minutes anywhere in L.A. Honda World Downey, please. Uh, Metro be- Honda. The best Great. prices everywhere for a Honda. Look, look, I, look, I'm not happy with, with what you're talking about right now, but in the end, we can all agree that Ridgelines are the best. That's what we can yeah, all agree right. on. Me fucking Cole, love Ridgelines. Me and love our Ridgelines, and we drive those things everywhere. So, right. Um, yeah, I'm pumped. I heard I heard we got a new Ridgeline we, teammate. We do. We have a new team, Ridgie. We're, we're pleased and proud to welcome the Seven Deuce Deuce to yeah. Team Ridgeline. Team Ridgeline, <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce. Honda World Downey. I want to be like He uh, needs I it. Need to the get poor a cut of that. What's that, Craig? I need to get a cut of that. I feel like I helped him with that deal. I was like kind of the manager. Oh, you, really? You can like get his agent. old Danger Ranger back. Yeah, that yeah. thing's right. Yeah, you want his Ranger? Um, why? Because you, you were you you put him onto me, right? You said, "Ask me." Is that the deal? Yeah, and he was like, "How do, you, bro, bro? How do bro. you and Steve have those trucks? Those things are sick." Right. And I was like, "Dude, you ride a Honda. Why don't you go to Steve?" I'm like, "They give Steve one or help him out. I'm yep. sure they'll help you out." Yeah. And look at that. He's got a truck. Dude, he he bleeds red, literally bleeds bleeds yeah. red. Yeah. Um, is his Ridgeline red? No, he got a black one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Ridgeline Ridgeline Owners Club, Seven Deuce Deuce, Cole Sealy, C. Mathis, hey. Christian Craig. I need a, a yeah. confirmer deny. Is there going to be a vlog collab between you and AC? Um, I don't know about AC, but uh, me and Cole have been talking about a collab, and I know oh, no, he's no, no, no. pumped on the vlogs. Well, <laughs> vlog live. No, no, wait. Actually, I've changed my opinion on vlogs because Adam and I have an epic idea for one, and I am probably going to fly to Florida to do this. Just I to heard do about it. this. Yes. I heard about oh, it. Oh, you did? You heard about it? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I know what's going to happen. It's a two-parter. We have, I've got, I got the ending. I've got the, I got the cliffhanger for part one and, and all planned out. And, this, and I think I'm going to do this. I haven't told my wife that I'm flying to Florida to film a vlog. I can't That's, wait to see. Yeah, how are you going to explain the, that right, one? Right. <laughs> But uh, Pookie, come yeah. up here. But I'm going to be vlog life, I think, in Florida this summer at some point. You just got to say, Pookie, I'm going to get the views, all right? Yeah, it's the views, bro. <laughs> all you got to hey, say. So Adam texts Wygan and I on Friday, and he's not pissed about something that we wrote or said. He doesn't have a question about a rider or a track or outdoor talk. He has none of that is his text. He texts to go, bro. If I put my vlog up on Saturday, like on race day, like is that a good time to get views? No. That's <laughs> no. that is Adam's text. No, it is. Because really? Racer X Ugh. gets hammered, man. It's a huge day for Racer X. Well, it depends how you publish that's the thing, those guys are looking at race stuff. We haven't had very good luck with like middle of the day stuff. Oh, on I don't know. Wygan told him do it and we posted a link and that's all oh, Adam, yeah. Adam was very, it. very Worried about race day views of his vlog. I love it. It's hey, great. it's all timing. So. It's what time of the day you post. Hey, you can make some money exactly. on those, huh, Christian? You can make some money oh, on those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could talk to Paige about it. Um, that's, what we're, that's what we're working towards. You think we're Diaper you know, money. making these for nothing, yeah. man? Come on. Well, I'll tell you what's been killing it for us is Amazon, people. If you want to buy something from Amazon, <laughs> go to pulpamex.com, click on the Amazon banner, make your regular purchase, like Michael Lindsay here would buy hair gel or hairspray, and then... 
we get a small Buy slice of that. Soon. We get a small slice of that. And that's been killing it for Pumpkin. You know Jagger needs an Amazon link. I feel like that would work pretty well. Easy. Don't take yeah. my idea. Don't take my idea. Jagger Instagram needs to in the. Well, all right, man. Hey, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, can't wait to see you this summer. I think you should stay 450 full time. I've said that over and over. All right. But I know you need all to right. make money also. Hey, you have all you know? these Honda connections. I mean, you're getting people trucks. Just go get him a full time ride then. Yeah, you know he what? He tried to be agent. It didn't work. Yeah, I did. I did. It didn't work at all. It was terrible. Uh, you can barely you can negotiate agent. a Pulp MX sticker deal. Never mind. Oh, I negotiated a hell of a one that Phil blew. Phil blew it. Yep. Well, we got yeah. Christian on the line. What about getting him one? He's factory for outdoors. Is I've that, never been no? offered Pulp MX deal, so well, it's all right. Clearly a missed opportunity, Steve. We go with winners like Alex Ray and Phil Nicoletti. We go with winners. <laughs> God Christian, Christ. all right. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> Phil had a Phil had a a one thousand dollar bonus if he were to say Pulpamex on TV, and he wins the I heard. he wins the heat in uh, in Seattle, and he can't do it. He can't pull it. So <laughs> I thought he'd do a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> oh, he was cursing himself. You know, Phil, thousand dollars for him. He is it's basically like a million dollars for any of us else. Um, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. As always, I promise you were not you were not a follow through guest. Like you were you were coming on no matter what. But uh, um, yeah, thanks uh, thanks for the time, man. Thank you, guys. All right, Christian Craig, everybody on the show. Uh, Pumpkin Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Honda World Downing, 30 minutes anywhere from L.A. Best price around for for uh, a Honda. Truck, car, whatever. Seven Deuce Deuce, welcome to the club. I'm so stoked on that. Seven Deuce Deuce deserves it. Uh, broke his collarbone this weekend. Oh. Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah, going to be out for a couple weeks. Probably get it plated and come back. Sure. So. Uh, you should. Did you watch the LCQ? No, I didn't get to. I was out on a, I think it was a road, road bike. I missed it. Oh, okay. It was fantastic. It was great. Uh, of course, Alex Ray didn't make it, friend yeah. of the show, but uh, he, he was provided great entertainment yeah. throughout. If, if you get bored, we actually just did a video feature like two weeks ago with Adam and his brother. Pretty much went and spent the entire day with him. I saw They're, that. Was that a vital thing? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a fly racing thing. They pay it, but it's our video production. It was our, that was one of the feature oh, okay. videos right. I came up. We're doing a All couple right. features with fly this year where I get to do the narrative. The one we're actually shooting upcoming is uh, Weston Pike and his dad, Lou. I've known them for a long time, oh, cool. and we're going to do a story a little bit about basically the year they committed themselves on the road to get Weston to this factory ride. Yeah, yeah, cool story. That is that that, yeah, that, that but, is interesting. Yeah. But anybody that's ever wondered about Adam, that dude is never off the way you hear him on this show on his Instagram. I think yeah. that's how he is 24 oh, seven. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. And I figured out where he gets it. His, his dad, dad is yeah. on him on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. His dad, his dad <laughs> is that way. Uh, all right, everybody, let's get to our next guest on the, uh, on the show brought to you by roostmx.net. Use the code a Ray 91 to save at roostmx.net. They got a whole pulp nation section on their website and uh, official gear and graphics and clothes company for the folks at Cobra as well. If you have the little 65 Cobras are 65s or 50, they, they have mostly a 50, but they have a okay, 65. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, please check out roostmx.net official graphics. Also two of the cycle trader team. They can, Turn around anything for you. I bet you Roost MX probably even has graphics. Sorry for that new YZ65. I mean, they're a Yamaha support group. I bet they do. Alex Ray, friend of the show. What's up? What's crapping in? What are you doing, bro? Bro, nothing. You know, just living in Corona, you know, the Corona Cali. Wait, you're no longer Lake Elsinore Lake Life? No No. more trailer? No No more trailer life. Oh, thank God. So, hold on. We have to cover, before we get to anything, you had two trucks stolen? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Yes, I did. I did have two. I want to talk about it. Hold on. <laughs> what happened? Like, 
What was the deal? Okay, well, well, the first first one was uh, was like the a small Ford Ranger. Yeah. Um, that I had sold to Derek Rankin, uh, the WWE expert. Jericho. Uh, yeah, but I everything else was still in my name. He was pretty much like sort of renting the truck for me. And, okay. You know. Yeah. Rent town. So it was parked at Rocky Mountain KTM in Temecula while he was um, in Oklahoma yep. working with Benny. And, uh, yeah, like, JR came to the shop one day. He's like, hey, did someone move your truck, you know, like yeah. playing a joke on him or something? He's like, no, man, my keys are in the toolbox. He's like, oh, well, someone stole it. So, you know, we filed a police report and everything like that, like, um, about a month ago, yeah. So, and then they ended up finding it. There's oh, they found it. Where, yeah, they found the Ford Ranger. You know, people were driving it around, joyriding it, freaking smoking <laughs> meth and stealing shit. There was a gun in there, like weed, oh all God. kinds of drugs. Now they found it all abandoned, kinds. or they found that they pulled they pulled people over. Oh, they pulled them over because it ran out of gas. Or so. I think I think they found the guys. Cause okay. They had ran out of gas, and the tire was flat, and they are on the side of the road or some shit. I don't know. With Jericho's, but, Jericho's Ranger that was literally yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then a uh, month goes by. So, has Jericho got the truck back, and he's driving it with a gun and and and, and, and everything? Okay. You sell the No, it, was, it ended up being a total loss because they yeah. ruined the truck. Yeah. They ruined the truck. Okay. So, yeah, Shock. he obviously got compensated for that through insurance and everything. Yep. So, uh, and then, yeah. My, uh, I have a, I had a 2010 Chevy Silverado got stolen out of, uh, the front of my apartment. Those Lagos in Corona uh, here. Marks, Marks, but, Marks. If I were to ask you, hey, what rider that races Supercross right now would currently have two trucks stolen in a month? Who would you say? Dude, I don't know. But it was, it was oh, kind of my fault. I was, I'm an oh, idiot. Go ahead, Marks. Um, Probably A-Ray. Probably Alex Ray. Yeah, right, no, right. I would have to say this, that, is, yeah. this is so A-Ray. This <laughs> is so A-Ray. I feel like this is a really perfect opportunity. You're working all these truck deals for people. I feel like there needs to be a crossover. He's not a Honda athlete, but well, come on, we'll Steve. We'll see. On magic. the World Downey, we, we like. Yeah. You know. Okay, so Downey, Silverado stolen in Corona. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, uh, did you I get- left the freaking keys in the ignition overnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the shit You're I didn't fucking want to kidding talk about me. because because I'm an idiot. I I did I learned my lesson though. I come out the next morning and I don't have a truck. I was actually headed out um, to go you know road biking or anything or something and I left something in my truck. I forgot what I'd left in my truck and I was headed out like to go get it out uh-huh. and I was like, uh, my truck's not here. Had my Dude. gear bag in the back. No way. Yeah. Uh, so did you get that back? No, dude, I filed gone. a police report. <laughs> the cops come out, have, and they're like, really, guy? Really? Yeah, they're like, really? <laughs> and then I filed a police report, and I haven't heard a single thing from them. So did insurance just write it off? How does that work? When does that get – when do, um, when do they say – I don't say? know. We're still, waiting. We're still waiting to hear. I think you got to wait like three weeks, and then uh, we'll know something, I think, next Wednesday. And what are you driving in the meantime? What's going on? Uh, freaking a uh, little rental car, like the cheapest little Hyundai I could get. You got your bike, <laughs> just strapping your bike to the roof. Poor. Well, no, look, I have I have the mechanics. They bring the the bike to the track. I just put my gear bag back there, and I just ripped the Hyundai to the track. Oh man! Well, uh, yeah. welcome back to racing. Uh, you fried your clutch in uh, Seattle, and this weekend you were easily 
uh, you should have made it in the top 18. Somehow you didn't, and uh, you could have easily made it through the LCQ, but you made a mistake and came up just short, which gets you an interview with Moser, a guy named Moser yeah, this week. He's blowing up my phone right now as we speak. Oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Dude, bummer for you. How's the wrist, though? Like, like what? If we have a wrist pie, okay? Uh, 100% is full strength for your wrist pie. Where are you at for strength wise and, and, and mobility? Uh, probably like, I mean, like, I have great range of motion okay. right now, but yep. strength wise, probably like 30%. Oh, so it's, so you're struggling. Like, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm struggling, yeah. I actually felt, it has its days. Like, this weekend, my wrist felt absolutely great. Like, okay. the whole day. Today, I go out to Elsinore, I ride. And I can barely hang on to the handlebars. Like it was so tough for me just to get through today. Because it's I, so. I don't it was, know why. I say you're riding yeah, a was, concrete track. Well, it's sore from the weekend. Yeah, the dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah super sore. So you rocking a wrist brace um, to get through the get through it. Yeah, yeah. I got a all sport dynamic. Uh, the wrist brace guy uh, Jeff Brewer uh, hooked me up pretty fat with uh, with a nice wrist brace. So that was good. And it was also. That was also in the back of my truck uh, right uh. before Seattle. I had my brand-new wrist brace that came in, and it was in my gear bag. So before Seattle, I was freaking out because I was like, man, I cannot ride without my wrist brace. So I called him, and thankfully, you know, he still had all my measurements and everything and got me one shipped out to the hotel in Seattle. So I was stoked on that. Oh, man. Well, yeah. dude, it's nice to have you back at the races for sure. It's awesome, you know, but it sucks because all your momentum you had – uh, this was a career year for you. You looked really good. You looked like you totally belonged, you know, getting near the top 10 and shit happens. And, and now you're just kind of back yeah. to, you know, struggling, but hopefully, man, it's not too depressing. Uh, you know, got your truck stolen and everything else, but. Oh dude, no, this, I mean, this past month, it's, it's been super tough, you know, like yeah. I've been on suicide watch for, I don't know how long, especially after this weekend, I wanted to freaking, Oh man, I wanted to climb to the top of us bank stadium and jump off <laughs> after that LCQ. Cause dude, I don't know. I've, I mean, I, you know, yeah, sometimes Bubba Polly is just better than you. You know, sometimes Bubba Polly is just better. That's that's the bottom line. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I came from pretty far back. Oh, you did. I didn't think Very you had a little ch- time. I did not think you had a chance, and you had more than a chance at the end of that race, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I, like like you said, I had a lot of momentum going, and then you know that sort of got cut off, and it's hard. It's hard right now because my mind, in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, I can freaking go i can rip i can beat these guys yeah you know i can go just as fast as i was before i got hurt you know that's how my mind's thinking but yep. i'm not reacting as fast and yeah and doing certain things because you know i mean i sat on the couch you know for six weeks yeah. i couldn't really do much and uh and yeah so it's that mentality is sort of tough you know and getting back you know i i had flashes of brilliance you know, this past weekend yeah. Um, yeah. in Minneapolis. Like, I had a lot of sketchy moments just because, you know, I'm still, you know, trying to get my strength back and stuff. So, I mean, right. that's obviously going to happen. But um, I think it's coming back a little bit um, quicker than I thought. Yeah. Know? So No, it, it should get better just, every week. Every week should be better, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just so. me keeping my head straight while the process keeps going because, you know, I'm getting antsy and I want things to just happen. And I yeah. want to be, it's, you know, I want to feel like I did the day I crashed, you know, like I want to feel that good. So uh, it's just tough. 702-586-7857 if you have a uh, question for Alex Ray. Brought, brought you by roostmx.net, by the way. Um, do you uh... – Summer plans. Are you gonna yeah, go? You gonna okay. go pack in, live with Davey, and survive? Uh, have a sewer? Do you got a ride, or what are we doing? 
well, I mean, I was hurt, so I can't really afford to just not do anything um, all summer. So I'm going to probably try and find a dirt bike and do some outdoor races. Uh, so, I plan to do all 12, honestly. Really? Um, yeah? You'll, you'll, you think yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll find a ride? You'll find something? Yeah? Uh, like maybe, I don't, I don't mean a I ride. I just mean like uh, like you'll you'll get to the races somehow or with somebody or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean I've I've talked to TPJ, you know Ted. Um, I've talked to them uh, about you know taking my bike and everything to the races and stuff like that. Only thing I got to figure out is getting a dirt bike and like so, sort of my flights. Well, we had situated. We had Phil on the show last week, and we talked about you know RM Army with Phil and Pulp MX. Maybe we'll put you on the yeah. team also, dude. Phil, would Phil ride a 450 or would he ride a 250? Phil seemed like he didn't want to ride anything but have a really good ride. Phil didn't seem like at all interested in doing a Pulp MX outdoor national deal. Dude, I would do a Pulp MX freaking outdoor deal in a heartbeat. I would do anything right now, honestly. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I just want, I would ride a freaking Bull Taco outdoors. Like, I'd ride a Harley outdoors if I, if I could. Like, um, for, for people who don't know, the Cycle Trader, they don't have a 450 guy going outdoors at all. So it's not a, it's not like A-Ray's getting fired. They just don't have a 450 the, the guy. Yeah, the job isn't there. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I just, I can see, you know, I just got a supercross only deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, basically <laughs> you're the same thing. Um, oh, there's a page missing from this contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Alex Ray on the show, friend of the show brought to you by roostmx.net. Uh, coming back around and, uh, hopefully getting better and better every week from here on out. Uh, we like to see that for sure. Um, have you talked to the Duke lately? How's the Duke? Is he helping you out? Yeah, he texts me every morning, you know, and still sends me my program, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, I talk to him every day. Uh, he's, you know, he's just enjoying his retirement right now. Uh, you know, I think honestly, you know, he, he did it for so long. You know, he just wanted a break, and uh, so yeah, I guess you know he's just enjoying his retirement right now. And I think here in, here in the next few weeks, he's going to start training and getting back into shape. You know, just to yeah. You know, I guess just to do it, you know, because yeah. he likes being in shape. You mean uh, him and him and Pablo haven't suckered you into traveling halfway across the world for a mountain bike race this summer? Uh, I'm sure that there's they're going to sneak one in there for me. Yeah, because I didn't. Well, Pablo was actually at the race this weekend, and uh, I didn't make the main, or you know, I didn't make the triple crown races or anything. So you best believe I was up at 8 a.m. Sunday morning. You know, before my flight left, I was in the gym. He was right there telling me, you know, hey, buddy, you need to freaking work out because you have a lot of extra energy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a day off. Uh, what about these triple crowns? You know, the one thing bad about them, and we've talked about on the show, and you're not necessarily in this group because if you're healthy, you're, in my mind, you're, you're easily making it, and you, you proved that earlier this year. But, man, like, you know, there's a lot of guys that just never – they go there, they get to ride three practices and then a four-lap or five-lap LCQ, and they're going home. Um, yeah. It's a bit, bit of a bit of a shitty deal for privateers. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the system because I like the triple crowns, but if there's one drawback, they're it's getting, that. If they're, if they're top 40, they're still getting paid. They don't care. You don't think? You don't think they care? <laughs> I don't think so, no. So, less, less work. As long as pay. they're getting paid, they don't care. Nagy, Nagy's okay with this. He's all right. He's fine. <laughs> Savage Dude, Nagy. Nagy was sending it in the mud on Dude, Seattle. Was he ever? He was nuts. Gosh. Dude. Dude, he passed me like I was sitting still at one point. I'm like, what the hell? Freaking Nagy sending it. Like, I was Dude. like almost cheering him on because I'm such a fan. But yeah. At the, the same time, I was trying to race him. I was like, geez, he's sending it. No fucks given for Nagy. It's None. In the mud. Zero zilch. No, Not zero. 
Um, yeah, it was. It was I'm a, his biggest fan. You are. You're always texting me photos of Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I'm his biggest fan. The guy in between, like Supercross, he'll go ride a sand track or go do whips. That's I follow him on Instagram. He'll right. come up with some. Jump. You see him take off, and he's like 140 feet, and there's this random little landing. <laughs> and then he breaks, and he goes to Supercross and goes racing. It's great. Yeah, dude, um, it's amazing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, what about uh, Hartraff this weekend? Your teammate um, rode well the last he's two mains. Yeah, dude, he's killing it. You know, like uh, he's he's such a good dude, and like. Him and I, we gel super good at the at the races, man. Like, I don't know. We both, you know, we have the good personality, and and we just click, you know, as teammates. And it's he's pretty funny, man. And uh, and yeah, he's been killing it. So yeah, everyone's everyone's happy with um, DH for sure. Yeah, no, he's he's riding well, man. He's a big kid, but he gets over that stuff pretty good in two fifties. You know, like he, he yeah, gets, yeah. I mean, he's super lean. Obviously, you know, he's got a good program going with Seth. You know, and uh, yeah. I they thought just, I honestly thought Seth and 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 Nichols and Hartraff they just shop for jeans, but I guess they actually do train. Hey, you think our freaking knees were cold this weekend? Or you guys are such idiots. Seriously, you got such problems with, with your with your with your wardrobes no. and all that. Um, how's 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 chick life, bro? Everything good there? Everything happy? Can I get a SoCal hole? What? You cut out there. Oh, Jesus. Sure. Give me a break. <laughs> what, what, what happened? How's chick life? Let's, uh, oh. let, let's, let's move on. He doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, let's hear it. No, <laughs> no, yeah, we'll move on from that. Oh. Um, also uh, joining us is, uh, is uh, Alex Ray's buddy, and uh, they're still suspended, but racking up podiums in Canada, Cade Clayson. What's up, Cade? How are you, man? What's up, boys? I'm oh, here. You know, we're just talking to A-Ray about his wrist and getting back to his old level where, you know, where he was just and dominating. And all the stolen trucks. Yeah. Uh, the stolen truck. How does he do two in, was it two in one month? Because only Alex Ray. That can only happen to Alex Ray. That's it. I mean, yeah. he's in the ignition helps, but. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, Alex, what about Cade's return to the podium up in Canada? What about that? Honestly, it's. I I don't even care about Kate. I only care about the noose. <laughs> well, only care about the, the noose. Never even got on the podium the whole time. Noof t- I asked him. I was like, "What was your best?" What are you talking about? He was finish? like getting third overall in the series. Yeah, but he got all fourths and one fifth. Yeah, don't worry about it, Kate. Okay, he got third overall. Don't worry about it. He I know it. he killed yeah. it. I'm just saying. <laughs> um. Uh, Kate, uh, first of all, by the way, did th- T-Dags really deserve to get suspended, or not suspended, docked, so that you got the last spot on the podium? I mean, he goes into the first wow, you got on the last the podium and comes out in front of me. Yeah, good job, Kate. Yeah, good job, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Kate. Go ahead. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I talked to people about it, but I was like, I mean, he did go into the first turn last and came out in like, yeah, it's called creative lines. Did you protest him? Yeah, did you did you protest straight him? away? Did you protest him? I did not protest him. No. Will you get his trophy back? No. <laughs> I don't I told him I didn't want it. I we were gonna make a deal. I was gonna get the champagne bottle and he was gonna get the trophy, but then he had already <laughs> given the champagne bottle away. Oh, okay, all right. Um how is it, man? How is how's the Honda ride and, and how you doing? You you enjoying it, Kate? Yeah, I'm having fun. I mean I literally just just got all their stuff, so like I was still racing on my stuff this weekend, but uh, everything's going good. 
Um, yeah. Al from the team is really cool. Um, you know, we're just kind of working on getting everything finished up and did Al, shipping out race motors. Did Al tell you about how he used to beat the rollerball every now and then? No. He's, I don't even know what you're Al, talking about. He sometimes Al's beat, a legend. He's a legend. He could sometimes beat ro- rollerball straight up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's, who is that? We got to go, Kate. We got to go. Oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. Kate. Right? <laughs> Fucking A-Ray. Can dude, you believe this guy? Dude. dude. Hey, are they giving him a helicopter to rent or something? Is he hel- heliing to the races or what is he doing? I want to heli to the first race, so I'm working on that. Why? What do you mean? That's Why like, do you want to do that? Sky Sky is a helicopter company. It's like a helicopter touring company. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're just going to drop yeah, you, like, like repel you down to the line right to your bike? Either whatever works, really. Uh, you know, whether I can. Hey, Kate, you know, hey, anyway, is there any way I could get like my Tinder chicks like a date with these uh, with this helicopter deal? <laughs> yeah, if you're not in the helicopter, and Kate is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like, yeah. Hey, I, I just get on Tinder, start swiping, like just tell these chicks to like, yo, yo, helicopter. I got this helicopter. You want to take a ride with me, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that's a good job, Ray. Right? <laughs> That would actually work. Somehow I feel like it's probably been done. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ray, what do you think Cade was thinking when he saw about the Tickle News drop? Oh, he's not alone. He's not alone. He's got a friend. <laughs> yeah, talking about friend. Stu is the originator. Of course he has a friend. Free Cade. Oh, free yeah. Brock. Yeah. Free Tickles. Uh, yeah. You guys got to add the S on the end. It makes it way funnier. Well, Kate, Nobody else has figured that out yet. Cade, what did you think when you heard the news? I mean, I don't know. I I think it's kind of shitty. Obviously, it sucks. Um, but I knew it was going to happen to somebody else eventually. You know, I mean, it's bound to happen. It's probably going to happen again. Do you have any news on on your suspension? Any 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 news at all when you can race in America? No, I haven't talked to him in probably a month and a half, <laughs> maybe even two months. Are you over it, Cade? Like, is, is there just a point in time where you're just like, screw it? I don't. You know, I'll just go up to Canada and be a hermit. <laughs> I'll, I'll work for FXR. I'll work for FXR and, and race part-time. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I do. Oh, boy. Kate is, Kate is like the, the clean-cut noof. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, right, right. People's yeah. champion, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice guy. Uh, I heard the noof got hammered on uh, on Sunday night, Saturday night. Not surprising. Dude, I don't know. I really wanted to go. Everyone was like, even the promoters were like, hey, you killed it tonight. You coming with us? And I was like, man, I got to wake up in five hours and drive 15 hours home. Like, no. Oh, Canadian. Oh, you Doof was doing chewies. I was talking to him. He's like, he's like, man, I already drank three beers. I still got to go down to the podium after three days. <laughs> three beers and chew. Yeah, he chew. goes straight to the beer garden. Right, right, right. <laughs> Got lost on his hey, way to the podium. Uh, a Ray, bigger legend, Nagy or, or Noof? It's, it's close. Noof. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Noof. It depends on where you're at. It depends like, on what border we're on. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're at the bar, the Noof. Like if you're on a freestyle ramp and the sketchy, sketchiest place in Barcelona or wherever the hell you freaking ride. <laughs> right. Yeah, in a sand pit, it's Nagy. Yeah. 100% Nagy yeah. every time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, if it's at the bar or at the club, it's the new. He's right, taking right. his clothes off, shoeies, everything, 100%. Um, so, Kate, what, what's the plan now? Just uh, get ready for outdoors? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Just, uh, so you will be yeah, in, just, you'll be in Ohio just riding, practicing? Is that the plan? No, I'm at club. 
Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I here. thought you were talking about staying home or something. I, I guess you home. No, at- I was at home last week. And oh, stuff, okay. and, I mean, I'm probably going to go home a week or two during the summer and ride some. Um, but no, I'm just. I'm not really tied down anywhere anymore, so it's kind of nice. I can just kind of go wherever I want. I mean, if if Alec over here, Alex is having problems getting his truck stolen, maybe he can move in back with you at Club MX. You guys can be roomies again this outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> Alex ain't riding outdoors. No, he says he is. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Way too out of shape. He can't race outdoors. Are you kidding me? Dude, come to California right now. Hey, why don't you go race him in Canada? Tra- go ahead, Alex. I, he can't. He already blew our ride that I was trying to set up for us. <laughs> no, you blew that ride, dude. Okay, so no, you that blew that. <laughs> who, who blew? I did not blow who it. blew who? Yeah, someone blew someone here. And it's, Alex I did not blow it. Blowing someone, and then I'll have a ride. What'd you do, A Ray? What'd you do? I didn't yeah, do what did you do? I did not do anything. What did Casey you do? I didn't do was it who you didn't blow? I didn't blow? do it. <laughs> That is kind of what it is. He didn't, yeah. Oh, hey, So. No. I didn't do shit. So why don't we. Maybe you need to. Why don't we get, hey, okay, talk to Al. Let's get Phil and Alex on that team. Jeez, big negotiations. Go for two. Uh, Why would I want Phil? (laughs) Get Phil. I don't want Phil. I would rather have Alex. (laughs) That's saying a lot. We can call Phil. And get, we can call Phil and get this to the bottom of this if you'd like. <laughs> can we add him Phil in here? I wouldn't want to be there with me either. I like Phil. I don't want to deal with his dumbass every weekend. Oh, that's. Oh. <laughs> I would like to see Phil and Kate fight. I feel like it's happened before, but I feel like Phil would kick his ass up and down the freaking street. <laughs> I feel like it would probably happen too, but that's exactly my point. Well. Don't stay in Phil land. He asked me the other day. He's like, uh, how come when I was gone to California, you were always hanging out my uh, at the apartment with KP, but now that I'm back, you never come by? Well, Phil, that you kind of answered your own question. <laughs> I like Kyle Peters better than you. <laughs> hey, and Peters, Peters fell on ice or something and tore his uh, knee up? Is that? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Minneapolis Supergirl. One of Just, the most embarrassing PRs I've read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Weston and his mechanic, ate shit on the ice too didn't they they yep. ate yep. it and then yeah. i think the last snow one dean wilson his mechanic i think crashed it the other way uh, and, and then good. and barsha's mechanic got run into by the hot dog cart and tore his mcl what in the tunnel wow. yeah in the tunnel he, he got hit by a stadium cart and tore his mcl see this season's just getting better and better it's no longer limited to the track it happens everywhere the guys are just dropping like flies even the mechanics it's gnarly right now yeah Yeah. well i i was in the asterisk thing i think tyler bauer's mechanic blew his knee out trying to start his bike (laughs) jesus dude everyone better just calm down see we don't have enough riders left to get hurt so now it's just mechanics right right oh yeah everyone just needs to chill um what do you think, Alex, seeing Kate on the podium like that? Oh, did, you, did you feel a sense of pride? Good for him. That's all I got to say. Good for him. <laughs> no, he, he, he's lying right now. He, he is jealous, and he's thinking, eh, the dudes in Canada aren't that fast. Bull. Oh. No, I never they, said the dudes in Canada down aren't that fast. I'm, like, outdoors I'm and looking at him. the track. I'm looking at the track. It's a fair race, pretty much. Look at like, the track. Like, Come to Supercross, bro. 
<laughs> he mean, can't. Sorry. He cannot come. He's banned. He's suspended. He can't. I'm sorry. He can't come to Supercross. Hashtag free cake. Well, I mean, it's like arena cross. It's like the arena cross. I mean, the dudes there are good. Like, I looked at the thing. Like, I mean, you beat some good guys, but I'm just saying, like, you get a, you get the start. It's like a slot car racing. You just like fall in line, pretty much. It did look like ruddy. Every race looked ruddy and like you know, basically pretty gnarly. Cade. Oh yeah, that's why I did good. That's why I did good because it real was talent. like really how much North real North talent that, that rounds that A raid does really bad at. Uh huh. That's why I did good. That's where you excel. How, how cattywampus would he got there? Oh boy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think in one main event I sent a daglia on the ground like five times. <laughs> so if he's getting whiskey, then I think A raid would have been a- third or fourth. There would have needed to been net nets at that round. A raid, does it bum you out yeah. the, a little bit? Because we, you know, we like to make fun of you and cattywampus, and and you do send it. But you get a little bit bummed, A-Ray, at some of the, like our, our your followers and our followers that send Oh, me- yeah. I'm about to start blocking these dudes. Here, I got this dude's name on my Twitter right now. I want to freaking find him. I, I <laughs> oh, wanna, man, here I we go. We got, a, we got a blast. We're going to get put some I want, Dude, yeah, this guy messages me, or not messages me, but he's on here. Where, where's this guy at? Oh, yeah, here's this footage of A-Ray's fast lap in practice on Saturday. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, this dude on here is like, oh yeah, A raids get sketchy, blah 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 blah. Yeah, Joshua Anderson. Wow, yeah, that guy. I'm sure he can ride a dirt bike better than I can. Oh, it's, it does sound like he's getting a little upset. Yeah, yeah. it does. He's yeah. so. I'm just go ahead. And you guys don't even guy. know. When we used to do the privateer pods and we'd rag on him all the time. Yeah. Then when we'd end it, he'd come inside and just complain about how mean we were. Oh really? Oh, I didn't. I didn't think anybody was like. He's that. like a little girl. Hey, Rick. I mean, I get it. I get sketchy, but come on. Like, it's not all the time. But okay. Everybody just makes it seem like I shouldn't even have a pro license. There was an interview. um, Oh, AJ, the cat. Did you see what the cat had to say about you? Well, okay, that was in Seattle. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I could already tell you what we were gonna say because I was revving my bike a bunch, and the cat, I, the cat wrote that for some reason he passed you, and for some reason you were revving the bike at fourteen thousand RPM with the clutch in in the mud. <laughs> he, he, and he couldn't, because that's A-ray. He couldn't quite figure that it out. That is so true. Um, that is so true. But no, I remember. I actually remember doing that. But Marks, you see it on the Pulp Show accounts and. People write in, A-Ray just about died. A-Ray sent it. Yeah. On the daily. Right. Even not at races. Like, I saw A-Ray at the local track, and he was still doing the same exact well, thing. Well, we had that one text from a, from an anonymous source say, you know, when A-Ray hit the, went backwards oh, on yes. the track. Oh, yes. Then hit a clump of mud. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, who was it you crashed in front of, like, twice in a row at Glen Helen in uh, the same spot? Oh, that, Phil. that was Phil. Phil. <laughs> and then, Phil. And Weimer saw him. Try to leave without a filter in his bike, and then he had to put a filter in, and then uh, something else broke, and then Weimer said, broke. "Your chain broke." And Weimer's like, "It's not your day, Alex. You better no. just load up." Um, yeah, it, my my chain broke. That wasn't my fault. But I'm saying, so it does bum you out a little bit. Should we tell our listeners to not not quite get on you? No, it's fine. If they want to get blocked, they'll just keep doing it. <laughs> hey, Kate, how much money did you make at these podiums? How much are you raking in? Not enough. What's purse money for third? I eight hundred bucks. That's a good payday, Kate. That's Kate. You made in s- Canadian. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe that's not so great. Uh, that's why I left that part out. Right. Uh, hold on, yeah. Tim's Tim's on the line here. Uh, Tim, what's up, man? What's uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Heart raft and Kentrell? Yeah, 
yeah, the two fifty shootout here for uh, for rookie of the year. I mean, it's 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 ramping up. I mean, Hartranth caught him in that last triple crown there and passed him. Um, you know, it's five yeah. points apart. We got two races to go. I, I mean, I, honestly, ca- catch the fever, Cantrell and Hartranth. Catch the fever. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, Hartraft has probably got more raw speed, but Cantrell is probably steadier. What do you think, A-Ray? Would you agree with that? I don't know. I'm, I'm Hartraft all the way. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right. What do you, th- all what do you think, Michael? Fan. All right, what do you think, Michael? Uh, we can't ask Kay because Kay's not allowed at the races, so we can't <laughs> ask him. But I say Hartraft seems to be getting, get, getting it together right now, last couple rounds. I say he'll take it. All right. There we go, man. He's got momentum. There we go, Tim. Got momentum on side. We like Hartram. That'd be a great cold call. Get uh, get Hartram and, and Cantrell on there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Nah, we got a better one. Thanks. I got. I, got, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You, get your own show. Um, <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, it's six hundred and thirty-six dollars U.S. Kate. What? Eight hundred uh, bucks is yeah. six thirty-six. Sweet. Well, do you have a team bonus or an FXR bonus? I got FXR bonuses. Those are nice. Do you get? Do you drop riders' gear off at the races before you race against? Not them? in Canada. Not oh. in Canada. All right. Oh, so I was worried. I was going to ask how that worked for yourself. Do you like set it down in front of you, like to present in front of your chair and then you sit down all excited like you got gear? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> wow, touchy, touchy subject. <laughs> About, you have no idea how many people have asked me that. They're like, "So, are you gonna? Are they gonna send you all the gear for Canada? Then you're gonna go around and hand it all out to everyone, and then go race them? Because that would probably be weird." No. I mean, you you can lay it in. If you beat them, then the next week you be like, "Hey, you don't you don't get another set until you, you can beat me." Yeah. Yeah. There we hey, go. Colton Colton X been doing the uh, X brand uh, goggles. Yeah, because uh, Frankie's been out of it, right? I don't know what Frankie. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, he driving the hand. He was rig, driving or? the nut up rig, and then things oh, went we sideways. Went. Things went sideways there. <laughs> um, I heard that story today. I can't believe that. What? That they just turned around? That they like? Do you know why they like were in? They were there and like left. Yeah, they they, they didn't want to dump there. their fuel. They didn't. They spent six hundred bucks on diesel, and for six hundred dollars, they said, "Screw the Frenchman," basically. Basically, you think they would have at least left a bike for him? A bike and a boot or boots, something, yeah. right? I mean, He's something. Basically, Super Ross's career was not worth $600 to nut up Suzuki. That's how it works. It was not worth well, $600. Let's put it back to living work because I heard the nut up guy called the HEP guys that, like, if he needed to help him or send any, I heard he was. Oh, I'm not supported. blaming nut up. It's nut up team. You, We're just using the nut. Living 100? No one should ban, no one should block nut up nuts. I'm just calling them by their name. Hey, NutUps, Holland, let's just support Nut Guys. They're supporting the sport. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Kate, A-Ray told us he's talked to Big Ted Parks about doing outdoors. Good for him. <laughs> He'll probably go out there and get 21st to 40th every moto again. Wow, really behind your friend, huh? Huh. So it'd be better than what Kate's doing he's in the been U.S. All year, all day yeah. about how, about that. I didn't do good enough in Canada. Screw well, him. Uh, I'm Kate, you should be out. Kate, you should be winning. Um, uh, I was winning and then blew it. Kate, uh, Alex has a point. You know, Alex has a point. Twenty-one to forty would be better than what you would do with the U.S. Nationals. Wow! Because you are not allowed. You banned. You're banned. Uh, yeah. Okay. How many times have F you said you, the word banned 
to him. Kay Clayson is like a two live crew album in 1991. He is banned. I feel like Steve should have to start paying you if he if he keeps bringing this up. Um, Every time he says suspended or banned, that's a dollar. Bro, don't don't look at me, man. Hey, how so was uh reliable. how was Galdi this weekend? Are you and him getting along? Or are you still mad that when he called you a point stealer? You know, when he introduced me the first night, he yells, he, he's like introducing, he's like the number nine the, with the hashtag free Cade. Kate Clawson, and I'm like, Are you kidding me? Clawson. <laughs> oh, come on! They could build oh, you up a little more. He's so dangerous. He's not allowed in the U.S. We had to bring him all the way up here. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. has banned this man. Yeah, but folks, you get to have him tonight here in Barrie. Tonight, tonight only. Tonight in Barrie, Ontario. It's the man the U.S. has banned. Cade Clawson. Yeah, Cade. He's he's not like the clean cut. Well, I, I guess you could say he's not the clean-cut guy up there because, I mean, he's banned for yeah. freaking drugs. I feel like you need to start, like, taking on this new persona. You could go full-on Tyler Evans if you really want. Yeah, start wearing, a, uh, start wearing like, a steel mask. Come on with a steel yeah. mask, you know? I'll just start fighting fighting people, on heroin. Like, kicking them off their bikes. Yeah. I'll just be like that. I'll be like the new J-Law, just drugs and yeah. Mem- people. Remember my mom thought you were... Bikes her- mirrors. My mom thought it was heroin that you were banned for. Heroin or cocaine, man. Right, right. Come out with hey, a so somebody commented. Somebody commented that on my photo, like after that, and uh, my grandma saw it, and she was like so mad at that person because she didn't get the joke. <laughs> oh, she was like livid, grandma. And like, Sarah and I are just there, like trying to explain it to her, and she's like, "I don't get it. Those people are just jerks. They just don't understand." I don't know that. We were just dying laughing. Grandma, stay off it. Instagram. Grandma, off has, grandma has Instagram? Really? Wow, jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, all right, boys. Uh, I want to thank you both. I for just your... want to get this off my chest. I was not sketchy in the LCQ, except for the time I missed I like how we had to come all the way back to this. <laughs> He's been for... holding it in. Okay, yeah, except for, except this shit for when you were me. laying on the ground. Except for the time I missed the whoops. <laughs> yeah, except for the time I missed that whoop and fell over, I wasn't sketchy the rest of the time. Okay. So, okay, you you can't. There's, that not, there's no like. You can't just be like except. No. The first three quarters it. of that lap, I wasn't. But <laughs> dude, I, honestly, yeah. Raper and Bubba Polly, if there was one more lap, it would have been absolutely epic. If there was one yeah, uh, more Devin lap, Raper probably would have cleaned out A Ray. Well, whatever. He is ballsy enough to do it. He's the Pulp MX no. Quadruple Challenge Privateer Champion. Yeah. How much did how much did he make with that? Three grand. Three grand. That's solid. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Pulp MX listeners. Damn good. And then I chipped in like eight hundred bucks. Ooh, nice. Just, that's sick. Just remember that when people say I don't do shit for 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 riders and all I do is talk shit. I've actually, I mean, I feel like this no, whole hey, segment's hey, been I'm, talking shit. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm a Pulp MX athlete. I, I have obligations. Yeah, you All do. Obligations. Yeah, you know, you you've been oh, yeah. paid already. So everything. So, Part of yeah. that contract, if he pays you, you just have to take it when he talks shit about you. The whole segment, you're. I on. think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> listen, our listeners, everybody, listen, people, uh, please on on social media, do not send videos of A Ray getting Caddy Wampus or sending it or you can send them to me sketchiness he, he, he's getting yeah, send them to Michael Lindsay a vinyl yeah, wow, social good. scoop worthy yeah. every week I need I could start my own segment for him yeah absolutely um Kate I'm happy for you man I'm happy that you jumped in and made a couple podiums even if you had to cheat to get the one with T-Dags but uh 
Um, <laughs> still, no, I'm, be- I'm being serious. Good for you. I'm happy. It's awesome. Of course, I'm the one who's cheating when he's the one who got protested. That's usually how it works. <laughs> we, Steve, uh, we know the facts. Yeah, we don't that's know. What, that's what happens with this new persona. People automatically just think I'm cheating. Well, you are banned from the USA, so there is there is you know precedent. I mean, technically banned from USA, Australia, racing GPS. It's more than that. It's yeah. really a. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's more everywhere except Canada. Oh, it's tickle Costa Rica. It's to tickle me. Tickle be Kate's teammate. There you go. Real soon. Oh, yeah. Nah, tickle tickle's gonna end up getting released from KTM and going to Canada on a husky. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, you, that could be closer to the I mean, truth, right? I, I don't mean to make the correlation because I like talking about cycling too much, but he does ride for Sky Honda, and Sky Cycling is like the m- most talked about cycling team for possible drug use. Oh, just, just boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, for me. There we in go. In court. There you go. Um, all right, boys. Thanks for your time. Uh, A-Ray, we'll see you this weekend in Boston. And, Obligations, bro. Uh, I'll be obli- there. Oh, you're going? I'm going to be there. I got to get back to my day job. Oh, yeah. I guess Canadian Series is over. Sure, yeah. So you'll be there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, listen, job, to, listen to A-Ray. Uh, uh, don't come by the cycle. A-Ray, A-Ray doesn't even talk to me anymore when we're at the races. He's so he's such a cool guy. Oh, dude. He is know, way too cool nowadays. Comes walking up to me with that shit grin on his face. Hey, man. What are you doing? Yeah, I got a podium last weekend. Did you see that? Like, no. <laughs> Um, sounds thrilling. Um, all right. Thanks, boys. Uh, Kay Clayson, uh, FXRRacing.com, and uh, Alex Ray, RoostMX.net. We thank both of you boys, uh, and uh, we'll see you both in Boston this weekend. Thank you for the time. All right. Later. See you later, Kay. See you. <laughs> Alex Ray, Kay Clayson, everybody in the Pulp Mech Show. Good times with those guys. Awesome. They are one of a kind. I just like when they start yelling at each other, insulting each other. It's great. I mean, I feel like somebody here might be poking the bear a little bit. On no, I don't know what you. I don't know what you mean. I will say that uh, Alex Ray saying that he's got thirty percent wrist strength does not sound that good, right? It's his throttle hand or is <clears throat> no? I think it's his other one, right? Isn't it? Well, maybe that's why he was stuck. He got the clutch pulled all the way in in the mud, and he just couldn't let go. Right? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, what's up, Dale? How are you? What's happening? Good. Good. How's it going, guys? Good. What's up? Hey. What happens this year, scenario for you, um, with the crazy weather we've been having and TUE issues, what happens if Salt Lake comes around and we get another massive storm and Jason Anderson can't fly in last second? Do we just say, hey, uh, you know, points leader, you should have moved here six weeks ago and move on? Dude, right? I mean, uh, you're, you, got, you got a point, man. Yeah, that's the plan. Anderson's going to fly in the day of Salt Lake City, so his altitude sickness doesn't bother him, and he cannot get a TUE for the pills that he needs which is another total joke. And, uh, yeah, so that – you know what, dude? That, how gnarly would that be? Uh, that, I mean, it would make the, the racing a lot cooler for the last couple rounds, but that's, oh, that's man. stupid. Yeah, absolutely. It's really dumb. But it'll be interesting to see what happens, man, for sure. Right on, man. Thank All you, guys. Right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Uh, Kyle's been on hold for a while. Kyle, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, Steve. I just want to touch on something you talked about earlier, and that's what on USADA. I, I'm, I'm in the agreement that uh, – we don't really need these groups. I think we can self-manage it ourselves. And I look at, you know, kind of what they've cost us in the past with, you know, losing James for a period of time. And now, you know, we're going to be yeah. losing Brock. Cade. Cade. It, right, Cade. Um, and also, I, I kind of question the, you know, what, what type of advantages 
are, let's say someone is doing it and they're doing it in a way to to cheat everybody else. At the end of the day, it's still a very technical sport, and I feel like the guys that are putting in the work, they're still get, they still have the health benefits that they need to to beat somebody. And I'm sure maybe in an outdoor national. You know, you're you're not getting as tired at the end, but uh, the best guy usually yeah. still wins. No, so. absolutely. Look, look, Brock Tickle. If Tickle was cheating on purpose, and Alden Baker was in on this, and and everything else, let's just say nobody really thinks that. But there's a chance. Uh, what how, has Brock's results jumped up at all from being on a program, quote unquote? No, not at all. So. You know, it's just I'm with you. It's it's a sport that needs drug testing, but it it doesn't at all uh, make it. These things don't actually all, all, all you know make a huge difference for you. But but I think um, in, during the winter, during the summer months, when you're doing two thirties and you have a bunch of nationals in a row, and you need to recover during the week, you know, from from muscle training right. and, and and endurance uh, riding of a bicycle, then stuff could really help you recover. You know, but um, I don't know. I'm with you, man. It's really yeah. frustrating. Hey, does this mean Tony Alessi's out there somewhere saying? I told you. Uh, I, I didn't hear that drop. I didn't hear that drop yet tonight. Yeah, yeah. We need to. We need to. We need to do that. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Kyle, you, you got a bike? I do. All right, you've been on hold for a long time. Do you want a Maxima oil kit for for two stroke or a four stroke? Uh, how about four stroke? I'm a KTM 350 guy. All right, fantastic. MaximaUSA.com, the number one aftermarket oil in American power sports. Voted that year after year. Spending millions of dollars can get you a brand attached to a race series or a sticker on a bike. But that may or may not be what's a product that may or not be using that product, but it can't buy the heritage that MaximaUSA.com has, uh, created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being on hold for so long. Uh, we'll get the, Travis will get your information. We'll get you a, a T-shirt and a four-stroke oil kit out from the folks at Maxima. All right, man? Awesomeness. Thanks, Steve. No problem. Thanks for being on hold. Maxima USA, good guys down there. Heck yeah. Uh, great, great uh, bunch of dudes. Dogger is there, and uh, a lot of teams use Maxima. So I got a quick funny one. The yeah. law thing just reminded me. I wanted to bring yep. this up earlier. So the day that thing went out, I won't say what rider it was called me, but one of them called me asking me the, if I the tickle thing. Yeah, know? the tickle yeah, thing. Yeah, yep. One of the riders, certain guy at four fifty class, called me yep. and was asking me a question about what else I knew or anything. And he goes, "Hey, you're you're not going to believe this." And he goes into talking about being sick a couple weeks prior and going over to the Alpine Star rig and getting checked out and asking for oh, medicine. I know what rider this is. Yeah. You pro- I think you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Got handed Sudafed. And, he, and before, I'm like, oh, please tell me you didn't take it because that's a huge no. And he goes, I almost did. And then I asked him, and I don't know who he talked it about, but they said they didn't know. And then they had to, like, those guys yeah. didn't know. They had handed it to him. Then they had to Google and realize, oh, no, give us that back. Like, you, you shouldn't take that right now. That would get yeah. you bumped if there's a test tonight. Right. Oops. I heard the same thing. Okay. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah, and the first thing when he mentioned, I'm like, no, no, please tell me you didn't. That's an instant. No, he goes, well, I didn't know that, and they didn't, but luckily we searched it first. Yeah, no, I know. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Careful. So that's everything. We're talking about supplements. Also, be careful what you take for a cold. Yeah, absolutely. No, listen, these riders got to really be, like, on it, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, okay. All right, uh, David Coombs' interview is still coming up. Um, also to uh, Jason Thomas as well, uh, and much more. We're going to take a commercial break here uh, on the Pulp Mech Show, but it's by btosports.com and Fly Racing. we got lots more coming up with Michael Lindsay from Vital Mechs. If you have any complaints about Vital Mechs form, any issues, call, and Michael is a man to bitch him out. He, he, he runs the whole thing. It's all his fault. 100%. All right, we're going to take a commercial break here. We'll be right back after this.
This is Lord Vader, and you jerkies are listening to the Pope MX Show. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours yeah that's right people that's van halen i want to tell you about my two favorite things in life van halen and fly racing flyracing.com they make much more than just moto gear mountain bike gear snowmobile gear hard parts they've got it flyracing.com the f2 carbon helmet it's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the listeners for voting us as Pulpy Award winner for Best Sponsored Commercial for 2017. Dude, that's so funny. I hope the Pulp Nation likes this year's commercial even more, and I'd like to share some information on our newest product for sport touring riders. That's old news, right? Actually, no. We still offer the Michelin Power RS for sport bike riders that we introduced in 2017. What I'm talking about is the all-new Michelin Road 5 tire. It features our latest patented technologies and is the new benchmark for wet grip in sport touring tires and provides maximum confidence in wet and dry conditions mile after mile. Visit MichelinMotorcycle.com for complete product information and third-party independent test results. Documentation. Proving that Michelin Road 5 tires outperform its major competitors in wet grip performance. 
Simply put, it's another innovative, industry-leading product from Michelin. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Uh, thanks, Gringo, for interrupting me, just like Mathis does his guests. Uh, I just wanted the Pulp Mech Show listeners to know that in addition to the Michelin Starcross 5 tires, that Michelin also makes quality, performance products regardless of what type of motorcycle you ride. From cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, adventure touring motorcycles. You don't bring in the ruckus to that. Whoa, easy, Gringo. Yes, Michelin even makes tires for the Honda Ruckus as well as many other scooter applications. I'm certain the Pulp MX Show listeners know the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and how they're specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain and are available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions because there's one thing for sure. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the Michelin Starcross 5 tires feature a bead profile that makes them easier to install. In fact, there's a very high chance ability that you can install a new Michelin Starcross 5 tire in less time than it takes for a pizza to be delivered to your house. Easier mounting is always a good feature. True. Basically, even a retired racer who almost won a championship can almost install them himself, if he just would. Thanks again to the Pulp MX show listeners who've purchased the Michelin Starcross 5 tires and given great feedback on them. If you're still thinking, I don't know, just ask a rider who has Michelin Starcross 5 tires on their bike. Follow us on Instagram on at Michelin Motorcycle and visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase Michelin Starcross 5 tires. Thanks, and I hope you enjoyed our new commercial. That wasn't good or, or awesome. Well, I definitely was not going to let you sing. Race Tech Suspension and Engines, great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Hey, it's Mathis. RoostMX.net have been a big part of us, our show for a number of years, and we love those guys. The whole Pulp Nation section on their website, Pulp Nation Code, saves you 20%. On there, they can make custom pulp graphics for you. Uh, they can also do shirts and hats of anything you want. They can make custom graphics for your bike if you don't like pulp. And why? I mean, maybe you don't. Uh, they're also the official team sponsor for the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. And we have Alex Ray here in studio. Alex, uh, you love these guys. Yeah, love them. Shirts, hats, pit shirts, car wraps, yeah. everything. If you take some Cycle Trader uh, graphics off your motorcycle, will they stick to almost anything? They will stick to everything, bro. The best quality graphic out there. A-Ray 91 is the code to save, and we thank those guys. And, again, check them out for the whole custom line. And, uh, Alex, Ray, you got one more thing to say? 
ARAY91 is the code, and if you don't use Rooster Max, then f*** you. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hardcoat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JGR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. The Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team relies on one company for all of its seat needs, and that's Guts Racing. We thank the folks at Guts Racing for coming on the show for a number of years now. Pulp MX 2018 is the code to save. Complete seats available for KTM and Huskies. Other brands will be added later. 
The Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam is the choice of seat foam for many teams in the pits. Kenny Roxon won a 450 National Championship using Guts products a couple years ago. And again, they've been with us for a number of years. Please check them out. Official supplier of the Rockstar Husky Husqvarna team for graphics. Live in 100 as well. And seats. Anything and everything to do with seats. Please check them out. GutsRacing.com. Pulpamex 2018 is the code to save. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. 
and sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Back in 1989, Works Connection owner Eric Phipps was trying to find a skid plate for his own bike, but he couldn't find one that was as cool as the ones he had seen on the factory bikes. They say that necessity is the mother of invention, so he decided to build his own, and as they say, the rest is history. 29 years later and still located in Northern California, Eric and his crew are still supplying factory-level racing parts to race teams, pro riders, riders who demand the best. Tested and trusted by JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Moto Concepts, Babbitt's Kawasaki, and Hep Racing are just some of the teams that rely on work connection for their racing needs. From their pro-launch start devices, radiator braces, hour meters, and of course, skid plates, along with a ton of other cool products, Works Connection has you covered. Check out their all-new website for 20 at worksconnection.com. Welcome back, everybody. Paul McShelton by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Michael Lindsay from Vital MX is here. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, FMF, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, all on board with us tonight. Michael Lindsay, uh, last week we were giving away a Fly Racing uh, F2 helmet. And we have all the entries here, right here in front of me. You're just dropping them left and right. And are they coming out? No. And no, those uh, guys aren't eligible anymore. And you are going to pull out our winner. So Michael Lindsay pulling out the pull winner. Pull it out and read it for the uh, Fly Racing brand new F2 carbon helmet with MIPS. Jason Stoffel. Nice, congratulations, Jason Stoffel. will be in contact you me with five you. Bucks. Thanks to FlyRacing.com for that. Appreciate it. Um, uh. News last week on our show, Michael uh, Kiefer was in here. Of course, he's very been involved, been involved very much with the Alter guys and developing that bike and riding it. You and I have both ridden it quite a bit, or you rode it more than I have, but I've ridden it also. And you know, I didn't like the news that came out that said um, they didn't, they weren't going to put it into um, into vet racing in, in Loretta Lynn's. I, yeah. I was, I understood the 250 class, but I thought a perfect racing form for that bike would be vet classes and uh, not going to happen this year. And so, uh, you know what? We were talking about it, and uh, what better guy to talk to than Davey Coombs from Racer X, a uh, big part of the MX Sports issue, too, on that side of the building, and, uh, you know, kind of going to get the bottom of, he raced an Alta this weekend, yep. and so uh, you and I thought we would uh, call up Davey and uh, talk to him about the Alta and uh, the reasons why it wasn't allowed in, and sometimes, Michael, at the end of the interview, I was like, eh, 
It makes a little sense. He does. It's hard. When you talk to the guy for more than five minutes, he has a good point. Uh, absolutely. So, Davey Coombs brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husky comes with a Vertex Piston from the factory? I did. You probably actually did know that. Uh, 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, they are the OEM supplier for KTM, Husky, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have you covered from two- to four-stroke ranges in high comp and replicas, GP styles as well. Pulp MX Show 2018 is the code to save at VertexPistons.com. You punch in that code, and you can save huge with the folks from Vertex Pistons, and we thank them as well uh, for coming on. And um, let's get uh, let's get going with Davey Coombs' interview, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. All right, Marks, let's uh, let's have people listen to Davey Coombs, and uh, we'll be right back after this interview. All right, everybody, last week on the show, Chris Kiefer and myself, we went through uh, – the uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, Alta discussion, MX Sports, and the decision to uh, not allow them for this year into the ranch. And uh, Kiefer obviously had a big part of that Alta uh, production bike coming out, and I rode it and loved it. Michael Lindsay, you've ridden it as well. And uh, so on the line to talk a little bit about that decision, his race on the Alta this past weekend, and much more. And where does this thing fit in a grander scale of things? Is uh, Davey Coombs, DC, what's up? Thanks for coming on. We couldn't do it live, but you know what? It's the next best thing. Yeah, no worries. It, uh, uh, I uh, yeah, I missed the show last week. I was probably en route home from Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, the Ulta and electric bikes are a big topic of conversation over there as well. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of at the same juncture trying to figure out where this new model or any new model would fit in against the existing models. Mm-hmm. And you always kind of back up against that thing like, you know, uh, where do you put, you know, the, the four-stroke in 1997, or yep. where do you put the e-bike uh, moving forward? And, uh, you know, the very early discussions that I had with Alta, which had nothing to do with motocross, they had to do with supercross, because that's what Dave Arnold was trying to do, is get the bike into the 250 class and supercross. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that was a good idea until there was more time on the yep. bikes. Yep. I didn't think it was fair to the existing uh, teams competing. Uh, and, and just, I don't want us to make the same mistake that the, the, the previous powers that be made in, in 1997. Yeah. I, uh, I agree and, with that. Yeah. It was, if we had had a little more foresight back in 1997 uh, among everybody, well, you know, yeah, yeah I, I don't even know it was foresight. I think that we didn't have enough information. And the information that we had in no way, shape, or form pointed to the fact that Doug Henry would win the second race he ever entered on a four-stroke, right. which is astonishing, but which is what happened. That's not going to happen with an Alta. Uh, it, it, it's, there's, there's a lot of things they got to work on. There's a lot of things different. But the, the trajectory, the, the ramp-up on this bike, uh, and any of these e-bikes that are coming, mm-hmm. is it, going to be pretty quick, pretty yeah. heavy. And, and, and it's going to be very exciting. And, uh, you know, obviously they didn't, uh, you know, want to ride the bike in the Outdoor Nationals. Uh, no one's, you know, the, the bike's not homologated mm-hmm. yet. And, and, and it would not have to be homologated to ride the uh, open classes at Loretta Lens. But that's, that's just an easy way to, to look at it. You have to remember that there's nothing in the rule book that says, uh, you know, uh, open means open. No, open means open two-stroke or open four-stroke. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about an open electric bike. Right. 
And so I thought taking one summer uh, to figure this out and get some real research and development, uh, and, and not only that, but get some new models together, because I've never ridden one of Alta's bikes. I borrowed a kid named Chase Yenser's bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no there's no Alta's come through our office. I, I know the AMA had one for a while, but I think uh, part of that is when Kit Bigelow left, uh, they um, hadn't really made a decision on it. And I don't know that, that, that anyone's in a, a real big hurry to. We have no problem racing it locally. That's that's what I did. Uh but it's a national championship at Loretta Lynn's, and the, the 42 people qualify for that race mm-hmm. deserve to at least know what they're racing against. And right now, it's a two-stroke open and four-stroke open. I know that everyone doesn't agree with that, but yeah. you know, sometimes you, you, you can't make popular decisions, or at least not the decisions that are, make everyone happy. Uh, if 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 we could, everyone would want this job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a bit of a political minefield for you to work through, and and for everybody to work through on this bike. I like it to allow it just for for that's a real world test, right? Like, let's say they do allow it, and they all of a sudden they start killing it. Well, you're like, okay, now we got to talk. You know what I mean? But it's a perfect real world test to me to allow them in a class like that. Absolutely, do not put them in the 250s. Absolutely do not put them in pro racing yet. We've yet to figure that out. But I would love a test at the ranch to see where we're at with these. Well, I can tell you where it would be. Okay. It would not It would not win, no matter who was on it. And I'll tell you why. Yep. When you go to Loretta Lens, the track is set up and, 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 and worked in by 250s, 450s, 125s, mini bikes. None of those bikes would use the same lines, the same sort of, you know, way around the track that an Alta would. And I learned that this weekend by riding it in a dozen motos. Uh, the braking bumps, the acceleration bumps, the deep ruts, those are all different mm-hmm. to ride an e-bike. It's not, it's not a dry California track. These are soft, you know, back east, yeah. moist tracks with lots of ruts, lots of braking bumps. And, and and that bike is so nimble and so different from wh- where you want to be on the track. You want to you want to shorten the track up. You don't want to swing everything out wide like a like mm. you're doing a 450 or even a 252 stroke. It's just a different riding experience. And and if you had 42 e-bikes, mm-hmm. you would have a totally different racetrack, and they'd be going a hell of a lot faster. Right. But what they're doing is they're riding on a track that's not made for e-bikes. It would be made that week. For for four fifties and mm-hmm. and I you know as neat as it would be to point at it and say there it is there's the guy on the ultra or there's the three guys on the ultra um, I, I I don't know that it's worth it to set precedent just to have one more test at the ranch right why not do that test at Mammoth Mountain or why not do it at Glen Helen or anywhere yeah okay uh, right it's just it's we're not banning it as Alta put on their Instagram. We don't hate it either. Yeah, just give we us a just, time. Just give us, give we, us. Yeah. We just no. We weren't ready to to classify it this year, and we certainly weren't ready to classify it in the two fifty class. Right. 
Now, I think it's really interesting what Davey said. It is true. You don't want to make the big two-stroke, four-stroke mistake, especially uh, the bike Davey rode. I'm guessing basically just I looked at Instagram. That's actually the uh, the original version, the MX. I just rode the right. MXR. It's a 2017. The, yeah, yeah, the MXR is – that's – the bike he rode is supposed to be competitive with the 250. The one I rode is supposed to be 350. And the biggest thing is the power isn't just totally different on the MXR. The suspension's way better. I think yeah. it, you would be really surprised. Like, the MXR definitely can do a lot more things like a normal bike. But, like, what he said, too, is I, I would feel like if you were racing it on really rutted tracks, weird. when we ride California tracks with just some little short outside berms, I say it does pretty well on a medium speed track. It has a lot of torque and punch, yep. but it also doesn't carry really well over fast, wide open tracks because of the limitation on the gearing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting. I, I, I definitely stand a little bit with what you said, Steve. I would like to see it race the vet classes, but I totally understand where Davey's coming from. I do like the idea of not jumping into and just saying, hey, electric, whatever, because it's still hard to figure out yeah. what the power conversion is. And based on the jump I saw between the one he's riding and the one I riding, yeah. you know, one-year span, right. if they do that again the following year, yeah. then I would say that ride. we'd have yeah. a 450, if not one that could beat a 450 in certain situations. Because even the one he rode, I've watched pull starts on 450s because yeah. of the way they make power. So now we're in the well, wrong class I, altogether. Yeah, we're in the wrong class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, this is, this is how long it's been since I raced. I've never raced with a whole shot device <laughs> oh. on, on my course. I, it just never came up. And um, I did, I decided that, hey, you know, I'm, I've never gone off a starting gate with a, uh, an automatic uh, yeah. electric motorcycle with no clutch. <laughs> I've, I've traditionally always been a really good starter. Uh, just because I, I, you know, my brother and I both, we used to just play starting games in the yard for yeah. years, you know. And, yeah. and anyway, by the end of the day, I lined up in the plus 40 expert on the sort of the outside. And everyone else was on either 450 or 250 four-stroke. And I went in the first turn at High Point, a national track, side-by-side side oh, yeah? with the guy who got the whole shot. Mike Jones on an RMZ 450. <laughs> Mad Mike. I was on I was on number three as far as the setting goes, yeah. not four. Yeah, not four. Yeah. And 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 Chase Yenser's suspension Chase must weigh a buck thirty. So uh, I was yeah. <laughs> I was I'm probably more about one ninety. Yeah. And it blew my mind. And and I had you know people come up later and be like. I, I can't believe what I just saw. And I'm, I've been riding it. I've been riding it for five motos. Yeah. This is like 40 minutes in um, with, with you know, plugging in for a little bit of time. Yeah. I am a huge fan of this bike. My nephew, Trevor, already wants one. Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law, Jeff, who is a national enduro champion, who's Caleb Russell's father, is blown away by it in the woods. He just yeah. has so much fun with it. We are going there collectively yep. as an industry. But, but, but my, you know, my mind is that, that, that as far as championship-level racing, I have a feeling we're going to be looking at an electric bike class yeah, yeah. sooner or later. Right, right. Um, and for a little while, it's going to be an imperfect fit. Uh, I, I know they want to be out there eventually. But, Michael, to your point, the, the, the way the improvement, the MXR, the, the, the 2018, uh, how it's changed from the bike that I'm riding, mm-hmm. I've had several people tell me it's 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 unbelievable. I'm going to ask Alta if they'll they'll, they'll get us a bike back here because you know I'll put it on the truck and take it to every national track this summer yeah. and 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 give it a go because maybe it doesn't work that great in the sand loops at Millville and maybe it doesn't work that great at Southwick. But 
that's how we're going to know, not by just saying, okay, you can race. Right. Uh, because when you get a factory team, they're not a factory team, any team that starts to really dial in the suspension, gets the weight down with titanium and whatnot, the battery itself evolves in Ulta, the company, which is a really smart company, and they've already got a really good motorcycle. Um, when all that comes together, this thing is going to rocket. Uh, you know, as far as its efficiency, the the, the battery life, uh, and, and and when people start riding these bikes, you know, when you you have someone who kind of grows up on one, like mm-hmm. we had with people, like Villapoto was the first guy that never raced a two stroke. Right. Uh, and look how good and how he changed the way people rode because he didn't bring any sort of preconceived tendencies mm-hmm. to ride 125s for years. Um, that's going to happen with electric bikes. Yeah, I, you ride them differently. You know, and, and Michael, the thing that I couldn't believe is I never realized how much you use an, uh, a motor on a four-stroke to change your body position in a corner or you know, on picking lines, mm-hmm. finding your way in a rut. It doesn't work like that on an Alta. It's like you're on a mountain bike, you know, <laughs> a really, really fast mountain. Bike. Well, how yeah. about how about how heavy it is, kind of lifting on the it's, stand, and you get on the track, and it feels like a 125 to me. It felt so light. It, yeah, I, I I was real hesitant about jumping it, and I didn't even jump it all day on on Saturday because mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out, you know, what yeah, I was yeah. doing. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it just just I mean, because it's a totally different experience. But by the end of Sunday. And, and riding all these, you know, laps here and there, I never really finished a moto because I was just, you know, toying with it, right. going starts, whatever. I had to have been a third better on it than I was when I started. Yeah, and, and, and that was just yeah. because, yeah, knowing, you know, to shorten the track, use inside lines, you know, avoid deep breaths, and 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 point that thing straight and go. I mean, it was it was it was an impressive bike. So anyone who thinks that I'm out to stop Alta. Or anyone is out to stop Alta. That's that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's why we want to have uh, you on. What, yeah. what we're out to do is to, to to make sure that we don't, you know, break what's not broken mm-hmm. uh, with 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 you know championship racing as we have it right now, and make the right decision moving forward. And I don't think anyone's ready to make that decision right now. And and yeah, it'd be easy to put them into that class, but you know, I I, I I'm gonna. I'm going to take the year that, that we've already announced. I, I think it's kind of funny because, I, I, like I said, I, I did initially agree with you. When I saw the announcement, I was slightly disappointed. I was like, come on, vet class. But, I, of course, the other side, people have to open their minds and wrap their heads around is Loretta's is the biggest amateur national year. There's a lot of people that put a lot of weight, money, and time into it, and you don't want to – I mean, it's, it's similar to experimenting at the national level. You just don't do it. There is local races that are going to do it. There's plenty of time to learn. Um, and I was going to say one other thing I thought was funny is you were talking about the shoring up lines. Like a lot of guys talk about the difference between going from a, a 125 to a 250 of how much tighter you, you know, how much yeah. more inside you will yeah. because of the power. Well, he's saying he's even are like, I, I think of a corner and it's like, okay, 125 is way here on the outside trying to keep speed, 450 is the middle because it has enough torque to come out. An electric bike is like right around the inside. It has so much punch. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I was saying if you, if you had a couple guys on it, like, I've experienced it. When you ride it at a track with no other electric bikes, it's really weird because you are definitely taking different lines. You're the only person in them. You're the only person hunting for them. And then we did a day with all electric bikes. 
and we were all taking, we combined, you know, every, yeah. a couple guys you could see that were trying to take classic lines that weren't working, and the group of us that changed over. Yeah. When, when you have a group of them doing it, you, you make even huger gain. When he was saying, like, a third better, I think from the moment I stepped on one during their combined day to the end, yeah. I think I was, like, 70% better. I, I like Davey. Was big. I was with you, Davey. I wanted no part of map four. Like, I'm good. Oh, map four is not. Map three's good. Map three's yeah. fine. I don't hey, want nothing hey, to do with four. I, I put it on, I put it on uh, four only um, a little bit, and and, what, and I didn't like it. It was it was too much. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. keep I couldn't keep the back end straight. Right. Because I mean it was it was high point. It was perfectly groomed. It right. was super nice. Um, and 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 the and the energy just saps out on four yeah. like it's crazy. But if you started on four immediately, I, I any supercross, I guarantee you, if someone was on an MXR. Had that thing on four, going off a, a grid like they're using yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Michael, you. <laughs> yeah. I did an entire moto on map four to see if I could drain it. Uh, I I got sketchy quite a few times. It's. <laughs> I went straight from two to four in a corner and came out and hit a, a yeah. double round of the corner and I I straight up almost came off. The, I felt so yeah. stupid. Um, you know what? You know what though, Davey? Too, it's something to think about. If we did say throw them in a vet class or or with with four stroke bikes, and I'm tell you guys, tell me if I'm crazy here. The there's almost a safety issue with how quiet they are. There was hey there that, really that, is. you I was gonna say that I pulled up behind my nephew Cade in the open practice on Saturday and got right behind him and yelled Cade and it scared <laughs> the hell out of him. He he literally almost went off the track. Yeah. But when I was riding, I would come up on the inside of guys because I I'd, I'd jump out in the you know plus thirty BC or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there were some guys that weren't going that fast, and I'd come right up on them and. They wouldn't know I was there, and, no. and, and they would they would just kind of close down a corner because they were just going where they were going, and there was no way to let them know unless I yelled. Yep. And um, but I don't think that's a huge right. safety thing. Right. I, I think you know we're racing dirt bikes. I I, I think it would be a totally different experience. But you know, to Michael's point, if if you had a bunch of these in Lake Elsinore, perfectly groomed, and spent a day out there. And, and had e-bike lines and, yep. and had, were riding with guys, I can't imagine how much different it would be and how much more fun it would be uh, than, than just trying to get out there and ride it with, with a bunch of four-strokes. And, and you know, my my distant vision of this is, you know, we'll, we'll get to wherever we get with pro racing and supercross and all that in time, but I would like to see them be able to be in the vet classes uh, moving forward. But I, 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 again, I can't stress this enough. Initially, Alta didn't want to be in the vet class. They wanted to be in the 250 class. Yeah, yeah. And that, I believe, would have been a disservice to anyone making a 250 or anyone, uh, you know, invested in 250s yeah. because I don't, I don't think that that would be good two or three years from now for anybody. Uh, does any one of us think that the Japanese and Austrians won't have an e-bike? Soon, I mean I, I, Yamaha I, I, has I, all their electric assist pedal bikes. I I would yeah. say them or KTM are the first two that they, pop to mind. They've got Altas, I'm sure, and I think Stefan Pear from KTM's already you know said you know telegraphed what what that company's doing, and, mm-hmm. and you know it, 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 of course they're all going that way. It's it's you know no one's in the landline phone business anymore. Right, Everyone's right. got you know yeah. a, a different kind of phone. No one's in the beeper or pager business anymore. We all have a different kind of phone. Um, but but What's that's not to phone? say we'll ever get rid of 
two strokes or four strokes, you know, yeah. I, we've got some good announcements on two strokes coming up here anytime. Yep. Uh, you know, but but I just see us, you know, having a a new area, uh, a new class, a new um, type of model to, to to fit in locally and, and at the national level. And I think it's going to open up a lot of riding areas that that, that either went away or, or could never be developed because of noise issues and neighborhood issues. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think that there's a lot of positive things coming with the idea of electric motorcycles. I can't think of anything uh, bad about it. I, I I just I just urge everyone to you know just slow down and and see just how quickly these things evolve before we. Right. literally rewrite history because you know if we didn't learn our mistake in 1997 uh or learn our lesson from the mistakes yeah. of 1997 I, I don't know and and you know to the guy out there you know on vital that's like well, why don't you just change the rule you, you, you don't really it doesn't work like that you don't really get to tell giant you know motorcycle makers that uh, you know we're going to change your platform yeah and you got to change it across the board because we think it's too much bike uh, well we saw or, we or, s- or this guy on vital thinks it's too much we bike. saw that with road race when the OE when they came in and changed some rules the oem said yeah we're out no you can't do that pretty much murdered yeah, american and, 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 road you know, race yeah. yeah and they're still not back no and, and yeah. that's 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 a, it's easy to it's easy to troll a decision like this uh when you're just that guy that, that 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 has a difference of opinion, and that's fine. But when you have to be responsible for those decisions, and those decisions have the consequences of costing people jobs and and and, yeah. and, and knocking teams out of the sport, uh, that's 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 that gives you pause and makes you think, okay, let's get this right. Yeah, I agree. You can't. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, oh well. All right, Davey. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the time tonight. Appreciate it. I think. Uh, You've got a better idea of sort of the thinking behind it. I'm, you know, I'm stoked that you raced it a lot and rode it a lot, and I was blown away well, by I, it. I, it, yeah. it. It was just a, just the very early stages of it, and uh, I got to give Chase his bike back because uh, I think he <laughs> likes riding it too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna gonna talk to Alton and try and get a, a, a newer model and uh, start riding it in, in May when the nationals start. I'm just, I'm just saying. I feel like we need a, a weekly feature. Davey doing a, a lap around the yeah. national track. <laughs> we, we had it before. No, 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 yeah, no. we had it before. No, 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 well, no, no. Hey, it's yeah, easier no, to do. It's easier to do the voiceover. The bike's quiet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just do it like Cameron Steele and you know record it later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not at the level to to, to do those laps anymore. But but it would be cool. To uh, get someone who, who who was at that level that you know would want to go out, but but again, I, I don't think the bike would perform quite the way people might be thinking, given how the the, the track set up for a national two fifties and four fifties. But my God, if you were the first person out on press day, oh yeah, that would be yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's true. I only rode it at, at Comp Edge, hard, slick California stuff, you know, and yeah, sand and East Coast stuff is as we know, one hundred percent different. So. Um, well, cool, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. We uh, hope to see it uh, soon. Uh, we're all fans of it, I think, including you. And, uh, yeah, thanks for explaining a little more, man. Thank you. All right, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right, everybody. Thanks to Davey Coombs there on the Alta situation. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Uh, use the code pulp, pulp, blah, 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 blah. I had pizza, so I'm struggling. I'm in a pizza coma. Big pizza. Dude, Lindsay, Michael Lindsay. How, that was... 
silly. Well, what are you not, trying to do right I'm now? I'm trying to get a water out and not well, pull the headphone you're out. you're pulling the wrong side. and it's You can put the headphones down. It's not the end of the world if you're not talking. It uh, is in my world. Pulp Show 18. 2018 is the code at VertexPistons.com to uh, save with those guys. O- OEM Pistons for KTM and Huskies. Great stuff as well. Um, you know what? Let's do – we got to give away a set of Fly Racing Kinetic Mesh Rockstar gear. And, uh, of course, the official gear of Zach Osborne and, and – uh, on that team. And um, so what we want to do is uh, do another email contest so that it uh, doesn't just give our live guys the uh, the stuff, um, the chance to contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com for a set of uh, Kinetic Mesh Fly Racing Rockstar gear, uh, the official gear of Zach Osborne, uh, among among others. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. Uh, do that, and uh, we'll do a drawing in, uh, in a week or so. Speaking of fly racing, JT, thanks for holding for us, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, just got oh, deprioritized over and over. And over. It, there was a really big pizza downstairs that needed our attention. And uh, we were all hungry, and we had to do that and play it and get through a Davy Coombs interview about the Alta. So I got pushback because of pizza and Alta? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. where you are on the scale yes, right now. Yes, I like how you said that like a question mark. And Ulta? Oh, and A-Ray and Cade Clayson came before that. So just, you know, this is where Mathis is putting you tonight. Pizza and Wait. pizza and Ulta? <laughs> um, uh, flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Uh, love those guys, and uh, they've been a big part of our show for, for a long time. JT, you could have used a fly racing snowmobile uh, jacket or snowmobile suit this week in Minneapolis. I could have used it as a pillow to take a nap on while I waited for you guys to call me too. No, uh, is this, how it's, is this it. how it's going to go? I mean, I, I hope it might. If you're going to be, might. we'll let Just you go. I know you're an hour ahead. We'll let you go. <laughs> you can go. You know. I feel like this is starting. Just getting it out of my system. Um. Uh, anyways, hey, let's talk. Let's talk triple crown a little bit, but let's talk two fifties. Um. First of all, Forkner, uh, JT. He really look. He was trailing. He, he was arguably. Pure raw speed, faster than Zach Osborne uh, this year, uh, but Osborne's the, you know still really good and uh, working through some bad starts. And Zach had a little bit of a points lead. This weekend was a complete Austin Forkner meltdown, man, and we just saw it out there from brilliance to meltdown. Yeah, won the first one, and yeah, then, it, there's definitely ebb and flow with it. You know, like even this weekend, as good as Forkner was. Zacco was so good in that one lap of time qualifying. Like, he killed that last lap, and I think he was, like, 0.8 faster or something. Yeah, 0.8, yep. So, you know, like, uh, Tampa, Forkner was incredibly good, and, and he and Jordan, I think, were both, they were just better than Zach that night. Um, they were, No, I'm sorry, it was uh, Ferrandez. Um, they were able to ride away from him in Tampa. So it kind of went back and forth. Atlanta, they were pretty even. Um yeah, and then this weekend, I think we just saw the the youth and inexperience of Forkner. You know, mm-hmm. even with arguably more at times and let's say equal speed a lot of the time. Yeah, uh, he just he lost his cool, and you could just see him unraveling mentally in that second main event, and then in the yeah, you know, then the third one he has a big mistake, which can happen to anybody. But you know, the injury was uh, definitely untimely. Yeah, it was just one of those things. He tried to go faster and faster almost every time he picked his bike up. You know. And you're like, dude, like, like ten years from now, five years from now, Austin Forkner's going to watch Minneapolis and just be like, "What was I thinking? What was I doing?" 
<laughs> so. Well, we've seen that from so many guys. Yep. Stu, obviously, multiple times. Ricky, even, you know, you go back to that 97 <laughs> Vegas race, jumps out at me with him and Wyndham. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of a meltdown type race. Yep. You know, so they've all had it. Um, it just, you know, it. it it's going to end up costing him a chance at a championship, yeah. which uh, some of those guys, it wasn't the case for them. Uh, J-Mart won, uh, won another race. Um, man, he's on fire right now. J-Mart can ride Supercross again. We weren't quite sure uh, after last year. He had a terrible year last year. Had some inconsistent speed with the star guys, but lately, J-Mart, in the last four races or so, has been unbelievable. Yeah, he has, and it's it's the consistency is really the surprise because – if you want to talk about whether he can go fast or not, I don't think that's really been the question because even when he's been struggling, he's able to be at the, you know, close to the top in time practice and he rides really well, you know, and, and he's obviously yeah. got some resentment. Uh, you know, he made some comments about people that said he couldn't ride supercross and whatever. And I don't know that it's ever been he, that he can't ride supercross. It's just that he hasn't been able to put it together. No. He, he has not been able to put an eight or nine race series together to be in real contention, and that's that's just facts. That's yeah. not you yeah. know that's not opinion or conjecture or anything. That's just facts. No, and 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 you know like if he had gotten if J Mart the last few years had went out and gotten second in the series, third in the series, and gathered up some wins, but couldn't win a title, no one would sit here and question J Mart's supercross skills. You know, no one says that about Savachi. You know, we all know he can ride supercross. We've seen it. Jmart's done it to himself with DNQs and really bad results and crashes and you know what I mean. So it's justified to wonder about Jmart and Supercross. Like I don't care what he says, it's justified. Yeah, yeah. No, I for sure. I, I don't think it's ever been really about his skills per se. As right. It really is just can he hold it together? Yeah. Over a eight or nine race series, and you know you can't have weekends where you DNQ. You know he had two seasons in a row. Where he didn't qualify at around, and those yeah, were yeah. those were seasons that he won outdoor championships. Yeah. So it wasn't like he didn't know what he was doing. He just was ha- he had these holes in his game, and you know I don't know what's in store for him the, the last two rounds of the East Coast, but uh, he had those same struggles. You know, going back to Tampa, he yeah. had struggles, and if you take those out and you give him solid results, he's he may be winning this championship right now. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see though. I, I like Jeremy. He's always been nice to me. Um, so I, I'm totally okay with seeing him have success, but to me, it was just funny to see him have animosity about the comments because I, I don't think they were out of line. I think no. that the questions were fair. I mean, I'm sure some fans hit him up on Instagram and, and totally bagged on him, but yeah, I hope you're not judging your value on Instagram comments from, from followers. You know what I mean? No, cause I think yeah, that's all, never going to go well. We've all right. seen it with his outdoor skills and like, it's just, He's had the real lows in Supercross DNQs, but he's had some really dominant races. Yeah. I mean, just like his 450 performance last year, Daytona and some other 250 wins have been very solid for him, not I, by luck. I always had a theory that he just couldn't he couldn't deal well with traffic in Supercross. Narrow lanes and, and couldn't seem to get him, find himself in trouble whenever he didn't have a clear track. Give him a clear track, he's okay. Yeah. This weekend, though... He was buried. He wasn't buried, but he had his way to. He had to make his, he to make his way up, you know, and pass some guys. So, it was uh, it was impressive. I talked to him. Uh, he was on my flight going there um, from Denver to Minneapolis, and he said the bike's been really good. 
they've really found some things with the bike. Yeah, I feel like another thing really helped him. It's, it's jumping back a little bit. But when I look at the beginning of his Supercross career now, was whoop wise, he used to really sh- like watching this week in the whoop. He's not mm-hmm. the most stable going across him, but he's got yeah. a lot of really good commitment. Early in his career, I mean, he he's fairly short on the leg length wise, and he always used to do the real bad, just low bar and really hang back, so he could blitz him, but always buck him off. The one year that he worked with. Um, Johnny O, O really switched up his bike position a little bit and got him kind of more center of the bike for what leg right. length he had to try right. to get him to be able to tap the bike a little bit across. And he seems to be better about that. I thought last, on the old Geico bike, I felt like he kind of went back to the hang it back. It looks like this mm-hmm. year he's got a little more to work with in the whoops. Again, he's a little more consistent. And JT, that's something that you, you had to deal with in your career. Like, you couldn't just hang off back. Yeah, you know, it definitely helps being on a 250, but... Uh, yeah, he definitely is confident in the bike. I, I can see that. And the way you can really judge that, it's a perfect example was this weekend. You know, there was a triple and then an entry into the whoops. And you can tell right away guys that are not confident or really unsure what their bike's going to do, they'll check up when they land off the triple where the guys that are confident, they're full acceleration. and They're actually picking up speed in that 15-foot gap between the landing and the whoop. So yeah. you could see him. He would actually land, and then he would set up and grab a handful. So that was pretty telling to me as far as – and a really nasty set of whoops, which that first set was. He was charging forward versus being hesitant. And you could really see the differences between guys – throughout the field. And it's funny you say that because I was going to mention that he was killing the turn after that whoops, before the second set. He would rail mm-hmm. that thing, man. That's, like, a great en- that's his confidence, great yeah. entry speed yeah. on both sets. Um, so we know, we, we're pretty sure that Zach Osborne is going to stay down at 250s um, for, for outdoors. This could be a great outdoor season shaping up if J-Mar can get his mojo back. You know? I'd love to watch those two battle it out. It would be great, right? And then I guess the ultimate question is, does does Savachi do what he's done the past couple seasons? Come out swinging, and then can he keep it from there? Because he's been he's been so strong usually, like the first three yeah. rounds. I don't at, at all their peaks. I don't put Savachi outdoors on the level of Zach and, and Martin. No, no, I, but, I've been wowed by Savachi here yeah. and there, but no, no. Osborne and Jeremy definitely to me have more raw speed. But like I said, yeah. Joey definitely can start out strong and put what yeah. seems like the other guys struggle a little bit the first couple rounds to string together motos he does and yeah. then it's you know starts well, to come apart after the zach and hangtown, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, zach and hangtown last year was impressive yeah yeah i don't know if i would agree i mean you look you go back to 2016 and savachi dominated hangtown yeah i mean he dominated no other way to look at it and then last year in in colorado savachi was the man so i don't know what to make of it i, I think if if savachi's feeling it and having a good day I think he's very capable of running with and beating both of them. I think so he I, is on his good day. I just like I guess when I look yeah. at the whole series, I feel like I see more moments where definitely Zach and Jeremy will have those. But Joey on his right, right. day can run with those two. Yeah, I, I you know I look for for Adam to be really good. He's he, Adam has speed to to spare. Um, he's a great starter too. Uh, you look at you. Yeah, obviously, we're talking about Jeremy and Zach. They're going to be in there. I think Plessinger is yep. the best he's ever been. You know, so what he does with that is yet to be seen. But he's on a level he hasn't been on before. Yeah. Another uh, big thing I think for the PC boys is I really feel like, at least from my opinion of watching bikes, I I don't know what the PC guys did since the the Cowie changed the cylinder head design. A couple of things I feel like they picked it up in the last year. I know it's super cross, not to say they've ever been lacking, yeah. but I've listened to some Adam's comments before about being a little bit bigger on the bike. And I know he hasn't said anything. They've been excellent. I feel like starts watching them section to section. I feel like they made some good little gains 
um, last off season coming into this year that you know could yeah. help Joey Ray out right. outdoors. And, and I guess uh, Garrett Mar- Marchbanks will be turning pro. Yeah, he's been signed with the PC right. team for like two years now as amateur, yeah, and he'll so be got, making the move. He'll be making a pro at Hangtown, apparently, or making his debut pro at race at Hangtown. So. And then uh, for TLD, I, I think it, we have Falk at some point in the yeah. year. I think it's after Loretta's. So. Okay. I was going to say, somebody that we we're, we haven't really seen much of lately that always comes out and is a threat is Amart. And I don't know yeah. what he's doing right now, if he's just – you know, riding outdoors every day, or yeah, he, or what, but he's he's back riding and yeah, focusing on outdoors. So yeah, I mean, it, coming in like that when you're not worried about Supercross at all and you're just motoring down outdoors, yep, that's that's a type of guy that could come out and surprise everyone and be on the podium and, at Hangtown, and we'd be like, oh man, we totally forgot about him. Yeah, and I feel like he's got a little extra pressure. As far as I'm aware, he's the only guy on the team that his contracts up, and they've got a a pretty full house for next year at TLD when mm-hmm. fall coming up. That puts him at. Four going into Supercross, not counting Alex, as far as where everybody else there will have right, a, a right. deal next year except for him. Um, Tomac uh, has got seven wins with his win in mini. Uh, three races left. Does he run the table, Michael? Sorry, I missed that. Tomac, does he win the ta- run the table? Uh, I mean, just like how it's been when he's no pressure off, I don't doubt watching him any single weekend just wiping – could just – destroying the field and he'll end up with 10 wins he'll end up with 10 wins if if he does will that be the highest what was bradshaw's the one year it was nine nine Nine. yeah so gee so he'll hold that stat and he'll hold the stats for the most wins without winning a title in the big boy class both he'll have the second the the best season ever and the second best season tyler bradshaw uh jt what do you think runs the table uh no marvin will win either this week or next week okay i think tomac 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 will win vegas all right. Uh, okay. I would bet on that, but I think Marvin gets a win either this week or next week. All right. Uh, that'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, all right. Let's do the X-Brian Goggle tear-off segment. We got that going for us. Let's, let's run with that. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggle is the choice of champions everywhere, Michael Lindsay. Great company, great goggle. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Gary Sutherland has proved that. Ricky Brayback, uh, tons of riders in the pits. Uh, Hayden Melross, Kyle Chisholm, Cunningham, Pipes, Henry Miller, X-Brand goggles. God, there's so many great riders. X-Brand.com, EKSBrand.com. Use the code PulpMX. Pulp Show, 18 to save at X-Brand goggles. This is a rapid-fire question segment, Michael Lindsay. His questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Are you familiar with him? Who? Yeah. Me neither. Uh, all right. Let's do this, uh, Marks. JT, 30 seconds. Nope. Take as long as I want. Steve. Yep. Is the influx of advertising in moto podcasts taking away from magazines and print? Are you to blame for print going away? Yes. That's it. Yeah. I mean, uh, whatever. Whatever, whatever, Moser. I mean, whatever. JT, with Tickle at what is considered the most premier training facility, how does this happen? How does he fail a drug test? Uh, I don't know. I bet they're wondering the same thing. So I would completely be speculating blindly if I said what exactly happened. Um, I think the real answer is that we will never know exactly what happened. We'll hear a lot of theories, and we'll hear one side from them. But we'll never know 100% it'll, uh, wrong. It'll be the Davy Millsaps locker uh, talk uh, all over again. Yeah, I think, I think there will be a lot of speculation, a lot of theories, and some people will you know, think they know exactly what happened, but other yep. than Brock and maybe Alden, we'll probably never know. Yep. 
Watching right. a really good Ridgeline commercial right now. Uh, it's beautiful. Me, Indignap, Team Ridgeline. Team Ridgy. Michael, how many industry bigwigs do you think are active in the chat room under an alias? <laughs> I guess it depends what you mean by bigwigs, <laughs> but there's definitely uh, team managers and some top-level riders that have had accounts at one point or another. There's a, there's a few more than I think people would think. It's a scary thought. Do you think you know them all? Like uh, Stewart had an account yeah. for a while. Um, yeah, it was CR super fan, right? Like CR twenty four, some ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I had a picture of you on it, but there, there's been a couple, or at least the other thing too is who has lurking accounts, like who's just flat out on it. But uh, account wise, there's quite a few. Yeah. All right. All those people in the chat room are ninety five percent dildos. And those. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. When Reed and Freeze were battling, who do you think JT was rooting for? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I still think freezes and fly, but I and I and JT Chad is rocky, maybe as rocky as it's ever been. I'll still take Chad Reed though. Uh, I just wanted carnage. <laughs> I was just, I was just. That we just wanted to see drama. Right, right. Just, I was just there for the violence. That's bro. <laughs> Uh, JT, what is the best rumor you've read on Vital? Uh, best, I don't know, man. There's some really ridiculous theories and opinions on there. Um, usually, man, anything that's like that juicy, it's typically something I've already heard or I just laugh at because it's so far out of left field. The GP the US crossover ones really crack me up when somebody it seems like every year somebody has a Barsha signed with some GP team or there's always some really dumb ones. Yeah, you know, I I don't really a lot of the rumor stuff I just I don't I take for a grain of salt with a grain of salt on there, but I tell you the most valuable information you gain from Vital is just uh consumer opinion on whether it's products or brands or um, what they look for. I, I think there's a lot of valuable information on that end, but the rumors and stuff, it's, you're dealing with, uh, for the most part, people that are uninformed or just completely outside of the sport. So you can't really, you can't really take any value on rumor stuff. All right, 30 seconds. Much more than 30 seconds. Information. Sound nice, Steve. You made him wait all this time and he can't take up a few <laughs> extra seconds no, of yours? no. Let's go. Michael. This is a really one-sided friendship, JT. I'd rethink this if Pretty I were brutal. you. Do you th- Michael, do you Easy. think I'm Monst- going to call Guy B, okay? I'll call Guy B and report you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> do you think Monster ever pulls out of uh, Moto completely for bigger and better things like NASCAR? Nah, because, I mean, they're already in NASCAR. They're already in F1. They, they've they're actually spread out into a lot of stuff right now. Nah, they'll, they'll stay in Moto till energy drinks totally die. I mean, that's what made them their money and got them. I think they'd be loyal. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But you got to think about how much value they get for Moto too. Look at yeah. how much money they spend in these other sports, and then how cheap Moto is. And they that's own cool. Moto, you know, as far as what they want yeah. to. I mean, Red Bull's in it, Rockstar's in it, but hey, they're amount, everywhere. Hey. The amount of money they spend for the teeny little monster logo on on Lewis Hamilton's front of his driver's suit, and what they spend for like on Rossi's bike yeah. compared to what they own our sport you know, for. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I read an article about Tiger Woods. They were like, he's too good to be associated with Monster. This was, a, this was a mainstream sports writer. I think it was ESPN.com. They're like, Tiger Woods desperate, gets Monster Deal, and this article was basically like, you're better than that, dude. You're better than associate yourself with a company like Monster. I found it a very odd take, but that could be what mainstream people think, you know? 
So. I would I would assume Tiger loves Monster Girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that that would be my opinion. Oh, that yeah. he's that's very part of the contract. Part of yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yep. in the contract. Can I get a SoCal hole? Steve. Yep. What team will Tickle be riding for in Canada? <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, look, look, uh, look, what did Cade say tonight? He gets out of his KTM deal and he shows up on a Husky in Canada. We know Husky put Porcel out there last year. and I oh, mean, it's not was... crazy. It's not crazy talk. Right, JT? It's not crazy talk. Uh, in this kind of situation. What? It's crazy talk? I think in this kind of situation, if it's that, like, I don't know, the public image side of it, I don't see it as much. Okay. Um, maybe I'm crazy. What do you right. think, JT? You don't think he could go to Canada? Well, I could see him going to Canada, but I meant for, like, KTM then as, like, them directly supporting him to go to Canada after, you know, mm-hmm. him them pulling his salary on U.S. because of the way his contracts are in. I think it all. I think it all depends on the way it plays out in the court of public opinion. You know, if he if he can win over the public, and it's like he's getting screwed here by Wada and the FIM. If he can win that opinion over, then I think KTM could come out looking like the good guy by supporting him and going to Canada. But that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. If if there if it comes out that he did something wrong, KTM's going to probably have to cut ties with him. So mm-hmm. can yeah, we just put him on Team Sky with Tricky Tide? Yeah, Team Sky with Cade Clayson, Cade Clawson. This is a it's a really important time and really critical how this all plays out for him. Just because he gets suspended, that's not the end of the story because he yep. could go race elsewhere. But he's going to have to come out looking like he didn't well, mean to. Whatever it is, they got to get their story straight on what it was that he took. Um, even if they lie to us, because right now the story is they have no idea how he got this in his system. So whether it's a lie or the truth, number one, he has to let us know what he took. <clears throat> Excuse me. Getting choked up about it, thinking about it. Um, all right. You don't have those kind of feelings. JT, where do you stand on these jeans that Seth Rarick is wearing? I haven't seen them. I don't know. I guess I don't stand anywhere. Who wrote these questions? We don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> nut job. <clears throat> Some Pacific Northwest nut job. That sounds about right. Yep. Great radio. DB Cooper. <laughs> Michael. Last one. Rank the. Th- <laughs> oh, boy. I can't even say it. Great. Rank the three riders who have failed water testing from most innocent to mil- most guilty. Stu, Cade, and Tickle. Most innocent to most guilty. Uh, innocent, I'll go with Clayson because at least he tried to do the paperwork. For now, I'm going to put Tickle second, and I'll put actually most guilty Stewart for just completely bludgering over all, like, everything. I mean, we don't know the story of Stu. We never know it, but it sure seems like he was taking ADA, or Adderall, I'm sorry, for ADHD, yeah. and then he just figured he wouldn't fill out a TUE. Teams and trainers around, yeah, that like, one to me, like, like, that one falls in the most good, because we're not sure where the Tickle thing is, so I'm putting right. in the middle. I'm giving... Cade the lowest one because at least he tried. I mean, to do not the even the people around James said, "Hey, man, he filled one out." Like no one said that. <laughs> what about the what about the lady there to do IVs? What is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Or the videos of him on the line being handed. The, I don't know if it's actually a pill or whatever of his mechanic hand. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right. Expert. X brand goggles. JT, the choice of champions everywhere. Use X brand and you will win. It's that simple, everybody. Uh, we thank X Brown Goggles for making it happen. Uh, let's get to the phone lines here. We have uh, is this Snow? Yeah, what's up, bud? What up? What, what do you want to talk about? 
no, I Informa. called right Atlanta Supercross. Sorry. What? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, Informa. Right Atlanta, I asked you guys for... <laughs> Shameless, man. <laughs> I asked you guys Informa. about... Uh, <laughs> taking my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to get this every time now. Um... And, like, you know, info and tips on whatnot around Atlanta because I hadn't been there. Yeah. So I appreciate everything. I just want to call and let you guys know that it was really helpful and it was super awesome. And she really enjoyed it, and I, I really enjoyed I it. I don't know what I you're actually, talking about. What happened? We, I called. Okay. tried to get some info from you and Kiefer on where to go around Atlanta, oh. what to do around the Supercross and stuff like that. And it was super helpful. What did we say? Um, what did we say? That, that <laughs> was good. Stay in your hotel room? The, yeah, never leave the hotel. The we say? area, downtown and all that. <laughs> oh, okay. Downtown Atlanta and, and stick around that area. Okay. And then uh, actually I got, I met JT over there. Um, it was just for a brief second. I didn't want to bother him too much. But as I was walking behind him, I was like kind of, all stoked and whatnot. Yeah. And the girlfriend's like, if you don't say hi, I will. And I was like, the guy's working. Like, he's here trying yeah. to work. He's grouchy, but, too. Uh, yeah. He was, <laughs> that's he was not, nice no, enough to stop cool. and just take a picture and, and, oh, and whatnot. Wow. So I really appreciate that. It's, uh, it's super cool. No, guys, glad uh, to help, bro. I, I, uh, yeah, Buckhead's a cool part of the town, for sure. Your chick would have dug that. Um, you know, so, yeah, glad to help, man. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was super awesome. It was a really good time in Atlanta. Super, the Triple Crown. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. It needs to stay around for sure. Right? I've been to dozens of Supercrosses, Anaheim, San Diego, all mm-hmm. around West Coast. Um, and that Triple Crown was awesome. Did you, Atlanta was pretty cool. How, how many would you add in? How many more? <sighs> I man, I I don't know. If it's not that hard. If, just, if, if everyone's gonna freak out, but I I put about six of them next year. Really? It's cool. It's oh. it was intense. Like. Watching break, and especially because it's like you get more guys up front, and, and it's way more exciting. And there's yeah. there's way more um, like diversity that these guys have to go through, and it's just it's more exciting. Like it was her first Supercross, and she's looking, she's already trying to figure out which ones are closest nice. for next year, and she's already want, wants to go to nationals and this and that. Did you, uh, never into this stuff beforehand. So did you get lucky I mean, in Atlanta? Did you get lucky in in, in Atlanta? Of course. Yeah, bro. So you, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, you like that? Fantastic, dude. We got it happen. We got it happen for you. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Glad you guys enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, thank you guys very much. And thank you again, JT. I really appreciate it. Even a quick second one. So meant a lot. It's really cool, man. Thank you. No worries, man. Nice All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Informa. Dark side. What's up? How many people What's do you up? think get that joke, Steve? What's that? How many people do you think are getting that informer joke right now? I feel like Informer came out three to four years ago, but it's probably a lot longer than that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. Uh, what's up, Darkside? What's happening? Hey, well, I got a question, but before I do, um, I got to tell you, you got another amateur superstar fan. Uh, Ryder Francisco is a big Pulp MX fan and his mechanic. I mean, Ryder, the actual kid, is a fan? Cause... Yes, yes. Yes, Tim Green, well, Ryder, Ryder DeFrancisco, and his mechanic are well, big fans. Listen, all I do is talk shit on amateurs, so I don't know how these guys can be fans. He's a fan, man. He told me at Freestone, and uh, he's going to be on our show tomorrow night, and I was texting him about it, and he's like, yeah, he's a big Pulp fan. So just give him well, a shout-out. He likes so you can now like two amateur riders. Well, Ryder, I'll, uh, I'll be t- asking you how your suspension is in four years, so just get ready for it. <laughs> just get ready for all right. that. So my question is he the, is he the Jim, to, uh, Is he the Jimmy John's kid? Yep, yep, yep. That kid needs a haircut. 
<laughs> Dude, come on now. Nobody, no way. I mean, not you. I mean, dark side. I mean, you keep it. You know, your your pony's nice and tucked in, but um, Ryder needs you a haircut. Want to get off your lawn too? Ryder needs a haircut. Get your haircut, Ryder. I, I dig Ryder's hair, so I'll uh, disagree well, with you on that one. I like Carson we'll Mumford. Disagree with. I like C. Carson Mumford, and I like Ryder De Francesco now. There you go. All right, so my question after listening to JT's sound check, you know I'm a big fan of that. You did not theory. like his sound check, though, Dark Side. You did not like it. Well, I, I'm only halfway through it, but his first pick of Candlebox is one of my all time favorite bands. So I, I did like that one. I like Van Halen. I liked Elton John. Wow. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm not just hardcore metal like you seem to think. I, I like, you know, classic rock, hair bands, metal, but uh, Candlebox is one of my all time favorite bands. But my question is, because music is so important to me, and I think it is to you, if you had to pick moto or music, so, you, you know, whether you can never listen to music, never go to a concert again, or never go to a race again, never watch a race again, which one would you pick to keep? I mean, I can't make a living then, right? I'm going to be living in a cardboard box? Oh, hockey. Uh, let's say you're well off, and it's just a it's just a random choice. doesn't affect you other than losing something that you like. Wait, uh, Mathis is well off. Now we're getting really hypothetical. I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up music because I like watching dirt bike races. Whoa! Okay. Yeah, when they're good, like not always. They're not always awesome. Sometimes right. they suck balls. But when you see a really good race, man, it's it's so cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give up music um, and Sammy and everything. Really? How about JT? And I don't know Michael if, he, if he's a big music fan or not. But I mean, I I drove across the country multiple times with nothing playing on any radio whatsoever. So I'm I'm totally okay with giving up music. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I don't think I can go without music. Sorry, dirt bikes rule. No. I just need I just need sports radio and podcasts, and I'm good. No problem. All right, well, hey, that answered my question, guys. Thanks, Darkside. All right, see ya. Thank you. Hard-hitting stuff from Darkside, as usual. How many how many times a week do you think that Darkside takes that pony out, cranks up his home stereo, and just <laughs> Just rocks? starts banging. I picture Darkside, and again, another timely reference from me, I picture Darkside in those Maxwell Maxell, uh, cassette ads from back in the day. Do you no remember? One, what the, no one knows what you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? I know what, I know what the cassettes are, but I don't know what the, the commercial is. Okay. It's just a chair in a room with the speakers blaring at this guy. Just two speakers. Oh, yeah, and a, I do remember that. And yep. a chair. Oh, and it's like blowing him yes, back and in the chair. and it's blowing him back. And I pictured Darkseid <laughs> with some Pantera and his pony out. <laughs> it's just flying. And, as it, a... and it is waving like a lion's, like a lion. Uh, lion's mane. Lion's mane behind him because it's kind of red. And it is just flowing and he is rocking out to Pantera. And the Maxell uh, cassette is just blowing his, his his wig back, literally. What do you think? That's fair. Randy Richardson asked me for a, a pass for Vegas, and I said, I'm not sure. I don't know if I can do it. And then he said, hey, if Darkseid's there, I can climb up his pony outside the stadium wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, you can. Yes, you like can. Like a fire escape. Right, right. Like Rapunzel. Um, right. So, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, thanks, Darkside. Appreciate it. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, big parts of the Pulp MX show here. Uh, all right, JT, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you coming on. I know it's it's late where you are, and we did this to you. All right. Well, I wanted to also share I have a few spots left for Boston this week. I think I have one for Salt Lake, and then I have a few for Vegas. So if you want to sign up for my VIP program, if you want to come uh-huh. hang out and uh, talk crap to me and Mathis at Supercross, 
Uh, there's only three rounds left, and then we'll do out the outdoors as well. But uh, Supercross is almost over, so let me know if you're interested. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, I, I hung out with some of your guys this weekend. You did, so, you did. Yeah. I really appreciate that. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, really did, I'm, yeah. I'm a man of the people. You are, you are. So obviously, most of the VIPs I have are Pulp fans. Uh, so yeah, let me know if you're interested. We'll sort it out. So cool. Uh, Nat, you guys be careful. Michael, be careful getting home. Steve, sorry to hear about Annie. Yes, you know, that's a bummer. Yep. Uh, we lost a member of the Pulp family. So we did. She, we actually maybe lost two with the size of that tumor she had going on. It was almost like another dog. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. All right, guys. All right. Yeah, we had to put down a dog on uh, Thursday. Real sad moment when you when you're in there and then they kill it right in front of you. Like you're like what? Eight years with Annie. Uh, so yeah, real bummer deal. But uh, we'll get through it. Thanks, tits. Um, gear, gear alloy. Gear alloy wheels. Uh, please check them out. Pulp MX17 is the code at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. You go there and uh, enter that code and save on gear alloy wheels. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, Jeep. There's a gear alloy wheel style for you with over 20 different styles to choose from. GearAlloy.com. Get your trucking gear. I uh, love these guys and love the, all the things they've done for our show. It's a gear alloy cold call. So, Will Hahn wasn't at the race this weekend. Uh, he decided to race an amateur national himself instead of going with his riders. So, Will Hahn Oof. decided to uh, race himself. So, let's get to the bottom of Will Hahn, Star Yamaha's manager. Would normally be where Mark's plays the intro, but I guess he's forgotten. Or Jagger. That intro, Jagger. Yeah. Here, Alec Cole call. Will Hahn. Hi, yes, it's Jagger home, please. Thank you. Here, Cole call. Cold call. Hey, this is Will Hahn with Star Racing Yamaha. Let me straight call, and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, yes, I'm looking for a, a guy named Will Hahn. He manages Star Racing. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't because he wasn't there this weekend. Every other team manager was there this weekend watching the riders except for one. His name was Will Hahn. I'm looking for him just to find out exactly if he cares about Thomas Ramet or not. Too important for his team and too important for Pulp. Boom. Gear Alloy, cold call, everybody. Get your trucking gear at the folks at Gear Alloy. Uh, love to uh, have them on board. And, uh, yeah, they'll even give you a deal at SoCal Super Trucks, people. It's that easy. So, hey, don't forget uh, Fly Racing, uh, Rockstar Kinetic Mesh Gear uh, from Fly Racing. We're going to give away a set of that contest at pulpmxshow.com. We already give away some Maxima Oil. Uh, we got much more stuff to do on the show. Uh, don't forget uh, the Patreon account if you want to help out Pulp MX. We're doing a special Patreon only podcast coming up, uh, patreon.com, as well as the app. Pulp MX app, always available uh, to get all of our shows and all of our archives and some exclusive podcast at that. Also, um, who's this exclusive podcast with? Can you give us a hint? Um, we've already done some. Yeah, they're already on there. Like well, Bowers did one and Weimer did one. And yeah. Hype me up. What's the next one? I don't know. I, I never know. I haven't done one for a long time. The last one we did was JT and I reviewed the new Star Wars to give you an idea of how exclusive <laughs> they are. Sounds gay. Really? Really? Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, Racetech uh, suspension, racetech.com. Pulp MX Show 18 is the code to save at Racetech, whether it's motors or suspension. Have you wor- done anything with the guys at Racetech lately? Michael? Heck yeah. I actually went down, uh, had lunch with Rob like two weeks ago. He's working on a YZ450 for me. They're doing a little bit of engine work and suspension. Oh, cool. Fantastic. Good bunch of guys. 
Heck yeah. Really smart. Uh, I know you use their dyno for all your shootouts. Yep. And uh, so we love the guys at Racetech. And uh, we please, get, uh, whether it's uh, spring rate, whether it's revalving, whether it's, I mean, Michael, you, you're a suspension guy. Like, get your damn oil changed, right? Yeah. Like, let's say you, hey. let's say you just, your springs are fine and you don't really rock race and, you know, your bike's okay for you and get your oil changed. I, I got a better one for you. If you're a WP guy, basically one of my best friends, the first person that actually got me, like, interest in suspension, Luke, who used to be TLD's suspension guy is back at race tech now. So if you're a WP guy, cone valves, whatever it is, Luke's your guy. Can you just vouch for me though for changing the oil? Yeah. So I was trying to get to. I don't care about Luke. Tell me about tell me about how beat down bushings and seals and oil gets. They get blacker than your soul right now. Right. And so many guys just don't bother. Like No, just like you're not bothering right now. Your soul. Yeah, get back there. <laughs> no. Change oil. Change your seals. Have Race Tech do it. So Race Tech, uh, I already did my rant of the night. It was basically on the FIM. Like, what are we doing? Why do we need these guys in the sport? Uh, I think it's just more of a political move, as we talked about with this World Supercross rounds. It's a joke, though. This te- this drug testing's a joke. Uh, it's ridiculous. And uh, Brock Tickles paid a price. James Stewart paid a price. And, and Kate Clayson's still paying it. And there's just no need for it. we got to figure this out, man. We There's so many things that are so dumb. Like, okay. The AMA was so dumb with the four-stroke rules when they came out. We used to have KTM 520s allowed in the class. And we would watch these things. Whole shot. Guy Cooper or John Dowd and Keith Johnson. And they would just whole shot the shit out of 252 strokes. And we're all like, this is so dumb. You can watch these bikes. And they finally changed the rule. This suspensions are so dumb. Can we get some, some clarity in this? On the 250 rule? No, on the suspension. No, the suspensions of these riders. Yeah. Can we get some clarity on this? Now, I'm not holding out hope, Michael, that anything's going to change. No. But it's just a joke. Now, as long as as we're in the contracts we are with with WADA, it's not changing. It's the penalties being up to them, everything. It's got to be a total clean slate. Start from scratch. Go to our own internal system. Get rid of the FIM. That's my race deck round of the night. Uh, also, to an email from uh, Ryan. I, Steve, I really love the Triple Crown format. It spices things up, and the shorter sprint races open the field up for new winners. I also love the standard format. I had an idea, and if you like it, feel free to run with it And as if you are a hero and the voice of the sport. As you are a hero and the voice of the sport. I'm a hero and a voice of the sport, Michael. I'll give that to you. The Nets. You've been saving people's life. Thank you. And the chest protector. What? I heard something about a chest protector like last week, the yeah, show before. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's not going to change anything, but that's my rant. Yeah. We'll put a chest protector on. We're just talking about you saving lives. Just put a chest protector on, you stupid riders. Like, seriously, like, just, it'll, you want to talk about ribs and lungs and everything. Like, literally, a chest protector could help that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop the major stuff, but it's going to help you. Put one on. I don't understand. A, the Alpine Star A4 Chest Pro that goes underneath is pretty sweet. That's the one I've been wearing the majority of the time lately. And and do you like it? Do you notice it? Absolutely is it, love it. Is it way hotter? Is it way inconvenient? Nope. nope. <clears throat> I decided I was going to be cool one time and not wear a chest protector. About three weeks later, I get about four broken ribs going over the bars, and I've at least wore, you know, of course, because we're always doing gear shoots, like in new gear for photo shoots, we don't want to wear chest protectors over, so I always wear the A4 if i got to have something and underneath. And do you need to buy a bigger size jersey or no? It's nope. Fun. Yeah, if it's fun. It's awesome. Okay. All right. I forgot Ryan's email. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? 
He wants to start the main event with LCQs, and I'm okay with that. Like the Triple Crown Knight? Hold on, Ryan. Ryan, oh, hold on, Ryan. You just went from calling me a hero and a voice of the sport, which I appreciate it, but your next paragraph makes you look out like a, like a lunatic. So he, lunatics he says, support you. He says, what if we pepper in two races per Supercross where the night show starts with two LCQs, okay, followed by one main event each class, but it's 35 minutes Death. or 40. Death. Death. Jesus. On a Supercross track? Death. 40 minutes? The fans would just leave. They're just like, okay, I'm good. After I was to be hurt, we'd Jesus. be lapped up to fourth place. Jesus, Death. Ryan. Like, you can't call me a hero and make me all proud of you and then say something so stupid like that. These are your people. Poor Ryan. That's a terrible idea. That's the worst idea ever. Did that go right into the trash can? Yeah. That's you blew it! You, you did, Ryan. You did. <laughs> you had a good thing going, call me a hero. I haven't heard and then that you, one. And then you did that. And that's just, it's not... It's not good when you don't tell anybody else that, Ryan. Do not tell your buddies. Do not tell your mom, your your chick. Don't tell anyone about that idea because it'll make you look you like You suck. It'll yeah, make you jackass. Make you look like an idiot. Should we just delete this entire part of the podcast and forget? I might. Pretend it never happened. I might. I, I don't want to ever, ever go back there. All right, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX here. Uh, Michael, something I want to talk to you about again. You started with Ross Maeda, one of the one of the best people in the sport uh, at Enzo Racing there, and uh, you got a really technical suspension background on you. So I try to think. I do. Yeah. So tell me this, though. T- tell me this. Like, I, I was kind of into this when I was a mechanic, and I was reading the rules because we were, we were trying to bust some teams, and, and it never really got that far. We never busted anybody. Uh, my Sherlock skills were not good. But 250 Supercross, there's a rule for your suspension. These are not full work spikes because there is a suspension rule. What's the rule? Uh last I checked the pricing rule there's a max price rule for your fork and shock. It was either they've updated recently it's either at $7500, maybe 8000 the most and it's split from fork to shock. Uh, I think it was like eh, 5500 for forks, 2500 for shock or 5000 2500 something like that. Uh, basically, that's what kit suspension is supposed to be the maximum yep. cost. And so, of it. any and any pro rider, any pro rider should be able to purchase it for that price or less. Right. And it got a little muddled. It always used to stay. A lot of the suspension that 250 teams ran were under that price. Uh, one of the main things that's got muddled in there is the fact that this is only speaking about a pro rider. So. Uh, right now, like say Pro Circuit, the the A kit that they sell to the public is actually higher than that. But if you know if you have a Pro card, they have to sell it to you for that yep. price to make it legal. The other thing too is, uh, but it only it's the size and tubes. The only thing that's homologated on the fork is the cartridge and the damping rod is homologated, oh, and then okay. the tubing is. Yep. But that doesn't include like the lugs, the damping rod pistons, or if it's a you know mid-speed valve, cone valves. It doesn't include the the top caps with the adjusters, um, any of the mid-speed like the. It doesn't include pistons. the cartridge rod though. As far as yeah. I'm aware, it's the cartridge. Yeah. yeah, the cartridge part and then the tubing, and then the shock body, the. The shaft itself and the clevis, but the adjusters, the pistons don't have to be uh, right. homologated either. And then it gets even weirder with pricing because I would say the best manufacturer that I've personally seen follow is KYB, mostly because their kit's suspension is basically production suspension with coatings. Now, Star does have like a special top cap that has some more adjusters and a different axle lug, which is legal, but the shock bodies are production 
bodies basically coated. 18 shock shafts? Or? Uh, they were running some 18 conversions for all. They're actually back down to 16s now for most of their stuff. Uh, then show us the next step. Usually the forks, I mean, now the production forks are up to 49 millimeters, but for a long time production was 47. So yeah. they, had a, they had a bigger fork. The shock body um, had a bigger reservoir area, had a lot, much larger compression adjuster, and they still do. So the shocks are pretty trick on the show stuff. They used to be within the price, but now if you try yeah. to go to show or PC, they're actually quite a bit above that price. Like I said, unless they sell to you. And then they also get into do where you think like, pros do that. Do you think some guys go into pro circuit and be like, I want to buy that. If you have a pro card, you, you they have to sell it to you for a cost, or if it's like somebody buying it yeah. for you, or but yeah. um, and that doesn't include like those things. Oh, you need different triple clamps to run it. That's not part yeah, of the cost. Yeah, or yeah. oh, that lower leg, like okay, for seventy five hundred dollars, here's how you get it. But it requires a larger axle because we're on a different axle. That's extra. The triple clamps need for it are extra. The the. Linkages. So you, couldn't, you couldn't put your stock lugs on some of these stuff? No, I guess. Uh, bigger, some of them yeah, will yeah. run a wider lug, so it needs a different axle and yeah. stuff. But, um, okay, so... And then it gets even more when muddled. I, the when, last I look one at these, is, when I look at these TLD bikes yeah. and what they're running... That's what I say. The WP is the last one. The 52-millimeter fork they've ran for quite a few years. I, I don't get this one on the rule. I've asked a few people how the heck that works, because if you walk in there right now, you can't, you can't buy that fork, typically. Um, and... The versions I've heard, I know a few years back, I can't remember who it was. It was here from Mexico. A sponsor kind of got from like, hey, we want to we want to get those yeah. for the price. And at first, like he'd called WP in the week and they wouldn't sell it to him. And then somehow they got, you know, they went to AMA about it. And then they came back, oh, well, we'll sell it to you the price, but you have to buy like three sets minimum. You have to have a service program. It, it gets all messy. Then they don't really, they're, they're running a fork right now that I don't, I can't walk down and purchase for that price. So how is that legal? It's just total great. They've net like I said, the rule is so open ended. Yeah, it's it's gone kind of gone ridiculous. And even like I know show it like a couple teams. I, Factory Suzuki did at one point. They were running full billet bodied like show a shocks that weren't under the price cap at one point um, until a couple teams complained oh, really? and they went yeah. to more of a kit body. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 a really muddled rule that at this point makes. No sense, because I, I like I said, other than really the in the KYB guys, I still don't agree with the cap. A couple parts are running, but the majority of all of them have a way they're skirting the rule that's just yeah not really right. Right. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I know a few years ago, like like, like I said, when I was a mechanic, longer than a few years ago, but we saw some stuff. Where we're like, come on, man. Uh, you know that's not that's not legal, and then it kind of things changed to the grapevine, but. I look at those KTM forks. They look just like what Dungey's running. Or, yeah, or it is. Running. They're literally the way it works, like with TLD. Yeah. They get the hand, basically, every... Because WP was a separate company for all. They had to find a way to make it all work. My anyways, basically, KTM would purchase the, the materials. Factory Red Bull KTM would get it. And then their units would get passed down to TLD the next year when they got fresh stuff. It was literally a rotation. Yeah. It'd go to TLD, and then it would go to, like, BTO or to a team in yeah, Europe. GNCC guys. GNCC. So, yeah, yeah, uh, there's right. still, there are actually a lot of the off-road guys run the 48 because the 52 is too rigid. But, yeah. like, that pro team stuff would get moved down the line to, like, maybe a sub-GP team yeah. in Europe later yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But it starts at Red, at Red Bull, and it goes to TLD next. Right, and it right, kind of right, moves right. down the yeah, line. It, so, in your opinion... Uh, and you're, you know, you've you've got a lot of experience in this. In your opinion, it's kind of a sham of a rule. It is. It really, it it barely works. There's only a couple <laughs> things. Like I said, the show they aren't running the shock that they could. There's a couple little things that some of them are good about not running, but for the most part, they're really skirting the edge of the rule, and it's not really working in its current form. Um. Okay. Next up for you, 2019 Cowie KX450F. Saw this on your website. I actually. Talked to a source at Jacksonville G- USGP last year, 
and he kind of told me things he probably shouldn't have from Europe. But it was a hydraulic clutch, electric start, all-new motor, all-new chassis. Pictures finally came out uh, on your website, and the bike's out there being raced in Japan. Looks pretty different, man. Looks like a whole new, whole, it is. whole new. This bike. is the basically the way I was quoted to a few months back is that this would be the biggest, you know, Evolution 450 they've ever done, and it is like the engine really from 2009 up. The case have gone tweaked, but it's been pretty similar. the The frames only been like minor tweaks yep. here and there. This frame is really new, and it's it's kind of funny as I look at it compared to the Honda or the Yamaha. The the angles and thickness of the spars look really similar. The cradle, it, it kind of reminds me of watching like cycling with frames. It's just like everybody's slowly, everybody's everybody's kind of, slowly yeah. coming into this perfect frame, and they're starting to get closer looking together. I, I mean, without saying how, like just from a first glance, it's like okay, yeah. the new Cowie frame reminds me a lot of what Honda's doing. The cradle kind of looks like that. Um, the engine is electric start only. They've designed an engine case that has no area for the Kickstarter, uh, which is good because like Yamaha did that last year, and they actually managed to by building as KTM had done years ago. Yeah. They built a bike only for electric start. With doing that and shaving the weight where it's not needed for the Kickstart, they were actually able to build a bike that weighed two less pounds compared to Honda that built a bike for Kickstart and then piggybacked electric start on it later, and it actually gain like seven eight but when it goes yeah. to electric start cowie's built completely around the electric starter they've moved um the cam chain tensioner from the cylinder up into the head to like move more room to bring the electric starter to the back of the cylinder really close um design the cases and the entire cylinder head around trying to you cut out it's as much dual weight. cam it is it's still dual cam it looks pretty bulbous and weird but that's why it's so it's so skinny at the cylinder because they've taken out the cam chain tensioner off of that area and then the other thing i think they might have done is i think the bottom the where the cam chain is i don't know if it goes all the way down around the bottom of the crank or if it's positioned up a little higher off this other drive gear but it, it doesn't spread till really late up by the cam so that's why the engine looks all skinny and it gets really big up at the top mm-hmm. of the head it's still a dual cam um, hydraulic clutch hydraulic clutch that one i was a little surprised i didn't know if that was going to make production but the one they're definitely racing is a very clean final unit and yeah. doesn't look like there's any hole in the top for a for a standard actuating arm yeah. to go in um the fork is going to be the 49 millimeter spring fork i think show it same one on the honda and suzuki, the honda and suzuki. I, I think i finally found a term for it. i think it's called an ao one or is yeah. what they're calling the fork or son um that's gonna be on the bike i know the axle looks quite a bit beefier um, I think they're going to go to a new spec there. It's got a new swing arm, all new bodywork, of course. Um, really neat one was I was kind of worried about because I know that they were, as far as I'm aware, the first manufacturer to test it in production trim is that Showa BFRC shock that didn't get the, the greatest reviews. Listen, on the, it's is, fine. I can carve my RMZ like no other. Who crashed there. on 10-foot double? It wasn't the shock's fault. It was rider error. error. Anyways, back to it. The one that was the thing's trick, popular. Dude. The thing's trick. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It no. looks amazing. Works version looks amazing. I don't like the production version. Anyways, back to it. That is one of those cases. I, don't bro me. I thought you actually shut my mic off every second. I, <laughs> so I should. I, I felt like it. I felt like it. <laughs> this is where I'm. I'm stoked jerk, to hear jerk is jerk off, vital guy. I, I know the test riders at Cowie um, have wanted to stick with the, the standard one, but I was also stoked to hear that I think a lot of the media comments played into this. I heard that they that. Like the initial comments from the shootout were presented to them, um, like what we said about from the, the Suzuki yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, what yeah. our comments were because you guys they, are assholes for one, but yeah. Anyways, I'm sure people Suzuki think that right now. Um, <laughs> the uh, they decided to stick with a, a, a traditional design shock, and they've been testing. As far as I'm aware, they've tested BFRC longer 
than Suzuki, and and for now they're choosing to stand, uh, stick with the. You know, well, I love my RMZ. Shock. It's fantastic. The shock's never been better. Race Tech suspension's got it dialed in. RM Army hashtag. You're one of those guys that shit on them like Kiefer. You're just like Kiefer, shitting on the RMZ. So it's going to be a different shock. Uh, it, but like, and then the the shock is different. Like the previous one won't carry over. Right. They've repositioned the um, the air box inside of it. It's kind of like the the, the air filter set off to the side, kind of like a KTM. So if you pull that one side panel off, you oh, can you access. Oh, that'll the be the way you get to it. Yeah, it is. Oh. No, you pull the left side panel and you access the filters in there oh. on its side. Oh. Um, and all the battery tray stuff's in kind of behind it, so it's offset in there a little bit. Um, I wonder how that'll help motor airflow. A little bit, yeah. and then I've heard that's part of the reason the shock, they've changed the offset of the reservoir because they were trying to leave some area for the air boot they wanted. Mm-hmm. So it looks kind of more like the shocks that Cowie used to run on the 125 or the Suzuki's. I like to call it a piggyback where the reservoir kind of comes down and yeah. behind it a little bit. Yeah. It's got a design that's more like that. Um, uh, it looks real flat. Real, real flat, flat seat uh, profile, real flat seat tank, everything, all that. The, yeah. the thing I'm probably the most stoked on. So spring forks is usually about a three pound gain. Um, all the electric start stuff makes you kind of worry. I'd heard initially that you know their goal was really not to incur a weight penalty. Uh, if what I've may have heard is right, I think we're within a, a pound of the current bike, which really the Cowie 450 is the middle ground between yep. the Japanese and the Austrian. You have the KTM Huskies are like 234 full of fuel roughly. And then you have the Yamaha, Suzuki, and Honda all the way in the 248 marks, so like a 14-pound swing. Cowie's in, has been in the middle, I think, around the – I'd have to look at my notes again, like 240 yeah. range. So I, I heard they at the most they might incur a pound penalty after everything's all said and done, which is pretty good with electric start and spring fork uh, going back yeah. on it. Oh, well, I feel like I can flick my RMZ like light as a feather, by the way. So Imagine I if it was eight pounds lighter. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's cool. Um, like I said with the YZ65. I love it when the OEMs put towards money towards new models. Like, yep. It's cool. It's exciting. It, it's going to be a cool year because we're going to have a brand. It wasn't at the Japan National because of some things have switched. Yamaha didn't field a factory 250F, but there is one a new 250F coming for Yamaha based off the 450 changes. And then the, the new Suzuki 250 wasn't there because uh, RM Army doesn't have an all-Japan National team at all anymore. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's coming, though. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. And it's going to be amazing. Um, Silence. Whatever, bro. Uh, <laughs> what do you think they're going to do for the intro? For who? Cowie. Cowie 450. What are they going to do? Uh, I already know where we're going, but I can't say. Oh, really? It's it's after a national. It's going to be somewhere we've never had an intro at before. It's it's at a, a private facility. Okay, I'm going to turn the t- t- mics off. You tell me. All right. Hold on. That's pretty good. Did he actually turn the radio, mic off when bros. I said that or no? No, I did. I <laughs> okay, did. <laughs> I was expecting him to trick me on that one. Yeah, how's um, everybody going to get there? Uh, I think we're going there, there after the national. That's in oh that, okay in that state. Oh, Although yeah, that's yeah. still a long travel, and people are probably still working with our top. It's coming soon though. Cowie's going for oh, yeah, a fairly early, decent right? release. That's pretty uh, early. Yeah. Um. Let's put it this way. I I know Tomac's already ridden the bike. Yeah. 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 I've gathered that. Yep. Yeah. He's, and. Some other guys have too. Yeah. So it's they're around. They're lurking in America. Yeah. The question mark I have is for as early as the release is, and if Eli likes the bike, if they'll race outdoors on it or not. Oh wow. I guess they could. Sure, why not? It's right? gonna be that it's Would you super really want to do that season. though? It just it totally depends like the Villa thing to the one year if he, and then Langston did. If you like the bike, race it. But I mean, is it looks like as much as they've 
modified and tweaked on the current one for him unless the Dude, new one just really that's what suits I mean. him like there's yeah. so much work on a new model you yeah know? unless like i say just jumps on a new one and for right. some reason things gel and, and the last time they did that they put the new frames on the bikes with rv and weimer and yeah. they instantly went faster yeah that one worked you know really I mean? so, easy yeah. though because literally i was there the day they they came out and rented paula and it was such an easy bolt-on for them because the current engine went in the electronics the chassis they only tweaked a couple little things like they, they were able to put the bikes together really easy. They come out and test and go, yeah, the new chassis is better. And they were just tweaking their current suspension settings to run it. But this one would be, yeah, no, Japan is definitely yeah. sent suspension, but it's all new, comp- like yeah. size components. Right. The engine's new. So the works parts like you Japan know, sends some stuff, but the U.S. is going to develop some of their own. You know what's parts. great is try to go ask the Cali guys about it. They are not talking. They are well, not talking. Let's put it this way. What, what's been talked about on this show before has reached higher ups. Yeah, and it's well. Not, now you did it again, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX. Everyone, not I, Steve I didn't get blamed. I am RM Army. It is Michael Lindsay that is blowing everything? No, Math has got blamed for this. I am RM Army, so it is not me. Uh, math has got blamed. I'm tired one. of guys shitting on the RM. Want to talk about blowing tonight? Yeah, we're, not, we're not shitting the RM Army. We're shitting on you, Mathis. Uh, no, it. hey, listen, I, <laughs> listen. I uh, I'm excited about new models. I really am. So uh, that's why I wanted to ask you about. No, it. I think and I saw it on your website first. Yeah, it's going to be a killer year. I mean, we had the factory edition, but basically the 19 KTM Husky are basically new. Uh, they're 450, they're 350, 250F. All that's new. Yeah. New Cowie 450, new Yamaha 250, new Suzuki 250. Updates to the Honda 450. <clears throat> it's got a new frame this year, and it's got new engine cases. Oh. The Honda 450. They're changing the frame from the. Uh, the midpoint down the frame where there's a weld to the foot peg bracket. I've heard that section has changed and has got in a bit thinner. I think the swing arm pivot's changing a little bit on that bike. Um, they're removing the kickstart area from the case on the motocross bike to save some weight, kind of like the yeah. works GP yeah. cases. And then uh, poor, I think the Honda poor two. Brayton, you won't be able to run it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the well, they'll lose a little bit of weight, luckily with that setup. Um, and then the I think the Honda two fifty might have a couple minor tweaks. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty full round year for bikes, no, updates, like, I, and upgrades. I still like the Suzuki to stay up on top of the shootouts. On top? When yep. Did... On top. Yep. And everything I read said it was the best 450 of the year. 1990s. That's, that's what I read. Uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX here. Pulp MX show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, by the way, for making this happen uh, on the show. Whether it's Get ECU or the Works Connection guys, Atlas Brace, Guts Racing, all of those guys. WUSA, uh, seemingly half the teams in the pits use W. Have you been down there lately to see John? Uh, I got to go pick up some wheels from them. They got finished for me a week ago, and they rebuilt some stuff for me. Yeah. Uh, some stock wheels, like grenaded one he rebuilt for me a oh, couple weeks boy. back. Here we go. Good job, Lindsay. Uh, yeah. WUSA.com, please go down there. Mention Pulp MX uh, for all of your wheel needs, uh, including like the Rockstar Husky team uses... Uh, W for their wheel needs, and they're they're leading the points right now. Um, all right, let's do uh, let's do some voicemails. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call any time. Leave a message. Uh, here was the best of the best of the week that was. Hey Steve, it's Craig Martin. Hey, uh, I'm just sitting here listening to the review from this weekend, and I think it's hilarious how JT calls Cedric Severes or something like that, and you call him Cedric Subaros. Or something like that, and I was just wondering which one it really is. Neither one of you ever correct each other, so just curious, who's right, you or me, uh, our boy JT? When it comes to me, yeah. JT, it's always hey, me. On this nut up team that didn't show up for old Cedric, what whatever happened with Watson? I mean, I, I did I miss something? <laughs> because 
he was supposed to be the face of the team and doing hey, all this. Buddy. I went to a couple of races. I never saw him there. Maybe I missed him. I don't know. But, man, it's just like he's dropped off the face of the earth as far as anything I've seen. And uh, just curious what his deal Are is. Are you going to freaking argue with me, Meathead? Uh, what his part of that team is at this point. Um, and also, I'd love to know who made the decision to turn that r- r- rig around and head back to Southern California, because that's an expensive drive for us. Anyway, that's it. If yeah. you could answer those questions, I'd love it. And um, I'll talk to you later. Over out. Bye. What, uh, Subaras or Subreas? I'm going to go with Subreas. Okay. And I'm probably wrong anyways. Uh, Watson's still around. He's still helping the team out. I don't think – Kenny was never the manager per se. He was never going to be the manager. Maybe there was some miscommunication or some some um, people thinking he was going to be. But So Kenny's still around, still helping the team out. But, you know, I think I don't th- I think budgets were tight and he wasn't going to all the races. So uh, he's around, though. I talked to Watson last week. I asked him to come on the show to talk about the, the situation with the team, and he gave me some background information, but he declined to come on the show. So Kenny's Kenny. So what happened this weekend? Hey, Steve, uh, hey, Steve, have guys still uh, Steve, uh, yeah. He's on the team now. He's officially on it. Okay. I didn't, yeah. It seemed like a mystery if he was going to have a bike for the rest of the year. That's good. Well, not really. If you would, Red Racer X wasn't a mystery at all, or he read Observations so wasn't a mystery at all. So, What's anyway. that? Anyway. Uh, this is Tracy Faith, Gavin's dad. I just want to give a shout-out to Craig Schumacher, Shoemaker with uh, Fly Racing. Um, when Gavin was uh, in the hospital... With a broken back, how he come and visit him, and just want to give him a shout out. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know this, but Craig Schumacher, the owner of WPS Fly Racing, of course, uh, Gavin Faith weeded himself uh, in practice in Arena Cross, and um, I think it was practice, anyways. And uh, yeah, that's real cool that, uh, that that Craig stopped by to see him. That's awesome. That's uh, real classy of, of Craig, and cool to, cool to hear stories like that. So get well soon, Gavin. Quit being a dick to everybody, Mathis. Yeah, Mathis. I don't think that that's – listen, when some guy calls in and says, why aren't they jumping the finish line? And then we tell them, well, it must have been pretty gnarly in Seattle to not jump the finish line. And then he keeps hanging on with like, no, it looked like they could do it. The world's best riders to this guy look like he could do it. I, I mean, I'm going to hang up on you. He asked. We gave him an answer. He wasn't accepting the answer. So I don't think it was a dick move. Marks? No, I think you're good. Thank you. We got an Instagram comment about you. Oh, great. Thanks for the warning about the douche co-hosting. Now I don't have to worry about listening this week. Oh, he's been banned from the forum. So cute. Oh, boy. Quit being a dick. Yeah, talking about that. That guy needs to quit being a dick. Oh, too bad. I like Michael Lindsay. He's coming up to the show. All right. Uh, Braden from Baltimore calling in um, after the uh, Seattle Supercross race. Question about the Husqvarna. Uh, we've seen Zach Osborne's Husky smoke quite a bit, and uh, now we're seeing uh, Chad Reed's. You know, of course, uh, the Seattle race uh, was was gnarly, but still, um, does Husky have something going on with um, their bikes overheating? Um, just a, just a thought, just a question. Um, the Rollerball uh, podcast you, you did. Uh, Huskies and KTM's run hot. They always have. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they always have that aftermarket fan or, or K- KTM or outdoors, parts. Yeah. yeah, 
The, and the other thing, too, I think a lot of people misinterpret uh, Supercross, depending upon what they're seeing with smoke, is just with the, the way they go through the rhythms is when the bike loads up a little bit on fuel, that oxygen stuff, it, it can kick a little bit of a white plume a little bit between sections. Well, in Seattle, that wasn't an issue. Well, in Seattle, everything was right. trying to kill itself. Right, right. So. There wasn't a single bike that didn't smoke at Seattle, unless they were out of coolant. Um, I, just, I just heard that for the first time was really really good it was great to hear his story um and i especially liked your humility um to say you're not humble these days is is quite an understatement but um you know your approach was uh was very um respectful i'm, I'm not humble. humble these days is and quite uh, an understatement. It, was, it was it was one of i think one of the best um podcast interviews you've done so anyway keep up the good work uh, and uh Please share your thoughts on, on the Husky overheat. That's a really overheating issue. Thanks. Take real, care. Real backhanded compliment right there. He's talking about the Rollerball uh, Peterson podcast that I put out and I reissued, uh, remixed, and remastered. So to say, what did he say? To say I'm not humble is, a, is an understatement. Is so, or something like that. Huh. He's saying you're humble, but you say you're not. No, he's saying I, I, I'm not humble. He's saying I was humble back then. It was great to hear me being humble. Oh, because it was an old pod. Yes. I got you. But, but to say I'm not humble now is an understatement. It's an understatement to say I'm not humble now, meaning I am You're an arrogant. so not humble. You're an arrogant SOB. You know what, caller? It's because of jerk-offs like you that I am the way I am. I was normal, humble Steve, and then I get beat down with phone calls about not jumping tabletops, and I get called names, and look what I've turned into this ogre. I turn into this gargoyle of a monster. I hate you all. Like that's how I've turned. And you guys have made me. You guys have turned me into that. I hate you all, and you've all done that to me. So good job. You're welcome. Congratulations. Not you, the listeners. Oh, I can't take any credit. No, I'm just saying you listeners have turned me into this. So I was a listener before I came on the show. Okay, well, he would he would like his piece of the pie. As yeah. far as <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need credit. my blame pie. He would, he would like his credit. He wants his credit. <laughs> his credit that. pie. I, yeah, I probably was humble at one time, and then look what's happened. So thanks a lot, jerk-offs. Was that before or after the four Manitoba titles? No, nah, I, I had four. I missed fifth by two points. Hello, uh, a smelly Steve. This is Giuseppe Luongo. <laughs> I am calling you from Lake Como. You know, I'm sitting here with Caluni, Caroli, and eating a cannoli. And we just watching the Seattle Supercross, just laughing at the Americans. That's <laughs> pretty good. You guys have no idea how to ride in the mud. And so, just because of this, I have partnered with China to see the MX of nations in Como se dice, uh, red bud to make that a mother so that Karoli can win everything. <laughs> Actually, probably be Sean Simpson. You guys are going down because I am going to take over the entire world. <laughs> that was good. That was good. But if we're going full mother, I'm putting my money on Team Great yeah, Brand. I, I like that guy. That was good. I like to Is that a regular? No, I've never heard that guy. That was good. And please call him. He's eating more. a cannoli with Karoli. <laughs> Please, whoever you are, call in more. The show and Filthy Phil's kind of talking that he's not going to be able to do outdoors. I have the perfect solution for at least one race. Your RM Army, he's RM Army. Have him pick a race 
and you be his mechanic at one race. Just one race. It would be amazing. He's already team pulp. It would be awesome. Anyway, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll get my bike. We'll do it up, and we'll take it to Washougal. And Phil will have a one-off special. Is your phone okay there? Do you need me to see your phone? Is everything no, going I'm listening. Okay. All good. Pulp Mix graphics. Me ranching for Phil. Top tanning of 450 National. I like it. I'm in. Is do this it. one of those jokes where it's like, pick which one of those is false? Nah, we could do it. <laughs> we could do it. Phil and I could <laughs> do it. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Whatever, GL. <laughs> hey, Steve. Uh, I was listening a couple weeks ago, and you said that you were in Skip's uh, box van at the uh, 1998 Berlin's, and I was wondering if you might remember replacing a transmission on a 98 CR125 because I was at, uh, running schoolboy at Loretta's in 98 and went out for practice on Monday and my, uh, my transmission locked up. It wouldn't shift out of first gear, so uh, didn't know if you were the same guy that I brought my transmission to and changed it out or not. Uh, maybe we, we had met in a lifetime ago, but um, just wondering if you could let me know if I, that was you or not. Appreciate I mean, it. it was a young, svelte, good-looking FMF Honda mechanic with probably a couple of hot blondes on each arm changing a tranny. Then it was me. We met. I was kind of waiting for the punchline of the guy to say, and then my thing blew up again. <laughs> but he didn't. Made it halfway but, through I mean, the pits. <laughs> it, it could have been me. Uh, Honda Houston was there also working on Honda. So it could have been me. It could have been them. Uh, I don't know. I just told the story about how I was so bored. I remember a guy said, my bottom end of my t- CR250 is making a noise. And I was so bored, and I had so many free parts that I changed every bearing in this guy's <laughs> bottom end and gave him a new crank and everything because I was so bored. I remember that. I remember I'm being like, I don't know what's wrong with this bike, but if I put all these parts in it, it'll be fine. (laughs) Hey, so guys, I'm listening to you talking to the guy about uh, the carburetor on the Yamaha. Um, I'm severely disappointed in, in, in you, Steve, being a factory Yamaha mechanic and Lars a little bit, not mentioning to put a smaller leak jet in it. Um, yeah, the accelerator pump needs to be timed, but they need a little more fuel. Um, put a smaller leak jet in it. Uh, Come on, guys. Well, sorry, bro. I'm sorry that I don't remember 15 fucking years ago what I did on carburetors. God, I don't think we changed the leak jet on those things. I don't remember doing that. It's a small little flat, flathead jet. And the smaller number meant the bigger amount of fuel went through. It was really weird. Um, but I don't remember doing that. So, and I'm sorry for not having the 15 years on the top of my... See, this guy has turned me into a monster. Into a gargoyle. That's this guy. These type of calls. I was humble, and then I get called and chewed out for 15 years of no, fifteen years ago that I didn't tell a guy that. All right. We're pros at this. Thanks a lot. Hey, Steve, it's Gus Keeter. I'm working through uh, this week's show, and you're talking to Pipes and about how you wanted to get uh, Adam and map the seven deuce deuce on a Suzuki. And I, I just stopped the show right now, and I wanted to call in and leave you a message that, you know, I, 
you talk about um, the Deuce Deuce not being able to get much help from Honda. I don't think he ever gets any help from Honda. If he did go over to like a Hep Suzuki team or, you know, he hopped on a privateer Suzuki, what is the odds that JGR is going to help him out and get him some, get him a little help and throw him some parts and toss him a bone his way? You know, after what they did for Subaross, I just, I, I feel like he could get a lot more help going Suzuki. So I think you're on to something there. I don't know if you mean it, if you were joking with him or not, but I think that's a that would be good for the Deuce Deuce. Anyway, thank you for everything that you put out. The show's great. Later. If you've ever talked to the Seven Deuce Deuce, he is Ride Red. He's He, he loves Honda, says, even he, when he had to buy Hondas and was, like, his whole life, I guess, he's ridden Hondas. And, no, he rode, uh, I was at his house, and he showed me a picture of him on a Cowie, and he said worst year of his life Yeah, okay, was followed so. by that. He said uh, there's only one goal in his life, to ride an HRC Honda. There we go. So the only goal he has. He gets some help from Honda, but I bet you if an OEM tried to offer him, it would have to be a lot more than Honda for him to switch, man. He loves riding red. Loves the bikes. He's got a lot of parts, a lot of people that help him to make parts for it. And I've seen yeah. you know, Honda loan him stuff the races. He, oh, it's yeah. not, not, a, not horrible. No. They take care of the deuce. And he's got a truck Good evening, now. everybody. Yeah, he's got a Ridgie. Yeah. How many, how many other manufacturers giving him a truck? I don't see any. Maybe you can keep talking and have Mark's bit mad at you. I didn't say anything. I was waiting to screw up another voicemail. <laughs> Informa. Better from, better from Apple Valley. Apple <laughs> Valley. Hey, I've been thinking a lot about this. Hey, Apple Valley. What do we call the races at the Triple Crown? Uh, I, I thought back to when the Triple Crown started. The Monster Energy Triple Crown, when that started, they promoted them as three main events, and that's where this started, right? And they're not three main events. We know that. They're more like the three-moto format we used to have here in the USA for motocross, where everyone's in, and then the combined points wins, right? And they have the bonus for three if one guy wins all three. So we can't call them mains. It's going to mess up the record books, right? We all know that. It's not uh, going to, you know. I'm done with these. Forget it. I'm done with these. Right, we got to move on. Um, hey, the day after Vegas Supercross, what is that, May 7th? 6th, I think. 6th? I'll look. You can keep talking, though. Well, wait for you we're, waiting on, we're waiting on greatness. 6th. May 6th. Should have went with Western Raceway. Michelin. Pulpamex Ride Day. Uh, Michelin Starcross 5 Tires pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter their conditions or terrain. Do you like this tire? Have you tried it? Yeah. Do you ride with it much? A little bit here and there. All right. Hard, medium, soft, and sand. The Michelin Starcross 5 Tires complain a completely redesigned casing, a more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall. Or easy mounting. And a more pliable bead package. Easier mounting, always a good feature. Mission Starcross 5, excellent performance for a wide range of conditions and terrain. 21 different sizes to ensure fitments for a motocross, supercross, arena cross, off-road, vintage bikes, applications, MichelinMotorcycle.com to learn more. Thanks to the Michelin folks uh, for coming on. Thanks to the Michelin folks for that ride day. It's going to be fantastic. So, you're going to need a set of Michelins to ride for free. What tires would actually get you kicked out? Nothing. We we love everybody. But you can ride for free if you have a Michelin set of Michelin tires. Or I one. I feel like there's somebody that don't actually. Don't tell Randy that. Just don't or one. Tell. Do you get half off? Listen. 
Randy's a little inflexible with this program, okay? A lot of people, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael Lindsay, if you're not an elitist like Randy Richardson, normal people, not you and not Randy, but you go through a rear probably for every second front. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, you, you like that. So maybe you have a Dunlop front, and then you buy a Michelin rear. This is just crazy talk. So you should be able to ride for free. But Randy says no, everybody. So you got to set a Michelin to ride for free. Buy a set of Michelins. And we're going to have people there to give you a set of Michelins or at a really hell of a deal, all I right? Be, so. I bet you could put on two Michelins and then time Love to this ship guy right on here. one. Easier on bead for, yeah, mounting. Um, Just do it. Uh, BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. Whether you're blasting a berm on a UTV, on a street bike, on a motorbike, whatever it is, BTOsports.com has got you covered. Their passion reflects yours in whatever way you want to uh, get loose riding off-road or on, the, on or off-road. And uh, use the code PULPAMX when you call to save at BTOsports.com or put PULPAMX in the notes section uh, and uh, they'll take it off. Uh, they've got what you need for your bike and body at BTOsports.com. These questions are submitted to at uh, PULPAMX Show on Twitter. Travis Marks goes through them and... Uh, Gives us the best ones. Ask us the best one. Hello. This one is from Ryan Kleindienst. I don't think that's how that works. But. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Steve, have there been other high-caliber racers in history that have had a mystifying disappearance from the sport similar to JS7? Yeah, sure. I mean, Larry Ward went away. Like, Larry Ward literally never told anybody he was quitting. He just quit. And then I didn't hear from Larry for probably a year and a half. I mean, he wasn't on James's level, but he's pretty elite, pretty good guy. It happens to all of them. Yogi, Yogi just disappeared, dude. Road Mach One Yamaha, and then he was out. Well, then, well, at least he came back and did the he did the one off at US Open. Open. Yeah, but that was years later. So, where's he at these days? Uh, in Georgia, hanging out. So yes, there has been a lot of motocrossers don't get like a a massive send off like Larocco or Ferry or. You know, any of these guys like that, it just doesn't happen, right? They just that's you just don't get hired the next year and then you're done. And yeah, but like a Larry so. Ward and Ezra, you could you could call him up and get an interview. Try that with James right now. Oh, yeah, no, no like no. we've all tried. Yeah, yeah, well, that's I'm not surprised. That's what James said he was going to do, and he did exactly what he said he was going to do. He actually did. That's true. All right, this is from Tanner Hall. Who all gets a fill in for outdoors in either class? Phil, Mookie, Renslin, Weimer, Brayton, Will Hahn, RV, Dungey, Stu. Bowers. <laughs> Renslin has a ride. It's really no, covering, they're not doing covering, outdoors. Covering the Wait, Traders there. isn't no, this year? No. Oh, never mind. I'm in um, Yeah, uh, the Phil for Tickle? The weird one is... Is that crazy talk? Because JT thinks it's crazy talk. Here's the weird... Okay, so I can <laughs> see Phil a little bit on results because, I mean, I'm but sure I'm... you've asked Roger as many times as I have. He's not that big on fill-ins unless it's required. And, I mean, we saw KTM run with one rider a ton last year. He's always like, unless, you know, yeah. he always says top 10. I mean, Phil's capable of top 10, but Roger always says, unless there's somebody you can tell me it's going to pull it top 10 on my bike, I'm not going to put him on it. Yeah. I, I don't see them having to pull one. Bowers, um, no. What else was there? Yamaha probably contract-wise. I think they can get away with a few races, but I think outdoors they'll need uh Oh, Cooper shouldn't be out that long. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Ryan Hargrave. What is the reason RC is so bitter at Alden? I don't know. RC and I don't talk a lot. Don't know. Michael? 
Uh, did something happen recently? Did, did no, RC give it, it's it's more about when they split. It's I think a bit of a disagreement on our on Ricky's part about how much Alden played a part into his success. If I'm just going to leave it there, right. a little bit of a disagreement between the two. I think on that. This one's from Pistachio. What's a more prestigious championship? Triple Crown or Summer Cross? Oh, geez. Uh, I'll go Summer Cross. One race, Coliseum, Jeremy McGrath. Think of those odds. Think of that setting. And yet somehow, Tim Ferry was able to pull it off. I'm going to go Summer Cross because he bought me a pizza tonight. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> he bought the neighborhood a pizza tonight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, if he if he just told Pookie what 12 inches really was, we wouldn't end up with a pizza. I'm going to take that pizza. Quit lying to your wife. <laughs> I'm going to take that pizza and go kill a man with it later. I'll smother him in that pizza. <laughs> to put this way, for anybody who was wondering, Pookie got us a 24-inch pizza, but uh, I think she didn't know what 24 inches is because uh, Steve's been lying to her on size. Listen, for her. I, give her, I give her 12 almost every night. She should know. Well, she thinks it's 12. Now she knows it's only 6. <laughs> Crap! Uh, this one's from Lawrence. Was Daniel Blair joking when he told J-Mart to watch his language yes, in the yeah, press conference? He was. he was kidding. It was just, yeah. Hashtag, hashtag clapping for the writers is gay. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so dumb. Um, he waits, and he waits for the applause. And, I, and he denies it, but he waits. I know he does. This was from Darren Walker. Top riders don't really like Triple Crown, but makes better for racing, better racing for fans. Why don't we meet in the middle with an outdoor two-moto format? I don't know. Eh. I and mean, they did it in 1985. I just feel like those guys would be like, whatever Outdoors does, we're not doing. Yeah. We're not doing. Yeah. They don't need to be similar. They need to be different. Yeah. Can, right. I, can, can I ask a question? What was the whole dispute with calling them motos? You said something about, is that another just because they don't want to be like yeah, Outdoors? Yeah, they not, they're not going to call those things motos because it's too much like motor, outdoor motocross. That's what it's called, is a moto. Yeah, well... Wait, are we still dealing with the summer series issue here? They're just not going to call them motos. I don't know what they're going to call them, but they're not going to They admit it exists now, though, at least, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they've been better. What does MotoGP call a race? I don't know. MotoGP sucks, so I don't know. MotoGP's awesome. This one's from JS Turbo. How does Subaros, Subaris, Get gear, a whole bike bill, and a sponsor in two days, and Mookie can't do it in six to seven months to be at A1. <laughs> Should Mookie one. learn French and hire LeBig as his agent? God, people, hire LeBig. Some people hate Mookie. God, they hate Mookie. What's he going to do this summer? Nothing. Hang. And what's that going to do for next year? Roger Larson know. from Seven, who guides Mookie's career, does not like the outdoors. Does not think. Roger thinks. Nobody cares, and he couldn't be more wrong. And we've argued about this him and I over and over. And he couldn't be more wrong, but he is standing by that. So Mookie's not doing outdoors unless there's like huge money involved. And I've asked a couple team managers what their thoughts on him not racing outdoors, and they all said it's pretty much. I've I've asked about five of them that as a serious full length question, and all five respond with it's a mistake. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Yeah, no, Rogers, they're sticking to that. This one's from Jason Harless. He wants to know, with Cooper Webb being injured, do they call Josh Hill again? Uh, I, he was already going to do Vegas. I actually saw him riding. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bike this next weekend because they already gave him a full like team practice bike to play around on. He was going to do Vegas, so I bet they put him on it for next couple. It wouldn't surprise me. 
Uh, and this one's from Tote eight forty. Totes. Tote Toady. Totes my goat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi guys. They're very polite, by the way. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. An idea to keep the series interesting through all 17 rounds. Normally that starts with, hi guys, uh, I think you fucking all suck. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) We're starting good. With all due respect. That whenever somebody says, with all due respect, (laughs) they're getting ready to just hammer you. No offense, but. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. uh, You suck. (laughs) An idea to keep the series interesting through all 17 rounds. How about a drop score format where every writer drops their worst or worst two results? Would push riders to go for wins instead of dungy safeness. Sure, yeah. Thoughts, Chris from Sweden. Yeah, yeah, sure, Chris. Sorry, that's why he's so polite. Yeah, he's from exactly. Sweden. Yeah, I know. Canadians, Swedes. Canadians. That works. Um, for real though, like, what do you think about that? Sure, yeah. Just whatever? Yeah, whatever. All right. This one's from Jordan. If you could relive any era of Supercross racing, what would it be? Nothing where McGrath won every single race by 20 seconds. Um, the 80s, man. Yeah, somewhere in the 80s. I'll go with... Uh, when guys were banging trophy girls, like, right after the race. Like, that's the era, man. Down a Miller Lite, make out with the trophy chick, bang her that night, go to the next round. Mine's the two or three years we had Ricky, James, and Reed at their at their prime. Just the insanity yeah. of what could have been done on what got done on a dirt bike. I'll take the banging trophy girls with Osho and Wardy and Dogger. Well, I mean, <laughs> never, mind. never mind. This one's from LAX Defense Coach Michael JGR doing a lot of work with BFRC Shock. Will we see more teams run in the future, or expect it to get better in production form sooner than later? Um, so actually really interesting. I know the reason why they're doing it. So Malcolm Stewart started racing at first and that was actually a requirement by Suzuki for fielding a third, uh, factory level entrance really? is to try to push some development that way. That's something Suzuki requested. So Malcolm didn't really have a choice unless it was like blatantly worse, but, um, they worked on some settings with it. I'm happy enough. And then I heard, uh, I think Weston raced with it, but it was at the Mudder, and I didn't get a chance. I didn't go to the races last weekend to see if he stayed on it. Um, I've personally tried the works versions of the Shock, and they are inherently better due to a couple design features than the production one. It'd be nice to see those carry over, because I feel like if they could uh, get the couple little characteristics uh, to match up, the production Shock would be really good. Production Shock is really good. It's fantastic. Meh. Soaks up bumps like no other. Meh. This one's from Graham Heron. Is there a trend to when Baggett talks crap and then his results fall off? Ouch. Oof. Hard hitting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I like Baggett when, he, when he's honest and open. It's just, cool. It gives us a lot of material to talk about. The best part is people take him so seriously. Yeah. And he is not. <laughs> yeah. This one's from Roger DeCosco. Steve, have you thought about doing a text segment solo or with Berluti, Perinos, etc.? Well, I don't even know how to change a leak yet. I didn't even tell that guy. So no, <laughs> no, I'm an idiot, I guess. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that, dude. Because you do it and you forget one little thing, or someone doesn't do it right, and then you got issues. And it's a real touchy subject to, to tell dude, people how to tech, work on motorcycles. I do tech features for our site, and I. Love and hate doing them. Every time I'm done, I'm just trying to remember everything in my head. Cause like, if I forget one little nuance, 
either somebody's going to rip me apart, I'm going to have some horrible comments, somebody's going to bitch. They're yeah, actually some of the most stressful features to do. Yeah, it's it's, it's a hard, it's a no-win deal. I've done some of them, too. So, Is there a video of you, like, changing a tire somewhere or something for yeah, a feature? Yeah, I, I did a Transworld bike, uh, Transworld bike, Transworld bike bandit tech tips, and I still get people at the races who recognize me from them. I did, like, 24 of them. By the end, we were so out of ideas, I did one on how to put gas on your bike. <laughs> did you get paid for this? Yeah. Got paid good money. Nice. Yeah. How to put gas in your bike? Well, it was one of them because we were so out of ideas. Oh, man. Uh, sorry, we're on a tech tip series. We're three years in on 12 episodes each, so I'm at like 36. And Are you other, running out of ideas? Other than really complicated stuff that takes like, usually what? we try to shoot multiple episodes in a day, and now it's like, am I going to do a trans, uh, like, rebuild transmissions to like yeah. some of the bottom end stuff we're getting into because I'm or I do explanations on like how like we did we killed two episodes by doing suspension like breaking down yeah. what the adjusters do but actually changing parts after all you start to run out of like ideas yeah yeah <laughs> this one's from Lee Waltson Steve you said Tomac was the fastest man on the planet you're forgetting hurlings aren't you okay I didn't say that what I said I might have said that I said Tomac was the fastest m- m- 450 rider on Earth. Uh, is Europe part of Earth? I don't know. <laughs> what I should have said was Supercross. Fastest 450 Supercross rider. Because this guy was talking about how I loved Eli Tomac and I hated Anderson or something. And I'm like, well, if you don't think Anderson, uh, Eli Tomac is the fastest guy, I should have said in 450 Supercross. Because, yeah, Hurlings, Hurlings might have him covered out. What about uh, Zach Osborne had a faster qualifying time on 250 this uh, weekend? We right, yeah. <laughs> right, Zach Osborne, fastest rider in the world. My bad. Hurlings outdoors, yeah. Flip a coin or maybe for Hurlings is even better. So, I'm so disappointed we're not getting a repeat of uh, Iron Man because uh, them not having a USGP. Yeah. This one's from Randy. Randy Bobandy. Yeah. Ranham. <laughs> That's his name. Uh, Randy. Randalama Lama. The show's definitely getting late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean Wilson was tweeting about all the injuries during the Triple Crown races. Have there been more injuries during these races? Yeah, I, I, I saw that. I, 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 has he not watched any of the normal Supercrosses? Yeah. Uh, there's not an increase of injuries at Triple Crowns. There's, there's not. There, there's injuries, sure. The but. only increase was in the pits. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> yeah. We caught Peters and Pike and Barsha's mechanic and good God. All right. This one's from Dell. What is making more of a difference to Jeremy Martin's ability to ride Supercross? Switch to Honda or riding with Tomac? I think the Tomac thing, yeah. I think this really helped. Because he definitely, like, his one year with uh, Osho on the Yamaha was really, really good. I felt like he, you know, kind of fell off a little bit last year, and he's really back on the on the game this year. He really, I talked to him a little bit about being up there. He absolutely loves being at Telmax. Yeah. The hunting, the mountain biking, just the total mound deal. He had a huge greenhouse face. I also think part of it had to do with Phil not being anywhere near him. Hashtag Phil. <laughs> Um, all right, last one from Tom Townsend. How does one get a job in this industry writing stupid tweets like that Moser guy? Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. We found him at Rock Bottom Brewery. Wait, who? I have to include you, Tom's tweets because he gets mad if I... Uh, you can get a job you know. at Vital MX. All you got to do is be breathing. That's all you got to do with Vital MX. Just walk in there, show that you can breathe, and you'll. You know, that's it. That's all it takes. Look at Michael Lindsay. I thought that was Dirt Rider. Oh, that was MXA. <laughs> it's MXA. No, you have to miss. You have to 
actually try to misspell things are. Craig Osborne. <laughs> Daryl and his band of merry jerk-offs at MXA. Nice, nice job, guys. You guys are just killing it all the time. Make sure you take all of our tweets each weekend and put them on your own Twitter as if you knew the news, as if you were, you assholes were there. Good job. All right. What about Racer X saying Tomac was the fastest 250 qualifier? Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. Saw that. Just saying. And the guy who wrote it didn't delete it. No? Wouldn't you delete that right away? <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, oh, I, my God. Just, I can't hit it fast enough. Or just enough. send another one after correction 450 qualifier. Well, or make day. a joke. Make Something. a joke about it. Be like, I'm a, sorry, I'm high and drunk. So. 250, 125, doesn't matter what he's on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What up? He's we can put him anyways. on. It's totally what we meant. Yeah. Uh, all right, What's is that up? it? Meant to do it. What's up, KTM? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, is that it? Yes. All right, btosports.com. Use the code PULPAMX when you call in or put in the coupon notes and uh, and save with those guys. Uh, a great bunch of dudes as well. Uh, Christian Craig, Alex Ray, Cade Clayson, Davey Coombs, Will Hahn. All on board. Will Hahn, does he count? I no, mean, just he, his voicemail. Fuck Will Hahn. Exactly, exactly. Uh, more important to go race himself than to look after a foreigner in a strange Man. land. I always thought Will Hahn was a guaranteed thing. I don't know. No, well, you know one thing. He wasn't with a chick. <laughs> that was kind of the guaranteed thing. <laughs> you know he wasn't busy with a chick. You know he was just busy. Probably at a Burger King or something. Um, so thanks to everybody for uh, listening. I really appreciate it for another week. Uh, Michael Lindsay, first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Let's go. BTOsports.com. Lots of seven gear. Oh, that's no, right. I know. Fly racing. <laughs> Best pants out there. Race tech suspension and engines. Go hit up Luke for some WP suspension there. Vortex Racing. My uh, From my homeland of Utah. Gear Alloy. Some sweet wheels on that ridgeline. Thank you. Roost MX. Probably has graphics for the YZ65. Vertex Pistons. Do you have a KTM or Husky? You probably have them, but you can still get better versions. Uh, X, X Brand Goggles. Rich Taylor is awesome and keeps me uh, sweat free in the eyes. Mission Starcross 5. Easy mounting. Maxima USA. Uh, I'm staring at a picture of the Dogger right now and some of his gear. It's oh, awesome. Dogger's awesome. Uh, FMF. Uh, I'm listening to a two-stroke sound in my, no- my head right now. It's coming out of an FMF. Fatty. Oh, yeah. Or um, what else do they have? The Gnarly. The Gnarly, yeah. Uh, Works Connection. Best whole shot device ever. What about their clutch, clutch perch? Clutch perches are amazing, too. I have one on my RM Army. It's fantastic. They're just... Every single time you put one on, they're yeah, so just, smooth. Just phenomenal action of clutch. Uh, Atlas neck brace. The noof. W wheels. Thank you so much, John, for keeping me on wheels that don't look like death. Uh, guts racing. Ah, uh, Phantom Seafoam. That's good, huh? Hell of a lot cheaper than titanium. Yeah, really, right? That's a good point. Yeah, if, Hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, get data. Get data. You can learn a lot about when you're wide open on a throttle and when you're not on the track. Yeah, you can really you really get some eye openers, right? Data acquisition. Right. <laughs> yeah. Learn that. Well, you're, you're like, dude, I was wide open there. No, you were Actually, sir, you were not. You were at half throttle no. and third. Dude, Dang. I was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. My bike needs to be faster. Yeah, that is that is true. You got a good point there. Uh well, thanks for coming in, Michael Lindsay. Appreciate it, man. Hope you had fun. Awesome time, yeah. always. Yeah, good time. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thanks for all your uh your knowledge and uh, discussion tonight. Minneapolis Supercross come and gone. Boston this weekend. Maston. 
uh, Foxborough. So looking forward to that. And uh, I think Kiefer will be back next week. I'm not sure. Yeah, he said he is. Um, thanks to Pookie. Thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser. Marks? Ow. No. <laughs> thanks to... He got shut down right at the end. <laughs> thanks for that giant-ass pizza, Pookie. Oh, my God. Yeah, thanks, yep. Pookie. Yep. Always. We're going to air slice. Thanks to... Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw, your sister said she was calling in for, for A-Ray. And she did, she missed. No, it. she said she wanted to, but she was working. Hey, Mark, she, she was very upset. Mark, you want another slice of Pookie's pizza? <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Pookie's Pookie pie. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, <laughs> thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh, Pulp Mex Show uh, sponsor deals, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you. I was in a gangbang. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.